Painkiller Already, episode 414 with our guest, Boogie. Kyle? Yeah, a few sponsors tonight. Movement, uh, Postmates, Goat.com. That's a brand new one. Go check out the Goat. Uh, Robin Hood, uh, eBay, because uh, you ever think vaping, vaping is too expensive? Ever wish you didn't need to buy batteries, coils, a tank, and a bottle just to get started vaping? Ever have your vape's battery die on you at 2 p.m. and you don't have access to a charger? Abay, the new vape system from the creators of Zamplebox, changes all of that. Abay's hardware blends simplicity with top-shelf quality. Abay features a super-compact battery, high-capacity pods that are more than twice the capacity of Juul pods, and that feature ceramic coils so you won't ever get a burnt hit. It also has two charging modes, USB and Abay PCC charging, so that you don't have to worry about a dead vape at the end of the day. Abay features a perfectly curated lineup of uh, excuse me, of um, five delicious flavors. So you're sure to find the one that's perfect for you. For a limited time, go over to uh, get your eBay kit and 10 bucks off each pack of pods on your first order when you sign up for a monthly for monthly auto ship delivery with three or more po- uh, packs of pods. Plus all eBay uh, auto ship orders get free shipping. Just use the code PKA at checkout. And when you visit eBay.com, that's uh, com. Also, YouTube Music. YouTube Music is the new app that combines everything you expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring everything to life. With YouTube Music Premium, you'll get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using other apps. Finally, that's a huge deal. Get music whenever, whenever, wherever you want, even if you're offline. Download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. And then you just pay $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Oh, Boogie, it's been a hey, hot second. It's been a hot <laughs> second, huh? <laughs> we lost Taylor. And, and he, uh. Oh, we lost Taylor like during the ad read? Uh, yeah, I had to fill in for him, I guess. It's been a hot second, oh. Boogie. Well, I haven't <laughs> seen Taylor in a hot second either. How's, how you been, man? How you guys been? Good. 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 Yeah. So surviving the terrible year that is 2018? Has it been bad Boogie. for you? Oh, God, it's been the worst. Ugh. Oh, what could have possibly happened? Yeah, to you? everything. Oh I came out as a furry. That didn't go over well. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you're <laughs> you're okay with me. For people who say the, the the cameras are messed up right now, hang on. I expect Taylor to come right back. Yeah, he's just reboot. His uh, PC crashed. He's rebooting. He'll be right back. Yeah, Boogie. I, I asked you um, before the show started because we don't like to like ambush people here or anything. Oh, like, right. Of course. We're yeah, not, yeah. We're not fucking Barbara Walters over here being cunty. But uh, but like the la- the most recent thing I'd seen about you or of you um, was someone linked me this clip. I think you were with Mr. Medicare, and uh, and I, I don't remember the exact context context, but basically you said like, well, yeah, I'm a I'm a furry. Um, I like getting pegged. Oh and, yeah, of course, and, yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm a homosexual now. And, right. And so people would come to me like like and and be like, can you believe Boogie's a a gay furry? Pedophile, I think it was one of the things that would be called. Yeah. I, and I and so, I'd be like and I'd be like What's a pet pederass? It's just a dirty word I made up. No, it's it's a real word. I don't I don't yeah. know the exact definition. Okay. I, I think maybe it's someone who buggers small children. In any case, mm. uh, I'd be I I would always defend you. I'd be like, look, if I'm not a furry, but we, I defend furry rights. Okay, number one, you right? wouldn't have to Okay, even if I was gay, I'm a little bit gay. We all we've all talked about that. I've like kissed dudes and shit. I'm a little bit gay. You know, I'm not, there's like, a on, spectrum like, of gayness, right? Right. You know, I'm only like a 10%. little gay. Okay, yeah, but even but if pause, I was full right like, there, please. Yeah. Where on the let's imagine this this spectrum, <laughs> this uh, yeah. this pH uh, scale if you will that goes from like baking soda to battery acid, battery acid being very gay and 
and baking soda just just, just being fuck? why can't we go what negative 10 to 10 what scale is this <laughs> are, are, we go, are, are we using are we going from are, is it red orange yellow green blue orange indigo violet to milk <laughs> Like, what, what scale what do we use? Like about one to ten. All right, on a scale from Jesus Clint Christ. Eastwood, from from like Clint Eastwood to who was the interior decorating guy, or to Liberace, from okay. Clint Eastwood to Liberace on that scale. All right, Clint Eastwood being as straight as you can be, and Liberace being as gay as you can be. Mm-hmm. Where is someone who occasionally kisses dudes as you claim to be? Probably in like the rock category. Like he was rock? The rock? Like a skirt every once in a while and like, to like you know, be in a Ooh. kid's movie and shit, right? So probably that, like that level of gay. Well, you pick your a little kind of gay as the rock. Yeah, he's right? a like, little gay, right? Like he like he's been like in the like the like the kids movies where he dresses up like a fairy and shit or whatever, like you know, puts on like the tutu and stuff. And be called. The Tooth Fairy, and the and the whole point was that he was a badass Tooth Fairy who you don't want to fuck yeah, with. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I, I think I'm mostly masculine, but I'm only a little bit like I've kissed a couple dudes, whatever. At, at no point did I ever see The Rock jump in the ring with Brett Michaels and be like, can you smell and taste? <laughs> I mean, I would be. The would, rock's that, been would you think less of The Rock if he like turned out? I was like, yeah, sometimes I fuck dudes. Like, would I that make him less, less of him? No. Would it make him less manly to you? Uh, less less straight because that's dude, what we're let me talking ask, about. Let me ask you a really serious question: Is there anything more manly than a dude fucking another dude? That's the manliest thing there is. It's just two men going at it. That's so manly. I've I've heard this line of thinking before. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah there's a lot yeah. of logic in that, right? Like if you're yeah. fucking girls, like what could be more faggy than that, right? Like <laughs> right. you know, yeah. they're they're soft and squishy and weak, right? What what's hard about fucking women? Nothing. Nothing. Again, again, right? we're not talking about manliness. We're talking about straightness. Yeah. Talking about masculinity. You and your logic. Try, but try, answer your question. I knew the audience I was going in front of. That was the kill report that I was on that night. And the kill report like constantly trolls me. Ralph fucking hates me. Those guys fucking hate me over there. So uh, when I went on there that night, talking about that whole better help shit, um, I was just giving them ammo. I was just giving them something to play with, right? Because, I mean, they, they portrayed like all of the other misnomers, like that my ex-wife left me for my gay black friend or something, like, and that, and that I got cucked and all these other, like, you know, I mean, like the memes, you know, the, the stuff that's not actually true about me, but people pretend is true. And so I was like, well, all right, I'll tell him a furry. I'm telling my like to get pegged. I'll tell, I don't know, I'll just say some stupid shit. And that'll be the new, that'll be the new thing that people say. Well, it, unfortunately, so, can, can I ask this question, Kyle? It, Boogie. Yeah. If you had to have sex with men, name your top three. Ooh, I'd like to know about your type. Clearly, The Rock. I think The Rock would definitely be in there. Yeah, I already got that. Yeah, um, <laughs> we could tell your admiration. So I should probably find somebody who's not just all like muscularly and like super sexy. But for The Rock, it's mostly personality, right? Like he's a good-looking dude. You like his smile? Yeah, I think it's a, like an eye thing or whatever. I think then um, Ben folds. I think he's very talented. He's kind of nerdy and geeky, and I feel like he'd give her like a really good hand job. I feel like you know, like I don't know, I don't, I don't want any of these guys inside me. I think I would want to be inside them. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm top. What about uh, Ian McKellen? Because I feel like you could be behind him, enjoying yourself, and he could just regale you with some amazing industry stories. He could, he could talk about his friendship with Patrick Stewart and like what it was like working on the X Men films. Ooh, see, he's yeah. a little old for me, but I would let Patrick Stewart blow me. I, I think Patrick Stewart's very straight. 
Um, although that's not but a qualifier his friend, for this list. Ian, right, whatever. yeah, this is who I would have sex with. I don't have to be gay, right? Like, is Ian McKellen going to be there in the corner, like, helping himself? Narrating while... it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nice, no. yeah. Dude, if you got Patrick Stewart to, you know, there, you don't need he Ian McKellen. He can narrate it with his mouth full. So I, I, I was chatting to the people watching, but so we got The Rock, Patrick Stewart, and was there another one I missed? Ben Folds. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, Ben Folds. I don't but know. But I, I didn't say I, he's the one who volunteered. Patrick Stewart. I did not pick Patrick Stewart. Okay. Um, John Hamm. That would be my third. Oh uh, yeah, the Madman dude. So good looking. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. funny. Um, he's just great sense of humor. And I don't know. I mean, I just like to spend some time with him. I also would put Tom Hanks in there, and I don't think Tom Hanks would be into me. But Tom Hanks, like, have you ever seen Philadelphia? Yes. I would suck Tom Hanks off just for a bit starring so, in Philadelphia. So age Not Tom his Hanks. best look, yeah. Yeah, most well, people... I'm just saying, like, that movie was have so powerful. Have you ever powerful, seen Tom Hanks, so like, at his lowest in The Castaway? Oh, I'd suck him off. <laughs> well, okay, The Castaway was another one of those movies that got me so emotionally. Like, if I ever met Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is like, would you suck my dick? I'd be like, yeah, of course, whatever, man. You're Tom Hanks. Like, you're one of the nicest guys. Let me blow you. I don't give a shit. Like, is that a problem to suck a dick occasionally because you really enjoy somebody's movies? If that makes gay. me a little bit yeah, gay, then I'm a little bit gay. It's just a now, as for the as for the furry thing, I do not own a fursuit. I do not have a fursona. Um, Could afford one, frankly. I mean, right, I mean that'd be an enormous suit. Yeah, that'd be a huge. Well, that's a lot smaller these days, but still, mm. it'd be a five X these days. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, I, I I've always been accused of it because my name on EverQuest was Uber Wolf. Exactly. And everybody, so that was the other thing. I'm just going to roll into roll with the punches, right? Oh, that's like, why they think like you're the, a furry, right? Well, and that's, so the, that's part and so of the, why it seems believable is because his persona right. has been Uber Wolf this whole time. Even when he joined, you know, when, when I see a screen name on anything, it's Uber Wolf, and I'm like, that makes perfect sense. He's been mm-hmm. role playing fantasy. You know, you, so when you're Lee, online, you're sort of role playing in a, in some yeah. ex, to some extent. So. He's always, always a blue wolf. I've always leaned into this shit, too. Like, if you go back and look at, like, they used to call me a brony when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So I made a video pretending that Francis is a brony. I, I I think Todd Howard really did this really well at E3 this year. Lean into the meme. Lean into the meme. Let them have it, right? It's not true. It's all made-up bullshit. Pretend my wife cucked me. Pretend she screwed some black stud. Pretend I'm a brony. Pretend I'm whatever. Let him have it, right? Like it gives him some sort nothing of nothing wrong with being a brony either. Uh, it's no, there's nothing wrong. That's it's a 180. We went in so hard on, on the no, bronies no, 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 on no. the show. I'm on. sorry, Woody. I have to correct you. It's the bronies are a okay with me. It's the cloppers that are the the weird ones. Those are the ones who sexualize oh, the my little pussy. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah, those are the ones who put like uh, pocket pussies inside of the rear of a My Little Pony doll. So it's got like this little, it's got like a, a vagina in the back. That they hey, can... if you want to fuck an anthropomorphic doll made for children, little girls rather, you go for it. Because that's freedom, Kyle. This is America. And I if mean, you want to fuck things that are tacitly reminiscent of pedophilia, yeah, go for I'm, it. I ain't kink shaming nothing until you harm another person, and then I'm not into it. But if you want to fuck a, a pink fleshlight strapped into a child's toy, I don't give a shit. Go for it. That's fine. If fuck a child, I'll break your dick, you know. But when up to that point, oh no! Like I'll fucking cut it off with a hammer. I'll smash it with a hammer. I'll break cut it. Cut it off like, with a hammer. Yeah, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time, but it's worth it. Just to be clear, put in the hours to how, castrate pedophiles. How young is too young, boogie? Do what? How young is too young, boogie? Gotta know. So that's interesting um, because I've gone out with a few girls who are kind of young, twenty year twenty year old since the divorce. So it's been nice. Um, but uh-huh. uh, I think I think too young is age of consent. I think. If they're if they're not in the age of consent in at least your region, you're definitely breaking a law, Both and that alone stand. is punishable. 
But, um, <laughs> but I honestly I so can't you imagine let wanting lawmakers no, determine your morality. No, see, 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 I no, think here's that's what I'm wrong. I think you need to make a decision <laughs> on your fascism. own. Let me, let me take another step. <laughs> You'll take another step. Dating a twenty-year-old, going out, even just going out one time with a twenty-year-old is hard enough. I can't imagine a fucking eighteen-year-old. And I think the age of consent in Arkansas might might actually be less than eighteen. I know in some state it's sixteen. What the fuck do you have in common with a sixteen-year-old if you're in your twenties or your thirties? God bless your forties. A twenty-year-old girl is hard enough to date because they only know three things and they're wrong about all three of them. Okay? Go on. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't wanna, there's this one girl I was seeing. For oh, sure you period. didn't have the three things pre-selected. I thought you did. No, like, no. First, let's dive into automotive <laughs> repair. Now, like, the, 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 there's one girl, she came to me and she's like, she's like, I keep getting hit with overdraft fees on my bank account. And I'm like, then turn off overdraft protection on that bank account and you won't have to pay the fees. And she's like, you can't do that. I'm like, no, they have to let you do that. Let me show you. She goes, no, Bank of America will not let you do that. I'm like, no, they absolutely will. Let me show you. I Googled it on my phone. I brought it up. All you got to do is tell them it's a state, it's a, it's a federal law. They have to let you turn off overdraft protection. She's like, yes, but what if I need to overdraft? And I'm like, then don't. Then yeah, don't I'm on her it. team with this because uh, overdraft fees are much cheaper than non-sufficient fund fees. No, there's 45 fucking bucks for her overdraft fees. She was getting hit and she got hit with 10 of them. So it's 450 bucks, which she was only earning like $1,800 a month. Oh, for to a little, I, like, I, gotta, I would have to be like, how about this? How about a little personal responsibility? And I, I, like, like, like maybe you just balance your checkbook right well that's the argument she's mm -hmm. like sometimes i have to spend money i don't have so i have to write bad checks that's I'm what like, a credit no. card's for i have oh. to write bad <laughs> checks i'm also looking to buy a home soon <laughs> yeah. How many years old are you like none of the things you're ma saying makes sense and she wasn't unintelligent she had wow. intelligence she just didn't have life experience but if you scrolled through her purchasing history and her bank account statement like there's no way you're going to be like, well, yeah, she was buying milk, flour, and vitamins to make energy balls. She was being very efficient with her, no, it's all like her meals there. Off it's like, Amazon and no, like this, this, this is a $60 horse yeah. dildo. You needed that Qdoba burrito <laughs> with double meat that we both know you probably didn't finish, and you needed guac in it. Like, nah, mm -hmm. I don't I'm sitting here thinking, does I teach Hope about overdraft fees? I don't think so. I think I just buy all her shit for her. <laughs> Dude, I'm failing it, as a parent. It, it, you're only <laughs> failing if a parent, if Hope does have to worry about overdraft fees. Um, I don't know. No, that's a much more positive way to paint yeah. it. From what so, like so, the point, so the point that I'm making is I, if I could date a 16-year-old girl, I don't think I'd be very physically attracted to a 16-year-old girl, but let's imagine I found yeah, a really hot 16-year-old girl. Right ones. I couldn't fucking talk to her. I don't. I go. What the fuck are we going to talk about? What it's like to argue with your mom? What the? I, what do we have in common? Jesus Christ! You know. Yeah, but they'd be so young that they would like immediately adopt whatever your beliefs were. They'd be like, I hate that. You know, video games are dumb, and for for man children, you'd be like, not at all. I've actually made a career from it. She'd be like, you know what? I hadn't considered that. You're right. Like <laughs> immediately, you'd have her on your side with everything. It'd be easy as fuck. You'd be like a little, you know. And I'm also a little put off by your statement. Just wait for the uh, the age of consent, because you know who else believed that. Who? Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh God, yeah, it's fine. You just wait until uh, age of it's, consent. It's in, so in eight years, Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight will back me up. It's so 2018 <laughs> in this podcast. Holy shit! This year, man, this is the year of got you. It started with like Me Too, which was great. I was all into like Me Too, Me Too, the fuck out of everybody, right? But then, like, it's all like just got you everything. That everything is a little rapey in the wrong that. context. So you want to Me Too the fuck out of everyone? 
No, I'm saying like let like if if there are fucking actual sexual predators out there, fuck them, take them down. Like hashtag like me too, that. right? Like when a guy like Spacey gets no, 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 don't go down on them. Don't go down on them. Take them down. It's different. Uh, fuck them. Go down on them if there's sexual <laughs> yeah. predators out there. Yeah. Like oh, that'll teach well, them. Like, like now we're getting like fucking H three for. <laughs> I saw a video about Ethan from H three in this podcast. Until you stop fucking kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm imagining. You're like, go. That's that's a new Holy thing shit. that Fortan needs to start. Is like, hey, save a child, go down on a pedophile. <laughs> you know, every orgasm you give a pedophile is a child. There's safe. some real logic to that. Holy shit. Holy genius, Taylor. This country, go down on a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're too good to suck a, a rapist dick. <laughs> thinking about all the st- painful bloody strokes you were oh. saving a young child's rum this podcast never fails to offend me and i'm so <laughs> oh, shit. oh i'm not like this all day like, <laughs> no, no, it's just when we come on here. They, it was, yeah. it was, it was a, dude, regular life Taylor is a way better person. Week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, dude, dude was a shitty painter. Can we at least say that? Adolf? Yeah, yeah he was, was a the shitty problem. painter. Learned to paint. You could have shown the person who turned him down from art school what would happen. They would have let him in for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have, Depends on that person's views on Jewish people. I don't. Dogs. It'd be boring. I, I don't want to shit talk Hitler, but oh. he was a shitty painter. I want to say anything bad about Hitler, but yeah, we would I never. He was a shitty painter. Not the current climate with so many fans. Yeah, we need <laughs> now. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, I'm not a furry, but I will fuck a girl with cat ears on. So, and a any animal butt plug. Those are fun. Those are hot. You ever do that? I've never done that. Animal butt for you like where does the limit hit where you're like that's that's too much i'm not into that amount of animal like the little cat ears that's, that's cat not e- too much cat ears fine animal butt plug fine uh how about together belt fine what a little fur i bet if they have ears and the butt plug together still good oh that's great yeah i'm, I'm, I'm all down for that uh-huh. gloves they covered though so that's still not much Animal gloves or animal footies probably crosses the line, and a full fursuit is well across the line. I'm not into that. Boogie, and it I doesn't matter if wanna... you're into it. Not everything you do is going to be your favorite thing to do. I try to I educate our audience on that. If it's no, her I... thing, maybe that's what you need to provide so, for her. So that is has that what, been is my that the role. advice that you give to a young, a young woman coming of age? <laughs> not everything you're going to do sexually is going to be your favorite like. thing, honey. But get out there. Suck a pedal on a stick to save a kid. You know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you're too good, sweetie. I, I will say, uh, even to this day, even though I've got money in the bank, even though I'm nowhere near as fat as gross as I used to be, and it's a lot easier to get laid, uh, I still employ a very important role. If a girl wants me to try something or do something, I will try it. I will do it. So I have done some pretty messed up stuff. I've eaten ass, which I did not like, um, and I, I, I'll do it. You know, try it at least once. I did blood play once. That was really messed up. A girl, she was into like cutting me, and she wanted to play in my blood, so I let her do that. That was like a long time ago. Um, that one's not for me. That's the that, yeah. play that the blood one, means. Look, it, it's rare that I say this. That one's not for me either. I've, yeah, I've, definitely oh, not I've, for I've me. talked about that before, like like being in a hotel with a girl and her having like this box cutter type knife and wanting me to cut her. And and being like, 
no, no. Taking that, putting that in the in the nightstand, closing the nightstand with my pistol in there as well, being like, this is the danger drawer. If you go for this drawer, I'll know it's on. And it's time to start fucking throwing punches. Oh, all right. Man. This stays shut. Like, no, Ooh, no, no blood play. I did I did cross the line uh a few months back, actually. This is a girl who she's like, she wanted a little rough. And I'm not really into rough play, but that's what she wanted. She wanted to mess around a little rough. And so I slapped her, you know, once just uh-huh. to see how it felt and slapped her on the ass, spanked her a couple times. That was kind of nice. And at some point she's like, choke me. And I'm like, I'll pseudo choke you. Like I'll put my hand there, but I'm not like going to hurt her. And then like afterwards, she's like, I wanted you to really choke me. I wanted you to like yeah. bruise me. And I'm like, I do YouTube for a living. I don't want you going to the cops with bruises after you've been well, in you my house. Well, you just show them the videotape. Like, you know, you wanted evidence. Is that that's yeah. what you wanted? Like, like, no. Yeah, there's not a chance. Like, maybe if I get to really know you and we're together for a really long time. Oh, it's sure. like a first date? <laughs> no, we, 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 we'd messed around a few times Joke me point. unconscious, please. And yeah. finish. Right. And I'm like, we're, we're yeah. still at the restaurant. Yeah, choke, me, <laughs> choke me till there's bruises in me or bruises on me and then leave DNA all over me, please. Sir, would you like some more cheese biscuits and, and, and some smelling salts for your date? <laughs> Baby, look, I'm choking this bitch. Would you guys yeah. say no to choking? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm all about the choking. Like, like, like yeah. I, I don't have particularly strong hands. I'm not one of those guys. I've been watching that guy on YouTube who rolls frying pans into a yeah, tiny. I was watching that channel last night. It's yep. incredible, right? <laughs> he just he he crushes frying pans with these big mitts he has. But I can choke a girl unconscious because I've done it many times with my with just my hands. Like, uh, like, like maybe if she's riding me, I'll slowly apply more and more pressure. Like, you don't want to bruise. Like, if you if if you just yeah. like like you're choking a, an enemy or something you'll you'll bruise but if you just slowly apply enough pressure to make her go sort of unconscious it's it's a lot of fun for her well, i've done it a ton a ton with my guy friends like in high school we used to do this thing where we like the choking choke each game other, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, i don't know how you did it but uh we'd uh, hyperventilate i don't even know that's important but and then you stand up against the wall and you put your two uh like palms oh, yeah. against his uh carotid carotid yeah. i think yeah and uh, and then you just hold that, and he'll pass right out. Doesn't take long. It's the same thing a rear naked choke does. But I I have never choked. But that's totally a service I'd provide. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah, it's drunk. not my thing. Like I, I, will, I, don't, I don't get off choking. But I if would know. Likes that, yeah. I'll do it. Like I don't yeah, really. I, and like I said, I will choke, but not up to the point that I'm doing any damage. I don't want to damage. I don't want to leave bruises. That seems messed up. Oh, you can not. you can definitely make him pass out without bruises. You just gotta press in the right yeah. spots. That's yeah, why yeah. I only spank my girl with a phone book. You could do <laughs> <laughs> it. A bag of time, oranges. That the first, and a pack of a sock full of oranges. <laughs> the first time a girl asked me to choke her was college, and I didn't know what I was doing, so I just put my thumb. I, I was like, oh, she wants to get hurt. I put my thumb on her fucking trachea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, it did hurt. It wasn't what she wanted. No. No, the funny is, like, I, I like to hurt. And you give her one of those, like, mo, like, Yep, 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 yep. You poker like in both <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Ow, fuck! Are you, you're not in the BDSM. I'm in the eye poking community. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, sand. You know, she, she I like it when it bit. hurts. You like give her a Brazilian wax. Uh, I'm curious, Boogie. Like you, you talked about the blood play thing. I, mm-hmm. I'm so not familiar with that. What does that mean? Like she like cut you or wanted you to cut her, and then she, she would like take the blood and rub it on herself or like she cut me on her. She cut me on the back, and then she basically drew oh. my name on my back in my blood. That's a lot and, of blood. Yeah, and then she just kind of like played in the blood a little bit. She had it on her hands, and it was sticky, and like kind of like turned her on a little bit, and then we fucked, oh. and that was it. 
No, no. I, so, look, look <laughs> I got to say, look, if, if a chick wanted both of us to dress up in blue furry suits, I'd be down. If she wanted me to, like, I, I, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know how to say this. Anything, virtually. Like, like, like I'll, I'll eat her ass and she can eat my ass and, and we can beat each other up and we can choke each other unconscious and we can whip each other with belts. But the moment someone wants to cut my back open, write my name in blood, and then get a little sticky with my blood, I feel things have gone too far, and I am afraid. I'm not only a, not only am I turned off, but I'm a little afraid that this is just some sort of a ruse mm -hmm. for her, for me to allow her to get behind me with a blade. Yeah. yeah well. It yeah, I get, I get that. <laughs> well, I had already been dating that girl for like six months before that ever came up. I, you, you'd have oh, to you know a girl for she six months. She kept that on the back burner for six months and was like, <laughs> so, Boogie, there's another thing I'm into, and I know that now that we're close, you won't outright say no. Well, I want to play with your blood and cut you and write your name on the back. On your back. This is this is the girl who wanted to feed me to death, if you remember. That's also the feeder. She's the one who wanted to feed me to death, so. Anyway. Oh, okay. How long ago was this? I'm not even familiar with that. That was like 2006, 2007, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, you had a legit feeder? He's like, oh, this is for my wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've talked about it quite a bit, so I don't want to bore anybody who's already heard it, but she basically, I was already a big dude, and I was, like, desperate and lonely, and she reached out to me on MySpace back in the day, and she's like, look, I've been looking for a guy your size. How do you feel about getting bigger? I'm like, I don't know. Are you paying for the food? Like, that's expensive <laughs> shit, right? And she's like, look, you're already eating. You may as well get the shit fucked out of you at the same time. And I'm like, you are correct, ma'am. <laughs> so we like got together. I went down to Memphis and like we got to know each other. We got for a few meals and then went back to her place, you know, after three or four dates. Then the sex was pretty good. So I kept going down to Memphis and she kept feeding me. And like Thanksgiving is one of my favorite stories with her. Like she fixed an entire Thanksgiving dinner for me. This is 2006 Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh -huh. It's odd because it was the second week of March. But <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I ate like the whole fucking thing in front of her. And then like afterwards, she made herself into dessert. So she like put Oreo cookies in the shape of an arrow pointing to her vagina. And she filled herself with like maraschino cherries and had me like eat them out of her vagina. That's how you get a yeast infection. Yes. That's what yes. I told her. I'm like, do not put sugared fucking treats <laughs> in your vagina. Like I'm, I'm going to do it because they're in there and I may as well. But yeah, we're here already, not, but I'm not doing it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then at some point before Christmas, she's like, you got like, a, tomorrow. <laughs> "You got like a zit on your back. Can I pop your zit?" I'm like, "Sure." And she like explains the blood, and she's like, "I wish you bled more." I'm like, "Well, keep going." Oh God! Oh God! She goes and gets like a little little razor blade, and she just cuts me back there. Yeah. All right, so she she pops a zit on your back. Mm -hmm. That's so how it started. That got her in the mood. That's <laughs> what got her in the blood mood. Yep. She didn't do anything weird with the pus, did you? Did nah, she? Not that I know of. Okay. She was behind me. I mean, for all I know, she shoved out of her pussy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so like, that was happening, and she was feeding you. Was it like a, you know, this is better than the alternative, or was part of you thinking like, this this bitch is like actively working to kill me right now? I was really into it at first because like she would feed me lemon bars while she was on top of me. Like that was a pretty good deal, you know. Uh, and then. For the longest time, eventually I'm like, you know what? I want to die, so I don't really care. And it's nice to have somebody in your life who's going to fuck you while you get fat and gross. And like, you know, I don't care if I die. I'm excited to die. I look forward to dying. So this is yeah. all win, win, win. Food plus die plus sex equals everything is perfect, right? And then like I ended up getting sick with uh, like one of those routine leg infections. I got my lymphedema. And I, I told her, I'm like, I got to go to the doctor. And she's like, you're just looking for an excuse not to eat. You're faking this. And I'm like, how am I faking a giant 
topical leg infection? Do you see the redness? Do you see the streaks of infection? She's like, you did that on purpose. I'm like, how did the, how do I give myself an infection on purpose? What do you think I'm doing? Like rubbing bacon on a wound? Like what the fuck? That's real and, deal abuse. But it, oh, it, it you almost sounds like you didn't fill out your end of the deal by dying. Right. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that was the deal. She wanted me to be like a thousand, twelve hundred pounds by the time I got there. You know, Boogie, not everything you do is going to be your favorite thing. You should have died, <laughs> right? died yeah. for her. That was her kink. You need to gain six hundred pounds and die. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're fucking crazy. I'm done with you. I'm like, I'm the crazy one. You're the one who talks to like a spirit. Is she? Yeah, she was really crazy. It was a pretty uh, crazy girl. What was, the, what was the spirit thing? She. OK, so at first I thought she was joking. But she said she had like a spirit guide and it would come to her and talk to her all the time. And the reason I thought she was joking is because she said it was the ghost of the fattest man that ever lived, according to the, the uh, you know, Guinness Book of World Records. That guy, I forget his name. And I'm like, oh, that's super funny. And she's like, yeah, he told me this. He told me we were meant to be together. I'm like, ha, 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 that's funny. But no, mm. but she wasn't joking. And like towards the end, I began to realize she's like, he told me I shouldn't be with you. I'm like, who? And she's like, he, he said, you'll never be as big as he was. I'm like, who are you talking about? My, my spirit guide. I'm like, what? You have like a fucking Legend of Zelda Navi that like tells you what to do? Not what only that, fuck? but an insulting fictional spirit where it's like, this guy, Boogie, yeah, he's way fatter than you. And he frankly thinks you're a loser and you're yeah, never going to make it. Yeah, ever. no shit. So do you, like, I would, you have a good like insight into the psychology of a feeder, unlike any of us, obviously, like. Do you think it's more of a sexual fetish or like a power thing where they it like was, for, feeling for her? For her specifically, it was very much a controlling power thing. She wanted me bedridden. She wanted full control. She wanted to be able to do whatever she wanted to do. And apparently the sex would have eventually stopped because she's like, well, eventually one day uh, you'll be too big to even have sex with anyway. Yeah. I was going to ask this. Is this kind of like, um, you know, the movie Misery? Like, was this only like, was phase one recruiting you phase two is feeding you and maybe there's a phase three where you're bedridden and now she's like now we can really have some blood play right she, yeah like, like now you're like unable to resist the stuff i really have been wanting right. to do with you i've actually been wanting to cut your ears off for so long could have been could have easily been oh that's so terrifying mm -hmm. boogie it's a fetish that that literally like slowly paralyzes you and like, yep. like it's it's like she's there to like sap your energy and life for she's a succubus i was just gonna yeah. say that. that's that's not even yeah. let's not even call this a sexual fetish the feeder thing that's not a sexual fetish that's like assisted murder oh like, that, that's, that's just that's, kink shaming taylor that's kink shaming taylor this that's kink shaming kink. we don't do kink shaming on this show my thing is I like to spank you and tie you up, and then after that, we're going to spend 15 years getting you fat until you die. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that, that's, that's, that's like duplicitous and manipulative. Like The kind of person who would be into that and take advantage of someone, first of all, who's in a very vulnerable state, Like that's not just a fetish. That's a predatory I, thing. I think it's a fetish. I think that, uh, like, 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 what are we, we all supposed to take, like, like some sort of, fill out some sort of form and get analyzed by a therapist before we engage in any sort of relationship? There's always power imbalances. One person wanting one thing, the other wanting another, and you find some sort of a... Uh, an agreement between the two of you, some sort of symbiotic relationship where you're each mm -hmm. getting what you want, regardless of how you go about doing it. Right. That's relationships that, really. in general They're trying to manipulate it basically into a unilateral thing where they are the, the grand poobah, the king 
and they dictate everything. Well, she was pretty clear that like about about her intentions, you know, when they got together. Now, the fact that he was obviously mentally ill or like like definitely like leaning toward that toward mm-hmm. mental illness at that point in his life is a bit predatory because right. but you could make the argument that there are perfectly healthy men who are like our size, you know, who are a 200 pound guy who's like, yeah, I really get off when a lady feeds me. So I don't think you can just paint the entire feeder. Yeah, and I, and I will, I will, I will shame on you, Taylor. I, I think my situation was not good. I don't think I was a good candidate for what that girl wanted. And I think what that girl wanted was not a natural, normal, healthy thing. I think there's some guys out there who just want to make a girl a little healthy and make her nice and chunky, make her nice and fat, you know, like probably not to the point of disabling them, probably not to the point of killing them, which is, I think, the eventual goal that she had. But I don't think every feeder is, is that. I think some just get off on food. And I think some feedies, people getting fed, they just get off on eating and fucking, you know. Well, that's definitely true. Like, not all, like, even if a fetish is by nature damaging to a body and leading to death, doesn't mean that it's by design like that. Like, they might have been interested in what you were just saying, where they want to plump up their girlfriend. But, like, when I think about the feeder thing, it always comes back. I think it was my 600 pound life or one of those documentaries where it shows this morbidly obese, like, hyper obese woman who can't leave her bed. And her husband is every day. Like, he has, like, therapists barking in his ear. Like, you can't do that. You can't bring her that. She can't even get up to get food. We know you're bringing her stuff. And then it'd be, like, footage every night of her, like, sitting there with a bunch of boilers and, like, crock pots and things on the bed with her. And then a big thing of KFC. And he's just like, well, you know, she said she was hungry. And so I had to go out and spend $45 at KFC. (laughs) And it's like, no, dude, you know what you're doing. You've got all these experts screaming in your ear, your wife will die. Your wife will die. And that little son you have running around will not have a mother. And you don't care. Like, it, you like the control you have. It's, I don't know. Like, I always think of that dude when I think of the feeder thing, and it's fucked. That's, I will tell you, actually, that's the most hurtful theory. Like, out of all the, like, little fan theories people have about my ex-wife and stuff, that's the, probably the one that, like, pisses me off a little bit, is that my ex-wife was only with me for the money, and that she was hoping I would die, and she left after surgery because I wasn't going to die on her, so she decided to cash out early and shit like that. I, oh, man, like, that's one that really this bothers me, because they think me. she's one Tell of those people. Tell the people listening what really hurts you deep inside. I follow well, the same pattern once in a while, and it, yeah. see how this works out for you. Oh, it's self-destructive. I know how self-destructive. <laughs> it's same like going on the kill report and saying I'm a furry. It's self-destructive. It's all self-destructive. I'm wearing my Andy Kaufman shirt for a reason, though, man. Like this, oh. this is my favorite shirt right now for a reason because I a love like, fucking uh, with people out right now. I, like, I, I watched part of that kill stream that you were on, a lot of yeah. it, and I it is, you know, the clip of Bill Burr when he goes to Philly. And he's like, all you fucking Philly assholes with your nonsense and your two bridge having town and your bullshit eagles. And like starts off with like an 11 minute rant at a stand up festival like 12 years ago. And yeah. boo, all of Philly was booing him. And by they the booed end, every act in, in front of him, yeah. too. So he just came in with an and he F-U. came in aggressive. And by the end, the Philly people were like, we respect this guy. We like him like he's fun. Mm. And they were cheering. That's what I saw when you were on the kill stream, because in the beginning, people were all coming at you. And by the end, even Medicare, I think, if I recall, was like, where the hell is this boogie? I love this boogie. And you had to be like, yeah, well, this is kind of who I am. I'm not like my channel is a channel like like anything else. Like I, yeah. I, I put on a show like I'm being entertaining there. And, you know, this darker, more lewd side of me is still there the whole time. And what's so crazy about it is there's like the, the little subset of like a couple thousand people like whose hobby 
sometimes I feel like it's a career. Like they must not work because they're putting a lot of time into it. Um, but like their hobby or like their career is like trying to like follow me and like discredit me and shit like that. All you have to do is listen to a single PKA and I've been on 10 now. Listen to a single PK, like, oh, we're going to prove you're not the Mr. Rogers of YouTube. I literally talked about eating ass on every PKA. I've talked about yeah. banging porn stars in, on every PKA. I don't, like, and there's nothing secret about any of this stuff. I'm open about it. And, like, yeah, I don't know, who, it, who are you going to show it to that doesn't already know it? Who doesn't Exactly, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's never our intent, intent, by the way, is to, like, get a got you moment on you or anything like that. That's just kind of. No, of course not. I but, volunteer but, it. I openly it, volunteer it. You know, like like I feel like everybody is 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 really similar. We act like everybody's so different. Everybody has these different levels of morality. But when you get down to it, like like what I'd always found is like when I meet someone in person and we have like a one on one or like three or four of us chilling like in our living room, everybody's kind of on the same level with this whole morality thing. I you don't find too many of those people who are who are so on one side that they're like, oh goodness, my tongue on a butthole. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Never, I'd never. You know? <laughs> like, like, like you don't find that in the wild. What you find is a bunch of people who, who, who everybody likes, you know, like like drinking and fucking and having a good time and getting a good laugh out of a dirty joke. And and this whole like this culture of people who like feed off of being offended or pretending that they're offended is is kind of a faux culture in general. It's 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 not a real thing. I I've it, found. I will tell you what is so funny to me is like when it comes to the whole conservative versus like Democrats thing, right? Like for the longest time, it was the Democrats that feigned outrage, right? It was the libtards, it was the damn libtards that feigned outrage. But then once the conservatives, the folks that post on the Donald found out that they could do that, that they could take down James Gunn if they feign outrage too, they're doing it just as much, right? It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing with the left. The left genuinely, they condemn fascism of all type, except the kind of fascism that will win. They're, they're fine with Antifa, right? They're mm. fine with Antifa, you know, and I get it. Antifa agrees with their politics, so it's fine, right? I don't agree with Antifa. I don't agree with any violence. I don't agree with any uh, uncivility. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm never going to agree with any of that kind of shit, right? We have to be civil. The entire point of this <clears throat> great American experiment was to coexist, right? And well, I get, I get except it. Except for with I, the American savages, we we had no interest in coexisting. <laughs> no, right? And I mean, like the people They're who wrote that original Americans, document. Americans, Kyle. Shit. Jesus, you jerk! I'm sorry, I misappropriated them again. Savage Americans? Holy shit! But, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I decided, I, exactly. Holy I decided shit, that I decided that Native American isn't accurate. I'm a Native American. Where do you yeah. think I was fucking born? I didn't immigrate here. I'm a Native American. Indian is frankly offensive and ignorant simultaneously because they're certainly not from the the country of india on the other side of the fucking PZ, globe i could only <laughs> imagine where you fall on native american indian what they are is, is <laughs> savage americans and canadian and canadian natives are known as first nations and i mm -hmm. i've been told recently that that is what they're trying to get as the moniker in the united states as well so well, first not nations. If we're in charge well, I don't <laughs> know how they can... That's going to be funny to watch the little infighting between... Because, like, like, people here, like, we're just like, yeah, it's the Native Americans. It's all just kind of one amorphous group of people. When really it's like, no, there were hundreds of tribes who fucking mm -hmm. hated each other here. What are they going to do? Be like, all right, the Shoshone, you are the first people. And then the Iroquois are like, what?! <laughs> right. Are you shitting me? They came in and stole our land and murdered us. Like, but you get to be first people too. No, I demand we get first people. They get sec second people... <laughs> and, well, we also killed the Blackfeet when we came in. Uh, like, yeah, that, it's it's silly to try and, and group that many diverse people as one right. band. 
to be honest, the, the 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 correct terminology I think would be American Aboriginal peoples, right? Like 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 because Native Americans the, already easy. Native American easy. is easy, but it's not fair because I'm a Native American. Yeah, right? it makes a, about as much sense as when they call Idris Elba African American when the man's English. All right, yeah, it, 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 dude. That is if pretty, we start it, calling. Indians or savage Americans, Native Americans, and I'm going to have to redo all my college applications. Mm. <laughs> they do have high cheekbones. <laughs> they take back some of those degrees if, if they find out that you're not a Cherokee Indian. <laughs> That's how I got my, it. <laughs> my dad is like one eighth. Like, I guess it's his grandmother that was pure blood Cherokee, right? Which should have put me on like the list to get free shit, you know, uh, when I was born. But my grandmother was, you know, she was quite aware of like the Japanese internment camps. So when they came by and said, "Look, if you want your kids to get free shit, you have to register as a, um, as a Native American," she's like, "Fuck you! You're not getting my fucking name. Suck my dick. Fuck you! You're not gonna put me in a fucking camp." Wow. So she, she wow. Like straight up she, she's a nice passionate lady. about that. Yeah, she's this is your mom talking. Yeah. Your grandma's pretty. This is my cool. great. This would be my my yeah. great grandmother, I guess. Okay. So, so Anytime why, someone I, tells the government, fuck you, you're not getting my info, I'm on their team. Good. Yeah. I, I just, so, she really laid down some bad words there. Can we get her on the show? She's still around. I, will, well, I think she's pretty dead. Uh, but apparently she refused and was pretty adamant about refusing because she didn't want to be put into an internment camp at some fucking point. So um, we didn't get any like the free benefits or whatever. But what is interesting about that is I finally did one of those like ancestry DNA kits or whatever. Um, I'm 0% Native American, I guess. Ooh. So my dad ain't my dad. <laughs> and or, I didn't get to find out till they were both dead. But wait, no, it's just as possible. Like Elizabeth Warren thought she was like a 16th or something. Right. And it turned out that that was kind of like family wives tale that, that wasn't on target. Right, that could be yeah, just one one thousand twenty fourth or something. Okay, when she actually Between was one one thousand one five hundred twelfth and one one thousand twenty fourth or something no, like that. Here's the truth: that it, so they said that she was somewhere between a sixty fourth and a thousand twenty fourth, and the like memes just ran with the thousand twenty fourth. Even the like like didn't the leader of like the Cherokee Nation speak out and like condemn the whole thing of her using. It as a political. Yeah, they made a PR statement where they're like, "We do not consider Miss Warren part of our nation. We are a proud people here, and this white bitch is not getting in." <laughs> That's what he actually said. Look it up. <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> he sounds exactly like that. Yeah, Chief Longcock. He's he's great. <laughs> Just a what, total alpha. <laughs> what's funny is when you look at like, and this isn't all of them, but like, and I really liked it in the Sopranos when they when they show this. When you when you see like the leader of the monks, I, I think the Mung or something like that. It's a tribe up in Jersey or New York or in that area. Hmm. But like, they finally get to meet the head monk or whatever, the leader of the tribe. He's white dude, just just white as can be, wearing a fucking suit. You know, like 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 got a nice haircut and everything, good looking, like blue eyes and shit. And he's like he's like he's the leader of the monks. He's like yeah, Ed. Rapaho. I'm, <laughs> I'm one one millionth monk and I'm the leader of the tribe and the owner of the tribal casino. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, everybody at this point, except for just a few really disadvantaged people who who actually were were terrorized and and marginalized and and suffered brutal shit at the hands of our government out west are pretty much white people claiming to be Indians to get the benefits that come along with that. But out west, it's different. I've been out in New Mexico like out in the rough part of New Mexico and seeing people who look 
they they're like, oh yeah, that that guy's totally a savage American. Like 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 you could tell by looking at him. Like 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 he, yeah. and they have it rough. I Do you know that guy too. with the in, in with my... the tear in the commercial? Yeah, right. not Indian. That, that yeah. guy was Mexican. Yeah, we covered that like Taylor, you're catching up to me on repeats. Oh, <laughs> with, I'm sorry. With that particular one. Uh, I went bad. to Oklahoma and, uh, and and saw the same thing Kyle did. Like, you know, the genuine Savage Americans living in the Savage American community. And I think that part of it is a little bit like, you know, like any disadvantaged race in America is, is suffering with in that it's almost like a... I don't know, a legacy of lack of success that they get from their parents and their grandparents. And they, they, they just don't have the same, like, I don't know, legacy of success that like, uh, this sounds really racist that like Jewish people have where their parents are like, Hey, you know what? Get a good grade, get one of these high paying careers and then teach your kids to do the same, you know, also do well in school, also get good jobs. And that's like our expectation of you. Whereas like in Oklahoma, for example, these Native American Indians, I think that part of it is they're just in an environment where they're not, that's not demanded of them or like just presented that could as be, an option. That could there's there's be a really successful it, chief in Oklahoma, uh, sitting Bullberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I'm trying to. Bullberg? Sitting Prostein. You've heard yeah. of these Oh, guys. ah, yes. Thank you, yeah. Kyle. Now, my pattern recognition kicked in on the second one. Yeah. 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 You got it. Uh, See, I fixed what you were saying. It's, it's, <laughs> a couple, it's a couple of things, right? Like, like I think what you're saying is accurate, but but the reason for it is systemic, okay? What, so, so what I'm suggesting is, yes, there's not that environment that promotes success, and there's, that not, there's not that sort of her- hereditary success. But I think that that in some ways has been forced upon them by the reservation system, right? Like, like, and I'm speaking specifically about the ones that are on reservations right. and have, you know, they, they, they lived off of that horrible government food that we would give them that was basically like fried bread and government processed cheeses and tons of alcohol. And they are, they genetically don't do very well with alcohol. And so it, we immediately like make them very unhealthy as a people, right? Like we literally do, like 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 tons of heart disease. Probably like intentional I, by design. It was just the cheapest shit. It was just the cheapest shit. Like 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 at the time when we started feeding them that stuff, like we that didn't know much about makes health more anyway. sense than the slow poison one. Yeah, it, it it was just it was whatever was cheapest was being was being shipped out to these reservations, and that's what we're putting them on. But then, like if you look at the educational system on the reservation, right, like. You had a really nice school in Oceanside. Like, like I'm jealous when I hear about the stuff that you had access to. Ocean City, like the, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Ocean City. Like, like, we had a tennis court. We had, a, we had track and field, football, baseball, soccer, all of that shit. But you guys were next level. Like, like, and I feel like the way that I look at the opportunities <clears throat> that you had at your high school, it pales in compa- comparison to how someone who grew up on some Arapaho reservation out west looks at my high school he's he's like you had water <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah we didn't have to bring our own water to school for, oh you could people, not drink the water at school for people it that haven't poison. heard about my high school real quick high school was funded by real estate taxes it was a resort town so most of the homes were empty in the winter they were just summer homes so the ratio of money to people that live there was really nice if you did that actually it. makes a lot of sense i didn't yeah, yeah. Not a lot of vacation homes out on the reservation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, so as much as we like mock them because it's funny, like, like incredibly disadvantaged group of people because of like a half a dozen factors, not the least of which is things the U.S. government did to them. 
how how many Native Americans are there left, like right now? Like I know that like try and find a white girl on any college campus in America who doesn't claim at least partial Native American uh, <laughs> ancestry, and I'll give you a million dollars because you won't find it. My Every white girl in America. It. If I ask her on campus, she will. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna prep Actually, her. I'm sixteenth Sue, so uh, fuck you, and you can't be like, wrong. I'm so <laughs> pale, you can't see my scars. You think I'm Native American Indian? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the red hair probably screws her. Yeah, but. I will say, actually, I met a uh, a girl who claimed to be, I guess, First Nations. What she says, so I'm like, are you Canadian? I don't know, but um, but I met a girl, and she and uh, she's like, well, I'm only. She looked the part. She looked exactly the part. Um, and then I'm like, well, what is your nationality exactly? She goes, well, I'm partially First Nations, um, but she's also she's like, I my there's also some black in me and some. I forget what else she said, but she was yeah. Even even though she looked almost a perfectly like a Native American, she did yeah. She wasn't um, interesting. It was, it was like, clearly like, the largest porter, portion of her though. I was um, I was talking to someone the other day about um, like South American people, and I was ex- I was talking about like like why the I was I was like well basically they were South American Aboriginals, let's call them like like mm-hmm. like, like the Aztecs and and uh, and many other tribes down there, and then the Spanish came in. And they raped so much that they created the people that we think of today as Hondurans or El Salvadorians or Mexicans, even Cubans. You know, Cubans were the Cubans Isn't that, that we know. Isn't that what mestizo means? I don't like, know. I'm not part, familiar with that. I, th- I think so. Okay, I went to go the, ahead. Sorry. Oh, you go, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, there's no such thing. There was no such thing as a Cuban as we know them before the Spanish landed on Cuba and raped all of the Cuban aboriginal peoples until they looked like they do now, right? I don't know how yeah. it got this way. In the Dominican Republic, I went there. And uh, it's a surfing trip, so we go on the little, like, they pick us up from the airport, and the guy starts explaining the Dominican Republic to us. And he says, there is no national nationality here. He's like, there's, there's no, the Dominican Republic's Republicans don't look like anything. They're the black, white, uh, the Mexican-looking people, Indian-looking people, uh, they're just a big old mix, and there's no way to identify like a, someone who's um, been here forever. The very dark-skinned Dominican Republicans are almost always descendants of slaves because the Dominican Republic was used as sort of a, a stopping point with the African slave trade. They, you know, they mm. would... They would say, I never heard that. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you go it. back, like, uh, even though Haiti and the Dominican Republic are right next to each other, if you go to the Dominican Republic, it's like you described, where it's a lot of different mix of races. If you go to Haiti, it's like all black, because during their revolution, when they kind of like kicked the French out, they didn't just kill all the, you know, the colonizing whiteies. They also killed the mulattoes because they didn't see them as the same. And so, like, that's why, even though they're on the same area they're like so so close like they're wildly different in terms of you know demography hmm. yeah what, what what about jamaica did they have a ser- similar thing there because i don't know because i have no idea it's, it's they it's, had like tons of slaves there for like uh cane plants sugar cane right hmm. i think yeah it's not what i think of as jamaican crops no <laughs> no i think of <laughs> Well, you need something to eat when you're nice and stoned. <laughs> That's, you know, you're making a lot of sense. This munchy food. They go pot and Sometimes sugar. Sometimes we don't even refine it. We just start munching on the sugar cane. <laughs> can you do that? What 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 is sugar, raw sugar cane like? I've never. I don't think I've seen the you plant. Yeah, like I think you can chew it and like get the sweet liquid out of it, but you can't ingest it. Is it yeah, like I don't yeah. know, a hard green plant? 
like a stalk. Yeah, it's like a, I think it looks like I think it looks like corn, and there's like stalks, like like almost like a wheat like stalk that comes off. That's so got like the, the inside the, is white. Yeah, yeah. I, from there's, what I understand, there's most... a really relaxing video on YouTube about like making sugar cane. Oh, God, I've watched it like three or four times. It's so <laughs> While like eating pixie sticks. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you watch that completely not on anything. Like, yeah, fucking get that? that sugar. I like We're to kick it. back and watch <laughs> Yo, YouTube so videos about like, sugar cane. I, I watch it. I watch it jacked up on peanut butter cups. So that's about it. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is a perfect topic to talk to someone who's had issues with with food right what's your favorite candy what's the best candy Ooh. because i'm gonna so, go ahead and step out of line here and say it's the miniature reese's peanut butter cup oh no i like the big ones if you're gonna eat a reese's size. cup get the big full size yeah let me tell so you why I, i'm sorry to interrupt you but no. the reason the miniature is the best is because it has a higher chocolate to peanut butter ratio than the big ones when you go with the but big i'm ones, there for the peanut butter dude mm. no I'm, I'm on team kyle with this like i have ratio. bought the super large ones. Have you ever bought like a one pound Reese's Hell peanut yeah. butter cup? You have? You, oh, I, I, I've had a couple nights of regret, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're actually not that good. Uh, it, Kyle's right. In miniature form, the ratio is way more on target than in like, I don't know what it might have been two pounds. I really don't know. But they it was, make a big... those ones you don't want because you get like a shell of chocolate and it really is just peanut butter. The ideal one are the Reese's big cup where you get pretty much even peanut butter to uh, chocolate and it's ideal why would you not want that they even sell them individually because i'm pretty sure like some diabetes association told them you couldn't can't sell <laughs> <laughs> now you're making our job too hard <laughs> but yeah that's my favorite candy boogie what, what is what is yours man i gotta tell you I, I i was looking for something sweet to eat post-surgery in a post-surgery world and it's hard to do so I ended up finding like rice crispy treats. Those little sixty calorie or ninety calorie. Can I, I cut this good. off? I am not interested I, in shrinking Boogie's opinion. I want expanding Boogie's opinion. Right back when you were on your giant candy peanut butter cups, the size of my fucking head. Oh god! I'm so <laughs> fucking into them. No, no, like because I'm I'm getting this like you know post surgery. I found that the things I can most easily eat without vomiting. No, 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 no. I want. Boogie Ideal and his eating or, prime. I know it's not a candy, but fucking, I would buy a sheet cake and eat it across a weekend. Like, eat just a oh. slice of cake. Not I, even, like, my birthday. It's just because I wanted to die. Can I, I tell a quick story? That, <laughs> yeah, quick. I, I have a sheet cake story, and I, I'm sure I've told it once or twice along the, the last 10 years, but I, I went to this kid's uh, birthday celebration when we were, like, ninth grade or something like that, whatever age that is. And, uh... We're gonna we, we go over you know we, we play all day like ride ATVs and and we, we spend the night and watch movies and everything. Well, the evening came and it was time for Andrew to have his birthday cake and Andrew's mom, big woman. I'm gonna say probably 300 pounds, definitely bordering healthy on 300. Healthy gal, healthy gal, biggin. And uh, she comes out with a normal size birthday cake and and uh, and you know nothing was amiss. It was a round cake, you know, a, a layer cake, like maybe six layers of chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. Birthday no looking cake. No big deal. Birthday cake, standard affair. We all get our normal size slice. Everybody gets a little little glass of milk and we enjoy it. And then I notice her reach into the fridge and she's getting something else out. And I'm like, oh, is there ice cream perhaps to go with this cake? Because I'm a fan of that pairing. No. She has a second cake. She has a no frills <laughs> 
No letters drawn on it. No fucking candles. Sheet cake. It's a That's business for- cake for a big woman. That's for her. <laughs> it's her cake. This is her serving. Uh, she gets out like a, I'm going to say it was 16-inch sheet cake out of the fridge, plops that bitch down on the counter and cuts herself out a, a plate-sized hunk. And it's not like multi-layers and pretty like ours. It's all business, like what he said. She get, And she gets herself a big hunk of it. I take note of this. No one else fucking notices. We're all watching some shitty fucking pay-per-view movie about a dog who like is a cop or something on TV. <laughs> and... <laughs> And like, but I, I see her go back to her room with with this tankard of fucking milk and this hunk of cake. A tankard of milk. Yeah, I, I, this is great. And, and and I'm like, taking mental note. Like, all right, that's how she stays big. I was wondering, you know, when you when you're around a large person and it comes time for like there to be something sort of decadent eaten, you you always take note. Like, are they going to put on airs for us? And be like, oh, one scoop is all I need. Right. When you know they want six scoops. Or are they just going to have no shame and go for it? She had no shame. Halfway through the movie, she she emerges from her bedroom. And I'm thinking, like, she's heading to the dishwasher with that dirty plate. Like we all did, to be polite. Uh-uh. She gets that sheet cake <laughs> back out. Plops that bitch back out. Gets herself another. She got three hunks. I remember. I fucking counted. I took note of this shit. What shape is a I, hunk? It's still a triangle, right? Like it's, it's no, a, no. It's a, it's a square. It's a yeah, square. Big square, yeah. Because it's, it's a sheet cake. You know, it's a flat. Oh, okay, okay. Band. This is post and, her personal cake. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is her cake. She, she can cut it however she wants. I'm sure there's just some bites taken out around the edge, and then she has to. She has it's to like a shark home. attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like measuring the tooth marks. Yeah, it was a 300 pounder. She <laughs> look at her cold. Black Jedi. <laughs> like walking out of the kitchen. Always the same fat. She gets that sheet cake out and her eyes just roll over I had, white. I had <laughs> and the like... blood and the frosting and the candles. <laughs> <laughs> and the arteries clogged as can be. <laughs> she's she's going, feeling numb. She's going back for round two. There's wax cup dripping down her face from eating the candles without blowing them out. It was hard to hear her because she was sneaking in those orthopedic socks on the hardwood, you know. But 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 you knew she was coming for some more. The trail of tracks and, and fissures. Her son didn't <laughs> react to what happened there with the extra cake and the hunk and stuff. This was just ordinary for him, I guess. Oh, no one took. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty perceptive. Like 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 I. All I was thinking about during this movie, like, like, was this movie shit. First of all, the mom picked the movie, right? Like, we, it's pay per view, and you can't really speak up when somebody's buying a six dollar movie over satellite. But it was, I was thinking in my head, like, no, that's a shit movie. That's a shit movie. Get fucking Rambo Eight or whatever is on. You know, I, I had a better idea, and, and but what? I don't want to be rude. Like, I don't want to like- be rude. So we end up watching this shit movie that I'm just completely not involved in and you know this is before cell phones did shit other than talk to people so you know i'm paying attention to what the the big lady's doing with that sheet cake in there because i was shocked that there was a sheet cake i took note immediately that there was one i had a situation like that in college my freshman year it was in a history course an ancient history course and it was only an hour long but this same girl this very big girl who sat in front of me kind of you know angled catty corner like she she would bring snacks and it started off reasonable almost as though she was kind of like testing the waters. So for like the first couple weeks, it'd be like two or three bags of like those little goldfish chips. Mm -hmm. And then one day came 
where I came into the class, like, right as it was starting, and she was sitting there, and I saw in front of her a family-sized bag of Tostitos. Wow. And I was like, she's not, she's not sitting with someone, by the way. It's just her and then the, the, the gal next to her not, not snacking on it as well. She has a family-sized bag. And in my head, I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's embarrassing. Why would you bring a family-sized bag of chips to an hour-long class? Then she brings out the shareable size of medium queso dip that you can get at any store across this country. And she sat there and she ate the... And first of all, you might think, there's no way someone can eat an entire giant can or, or jar of queso dip with one family-sized bag of chips. She did it in 50 minutes alone. <laughs> it, was, it was distractingly gross. How was, and it, and it, there was no way that cheese was warm either. Taylor. It was room temperature cheese. Do you remember that time I ate that entire jar of queso in Chicago? That grossed me out so much. <laughs> that disgusted me. I was like, I thought I knew this guy <laughs> and what he was about and the kinds of things he believed. And then he breaks out a jar of queso and you just started eating it. It was I revolting, it. frankly. I yeah, you drank it. it. I took an entire jar of Tostitos queso. I warmed it up a bit in the microwave. I think we had some kind of a bet going, but I couldn't do it or something like that. Yeah, I, I made a little money, like maybe 20 bucks. But, but it was like an $8 jar of queso because I bought it from the hotel, and I just chugged the entire jar of queso down. I looked afterwards. The calories on a jar of queso are not are absurd. It, it might have been 700 calories or something <laughs> like that. We've covered oh, this. If you eat enough calories at once, you trick your body, and it doesn't absorb them all. It I, lives in I a land of plenty and passes them through. I want to believe that, yeah, and especially, with <laughs> especially with Thanksgiving coming up. Like, uh -huh. like I, I I, I don't want to shift away from any topic we're on right now if anybody wants to complete anything, but I was going to ask what everybody's doing for Thanksgiving since it's tomorrow. I just had a uh, – for those of you who still watch my channel, um, I just did a Thanksgiving Rage video for Francis. So I have that, and I have some leftovers for that. Tomorrow is going to be boring for me because all my family's dead and all my friends have fucking shit to do. Um, but then Saturday I'm doing like a Friendsgiving and having uh, like about 20 people over. And I got like my personal chef, my friend who's like who works at a local restaurant. He's going to come down and cook for us. This should be really nice, man. We're, about, we're doing a fried turkey. We're doing a baked turkey. We're doing a smoked ham. And then everybody else is bringing like sides and shit. So I already got one Thanksgiving in today. The problem is it's so frustrating because I normally would eat like both turkey legs off the turkey. I got like half, halfway through a turkey leg with like two spoonfuls of mashed potatoes. I still can't eat that much at once. It's really Good. kind of frustrating. Yeah. I mean, is you it, don't yeah, want it. It must to, be right? aggravating where right. you're like, this is Thanksgiving and I'm full as fuck and there's right. so much food. Yeah. Did, so did it's you kind of, you've got fry, to think turkey. to yourself, I wanted to quit because I was suffering, but that was not a good enough reason. Well, so <laughs> the, the biggest thing for me was I wanted to quit because I was married and I wanted what was best for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so when my marriage fell apart, and I knew it was going to fall apart before I agreed to the surgery. In fact, there's a story I've never told. I meant quit oh. eating. It was a joke. I'm, I'm oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah here's, a story, here's a story I've never told, actually. Um, so it was about me and my ex-wife, pretty sure we, we things were not working out. And it was sometime in July... Um, and I was supposed to get the surgery on the July 24th, my birthday, but they postponed it a week. So I got it on August 1st instead. But, um, sometime late June, early July, we'd had like, we went to VidCon, had a really rough time there. And I, I'm in the bathroom and I closed the bathroom door and then I closed the, the, the door to the toilet so that she can't hear me. And I start crying and she hears me and she comes in and she's like, what are you crying about? And I'm like, I don't want to get the surgery. 
And she's like, wow. Why? She's like, why? And I'm like, cause we're not working out, man. And I don't, I don't know. Like this, the reason I'm doing this is for us. And she's like, you got to fucking do it for you, Steve. You got to fucking do it for you. And I'm like, but you're going to end up leaving me. And she's like, I, I that may very well be what happens, man. Um, but I'm telling you, if I haven't left you yet, chances are I'm going to stay. And I'm like, I get that. I understand that. But I, I, I don't want to add 10 years to my life alone. That sucks. That fucking sucks. And she goes, I don't think we're going to end up alone. I think we're going to end up fine. I'm like, you know, I think even both of us knew at that point that that was not true and that, it, you know, it wasn't going to work out. But she's saying the right thing to get me to do what's best for myself. Yeah. And, and it was, of course, the right thing because now I was able to take care of myself. I was able to, to you know, I wasn't dependent on her. I wasn't dependent on anybody else's. And I've had a great year in that regard. Because I can walk more. I, you know, if you've been watching my channel, I've been cave exploring with McJuggernuggets. I've been walking miles, and sometimes I've gone to conventions without having to rent one of the stupid Mark carts. I might still have to for VidCon this year, um, but because that's like 10, 12 miles of walking in a mm -hmm. day. But I can still do – now I can do a mile or two in, in a day. And it's, it's really nice, and my it's Great, getting man. better every day. But, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's interesting because I was, I'm still very self-destructive. And the surgery is doing exactly what it's meant to do. It keeps me from being self-destructive. I'll still choose the wrong foods from time to time. Hell, I'm up to choosing the wrong foods one, two, maybe three days a week sometimes. But um, I can't eat very much of those wrong foods. So I'm staying at about 350 pounds. I'm 350 pounds, which is still gigantic. I still want to lose another 100 easy. But the current diet and exercise regimen I have with the surgery doing its job, uh, every once in a while I eat garbage. And, uh, my body just can't eat it, you know? So tomorrow I will, or not tomorrow, Saturday, I'll do like zero damage. And today I was able to do like zero damage. Even Halloween, when all that candy, I bought a trough of candy to give away. Cause we get like 300 trick or treaters and it was in the house for like a week. And I maybe 20 pieces of candy. Um, because that's all I could fit in across 10 days of it being there. You know, I can only eat a couple of pieces a day. I really that's could good. barely eat it. Yeah. So it's, it's surgery is still doing exactly what it was meant to do. I think a lot of people are like, you'll stretch out your stomach by now, but and it, it's you not You seem possible. to be doing great. Like I, every yeah. time you come on, you have lost an enormous amount of weight. It's really impressive. I'm really happy. Well, for I've been about, can, I, was, yeah. I was 380 the last time I was on. I'm right at 350 right now and holding steady. I, I do want to lose another 50. And after I lose another 50, they'll... They're willing to do like surgery to remove a bunch of loose skin off the like the the front area, which is really frustrating because it makes sex difficult, it makes walking difficult, it makes a lot of stuff. Difficult. I saw what you, I saw that tweet where you were like, for the longest time I didn't, I, I'm you know not getting it word for word, but you were like, you know, I'm, I thought for the longest time I wouldn't get the skin thing because I thought it was a superficial surgery. Mm -hmm. Turns out this is not a superficial surgery. When you have that much extra skin, it gets thin, feels like it tear, yep, it's the, tearing. Like yep, the skin is starting to break down. What's I, I, my doctor said I could lose anywhere between 20 to 30 or 40. So like 20 to 40 pounds. He's fairly certain I'll lose at least wow. 20 from that weight that's in the front. Hmm. Um, but he's so like, like trying to wait until you hit a certain weight and then get the skin surgery. That's exactly how they want to do it. And they also want that skin to break down. They want the vascular, like the, the veins and stuff. And they want some time to pass before they do it. Hmm. Um, it also, it needs to be medically necessary. If my insurance is going to touch it at all, 
Um, and so they have to prove medical necessity, and that means we have to wait until the infections start. We have to wait till the skin starts to break down. Uh. We have to wait until there's a medical history proving to the insurance company that it's absolutely necessary. Otherwise, it's cosmetic. But that's finally started to happen. There's some area there where it's stretching and it's pulling and it hurts and it's painful and it's starting to break down. And soon it'll get infected and soon it'll start bleeding and soon it'll be fucking terrible and soon they'll finally do it. So, Boogie, how's the mental health? Like, I'm curious about that. Like, you mentioned you know, there's thousands of people who seem to have a job at just poking at you. You're wearing the Andy Kaufman shirt. It seems like you're not in a honey badger phase right now. It's interesting. Um, I don't know what you mean by honey badger phase. Like, oh, that don't give a shit, right? Honey badger, don't give a shit. Oh, I've never been. I've never been there. Yeah, uh, I, I, there. I'll never be there. I come and go. It's really funny because, like, I know a lot of people, uh, I got wrapped up in that whole better help thing, if you guys remember all that. Um, I but saw it's Phil really funny. Franco's video on it, which is a it, good basic, positive spin on it. I don't, I don't know. Well, better help really helped me. Like I, at the end of the day, they had a pretty shitty terms of service. Um, but the actual service itself was really good. I'm paying $300, uh, $270 per therapy session right now to see an actual therapist. I was only paying like a handful, like a fraction of that to talk to a therapist through better help. But, uh, so I promoted that service cause it was mm. good. And I promoted it because I was using it. I'm still using it, even though I don't promote it anymore. Hmm. Um, that said, they are the ones who are like, you know, you need you need more therapy than we're able to provide here. You need to get into like real therapy. But it was a step in the right direction. It really was like a starter step. Um, having somebody to talk to, having somebody in my pocket, and realizing therapy and talking could help. So when I did my one-year anniversary meeting with my doctor, I was probably my lowest. And I made a video saying I was at my lowest, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and he said some stuff that really helped. He's like, so what do you weigh today? I'm like, I'm three, I think it was three seventy three eighty when I saw him. And he's like, Boogie, I want to show you a chart. And he's like, are you mad? I'm like, yeah, I'm pissed off. I'm furious. I haven't lost more weight. And he goes, but Boogie, let me show you a chart. Here's where you started. Now let's plug in these numbers. You've lost 50% of your excess body weight. Do you understand? Now, look at this chart. Look, it's the one-year average. What is the one-year average? He said 50%. He goes, you're exactly average. And I'm like, but I don't want to be average. I want to be exceptional. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and you are, and can I speak with you very frankly? And I'm like, yes. And he goes, do you know how many of my patients got divorced two months after their surgery? Only you. And he's like, we watch your videos. And when you announced your um, divorce, we thought for sure you were going to fail. I'm just to be entirely honest with you that we did not think you were going to lose any more weight. We thought you were going to stop right there at 450 pounds. We thought you were done losing weight and you persevered. You pushed through it. You lost your entire support structure and you still made it. That is exceptional because, and he's like, uh, with the stress of your job, that was another factor that we really thought it wasn't going to work with your mental health. We really didn't think it was going to work. You've beaten the odds here. So if you want to be exceptional, you are. And I'm like, I know you're just saying this shit to make me feel better or whatever, but that's fine. He goes, I want to be truly honest with you. I want to be like truly honest with you. And I'm like, okay, let, let me have it both barrels. And he's like, do you want to be good at your job or do you want to lose the rest of the weight? And I'm like, what? He's like, either you need to back off on that fucking job. And cause I can see how stressed you are and the shit you've talked about and the mental toll it's taking on you. Either you need to back off on that job or you'll never lose the rest of the weight. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's a good thing. 
Because secondly, you're not going to lose the rest of the weight if you don't get into therapy. And you need an antidepressant worse than anybody else. So what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice to lose the rest of this weight? And I'm like, all right, give me the fucking pills. Set me up with your fucking therapist. And I'll start trying to rethink how I do this job. And that'll be my primary goal with therapy. So I've seen that therapist now five, four or five times, I guess. Um, and that has been my primary goal is how to stop giving a shit about what the LBGT community thinks of me. And instead, if I want to be an ally, don't worry about what they think, worry about what I do. Right. So tomorrow I'm signing a check to open another gaming store. That is an LBGTQ safe zone. And they'll never know about it. And they, they won't give a shit. The LBG community will continue to roast me daily. Who gives a fuck? I'm not doing it for that reason. Why, I'm doing it why is that, so that community I feel fucking bad. with you? I, I'm oh, because it's some stupid shit I said on the H3 podcast. I said, I said that I hated that people were getting killed because of angry bigots. And I felt like we were provoking angry bigots. And provoking them is getting people killed. And we shouldn't provoke them. That was largely what I said. I, I, the way I said it was particularly stupid. I was like, maybe we should... Maybe we shouldn't have let the Supreme Court push through same-sex marriage so quickly, you know, because Obama was only on board with same-sex marriage about a year before, you know, it got pushed through. So maybe that's getting people killed, and it sucks that it's getting people killed, but they took it in a very horrible way. Like, you want me to wait 20 years to get married? I'm like, if it saves your life, yeah, maybe, but, you know, I get why that wasn't right. But anyway, long story short. You know, uh, trying to like really build those fundamentals and, and, and the, probably the biggest mistake I did make for the longest time was I was saying shit on purpose to rile up the little subreddits and like perfect example. There's a girl I was doing videos with, uh, the grave Gordon. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on uh, Twitter. She's pretty cool. But like I, we work together exclusively just to fuck with those guys. Like, I, if I'm ever dating again, I'm not putting the girl in my videos. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not going to fucking torture somebody like that and let those assholes mm-hmm. torture that person. But this girl wanted to make it on Instagram. She's, like, reached out to me, like, let me, let me, help me do this. Let's fucking do I put her in a McJuggernuggets video. People responded to it. So I'm like, hey, come stay with me for a couple of weeks. You can teach me Instagram. You can teach me what it's like to be a woman on the internet. You can teach me how women promote themselves. You can teach me what it's like to do that shit. I can become a better YouTuber. I can be a better creator, and I can help you out. I'll put you in videos and make money off of you. I'll stream with you and make money off of you i'll make money you'll make money everybody wins and these little fucking incels will lose their fucking minds you know so that to explore in your own head why do you poke a hornet's nest when you know it gets you stung because at this point i'm getting stung either way so i may as well smash the fucking nest you sure like don't you get stung more when you poke nests Mm, it's pretty it's pretty constant at this point i'm literally woody i'm telling you there are people whose entire career it's not, and what's so funny is I share a lot of trolls with wings now, which is really amusing. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah, it's a lot of his, like the people, whatever I recognize, like usernames and shit. And they'll come in and they'll say stuff about wings and, and chat. Like, what about wings? I don't fucking talk about that guy. I don't worry about that guy. Let him live his life. I don't give a shit. And like, I guess they're expecting me to take the bait the way wings does, but I don't ever give into it. You know, I'm sure people mm-hmm. want your, your, your valid opinion and like thoughts on his weight loss. Cause you know, you're you're like a year ahead of him or something like that yep. on the same road, mm-hmm. essentially. So so like, the, I think a lot of people who who want wings to succeed in his weight loss, and I'm one of them. I want wings to succeed in his weight we loss. We all do. I, of course. I guarantee we all do. Yeah. I I, I, I have this this, vi- I and you can almost see it like in him now. Now that he's lost, whatever he's he's lost because he doesn't talk about it. But he's I think he's I, I would guesstimate he's lost about seventy pounds, maybe. Maybe somewhere between seventy and ninety pounds, or something like that. Like you can yeah. already see, like the man that he could look mm-hmm. like. He know. will, 
he will pass me. Uh, I'm fairly certain because he was at a much smaller starting weight than I was. I don't know that he'll lose. My biggest ever was 600 pounds. So I'm 250 pounds down from my biggest. I'm 180 pounds down from my surgery, pre-surgery date. Um, but I don't know that he'll lose 180 pounds, but he'll definitely weigh less than me very soon. He'll be less than 350 pounds very soon. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. One of the things that I would want to ask you because of your experience and your, your, you almost unique perspective in this in that you're also you're a youtuber and you've had this surgery and you've started at such a high weight as in regards to him it's like he's gone on his diet and and i use that word literally like what he's eating consists a lot of like wendy's chili now a lot of people shit on that because it's a fast food like food or whatever right but but to me the fact that he's consistently eating it that, that that like he's got into this mode of like that's what i eat it's 400 calories I, it, it's it shows the, routine. It's the mm-hmm. routine seems to mm-hmm. me very healthy, and I feel like the routine is 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 what's healthy. Like if if he just for the cameras or YouTube was like, yeah, look at this spinach salad with kale that I'm eating with a light vinaigrette. We know you're not eating that every single day. He absolutely should not be eating a fucking kale salad at this point. It's the last thing he should be fucking putting into his body. Sure. It would be tantamount to suicide. It would be tantamount to organ damage. It would be tantamount to fucking bone damage if he was eating garbage like that right now. He needs to be focusing protein, protein, protein. That dude needs like 120 grams of protein a day. And if he's getting it through Wendy's chili, if he's getting it through beans and meat, that's not the ideal way to do it. The beans alone would be it. Making a pot of fucking pinto beans would be a really great system. Mm-hmm. Them, but if, if that's his way of doing it, that that's better than, you know, I mean, at the end of the day right now, it's about nourishing his body and pushing the limits of his new stomach to nourish his body and his body needs protein. So the biggest issue he's facing right now is whether or not you will lose lean mass as well as fat at the, the rate he's burning right now. And if mm. you don't maintain your protein, you will burn lean mass. We're talking about bone density. That, that's damaging your body for the rest of your life. Or we're, we're talking about stripping your muscles, which lowers your, your, lowers your basal metabolic rate. And yeah. so the, the goal is to try to make sure you only lose 50% of the weight as lean mass. That's the minimum goal. Like you want to lose 100% fat, but that's impossible. Yeah. But you want to you don't want to lose <clears throat> half of your weight wants to be 50% lean mass 50%. If any anything if you lose more lean mass than fat, you've done yourself a great disservice, right? Yeah, you're putting yourself in the hole. Right. Cuz like the so. the big thing people don't get with muscle mass is your basal metabolic rate. Mm-hmm. Like the more of that you lose, you're just making it harder on yourself cuz yeah. then you're just fueling a body of fat and bones how, and organs. Do you know Taylor like like cuz there's an actual number like how much how many calories 1 pound of lean muscle will just burn on its own per day? Oh, like like, like there's a formula I, for it. And I've always thought that was really know. interesting like like for like long-term weight loss or long-term healthy lifestyle would be to pack on you know 3 extra pounds of lean muscle mass. Like 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 and and a pound of muscle mass is is is, is a big deal. Like, says like, that uh, one fifty. Uh, take the perennially popular one, stating that one pound of muscle burns an extra fifty calories a day while at rest. So if you gain ten pounds of muscle, your resting basal metabolic rate is going to increase by five hundred. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal mm-hmm. to, to to gain that muscle. So like in your case, Taylor, I, I I would I'd love to know what your your basal metabolic rate is because you've have packed on several pounds of lean, powerful muscle mass. Grr. Grr. Oh, I, I put on a lot. Like I can I can. I don't know the actual number, but in the last, you know, year and a half, two years, whenever we started that like initial fitness challenge that I actually stuck with and I still work out very consistently, like I can noticeably eat more shit. Yeah. Like if I, 
like you know three years ago if i had a weekend where on a sunday i was like fuck it i'm gonna have a couple beers i'm gonna have a whole thing of cheese it's like the next day i'd wake up and be like oh oh i feel huge and i feel awful but now like if i do splurge on a bad day my recovery time is so much quicker like i'll feel a little bloated but i don't feel bad like i feel like it burns off pretty quick is this yeah. a good ad fitness talk Oh, yeah, we should we should go into the ad for sure. Yeah, I should, mm-hmm. should definitely do an ad. Uh, there's no. Let me just make this so I can read it. I don't know if I'm getting old or if the print is always just too small. Probably a combination. Probably so. There's no one who disrupts the status quo and looks good doing it. Quite like the team over at Movement Watches. Movement Watches sunglasses and accessories are designed in LA, and the styles are super sleek clean and fashion forward their startup team has made movement the fastest growing watch company in the world and tons of people are wearing their products including us for a good reason and now it's time to give yourself something special for the holiday for the holidays this year movement watches started just 95 dollars uh, you're looking at four or five hundred dollars for the same quality from traditional brands clean design minimal and really quality products uh, movement has sold over two million watches in over 160 countries if you need help giving the perfect gift this season but don't know where to start, the guys over at Movement got your back. They did all the hard work this holiday season, so you wouldn't have to. So you wouldn't have to by curating their favorite styles into awesome gift boxes and packages. I got one the other day. It's pretty nice. Get 25% off today during Movement's Black Friday and Cyber Cyber Monday sale with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT, that's movement.com slash PKA. Movement's launching new styles on their site all the time. Check out their latest at movement.com. Go to movement.com slash PKA, PKA and join the movement. Yeah, they sent me a whole uh, box of stuff. It's it's really well packaged, too. Like, it's it's packaged in a way that you would be happy to, like, to present to someone. You know, like, like it's it looks really nice. It would it's a very, aesthetic, yeah, what he's holding it up. It's a very aesthetic looking package. Yeah, it, it looks nice. And uh, they, they sent me, they probably sent us all, maybe, um couple of watches, um, a gold thing that I couldn't identify that um, I thought, uh, I, I won't even say what I thought it was for. And uh, what, what was the other thing? Oh, the, the glasses. They sent me um, glasses with clear frames, which, uh, and, and I, I was like, Chiz, why do I have clear frames? And he's like, ah, oh, those are for looking at, at, uh, at video screens. And I've been using them when I uh, would watch TV and stuff. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's nice on my eyes. So mm-hmm. I also wear their sunglasses every day. I really do. Uh, those are the sunglasses that I choose to wear. Let me but jump yeah, in. I, I, so I know we said fitness talk. I didn't realize that we didn't have Boogie all show. So I think we'll just save that for when he's, you know, so we don't waste the, our precious Boogie time. But the movement thing leads into another thing I want to talk about. Last week, I asked people to pimp the show. I didn't talk to my co-hosts about it or Chiz. And, uh, uh, but I thought it was a really good idea. Another show I watched says, you know, share it and do whatever you can. So I picked a winner. I'll show you. It's uh, it's this gentleman here, Marabulas, something close to that. Let me uh, let me link the the other guys on the show so they're on the same page. And uh, and he did it. He pimped it on his Facebook page. He said, "Hey guys, check this thing out. I like this podcast. I watch a lot of them, and it's one of my favorites." And he linked to one he liked especially, which was uh, uh, Arian Foster. So the reason I picked him as a winner is it's like the kind of thing I'd like to see. Uh, it turns out that if you give gifts for ratings, then that can violate some people's terms of service. I don't know who, uh. iTunes, Spotify, or something like that. So while I do appreciate you guys rating us, 
that's not what I'm going for. I'm not looking to violate any terms of service. You just do that out of the goodness of your heart. But if you want to win... Oh, and then uh, Marabulas, I'll get back to you on whether you want the Kyle doll or the Taylor doll. Hold on. You know which one you want. <laughs> you want the Taylor doll. Actually, and I just tagged you on Reddit, Marabulas, as very cool dude. I think... Uh, <laughs> what did he, he wrote that he wanted one of them. Uh... Or I might be mixing him up with somebody I will else. be changing that tag if it's... I want both of these. I want to have... Oh, no. He said, and my desire for that... He's like, I'm a, I have a bigger Facebook than most and a desire for the Kyle doll more than most. Yeah! <laughs> <All> <laughs> so, right. so this guy is all yours. <laughs> I will be uh, packaging it up and, sh- and, and syncing up with you on your address and, and whatnot. And this one is still available to someone who pimps the show. Why so, do they have such fuckable mouths? <laughs> So well, they try to emulate reality. <laughs> uh, this was my Halloween costume. There, it, at the time, my face was painted like a puppet, and there was a big, like, uh, I don't know what that, like, cross is they use to make puppets dance and stuff. And these guys were hanging on either side of me, and I was the PKA puppet show. And early in the thing, their mouths were going to go so that, like, like, as a ventriloquist kind of puppet. And uh, that was too ambitious. The, the mouse didn't really work on Halloween. But they are hilarious. And terrifying. <laughs> they are really funny. I like them. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, Marbalos is going to get the Kyle doll. The Taylor one's still out there. Here's the deal. You go to the subreddit, rpka. Everyone knows Reddit at this point, right? You'll see a sticky post that I make and just show me how you promoted the show. Uh, I, I picked the Facebook one because that's a good promotion that no one disapproves of. You might have a Twitter, an Instagram, uh, put it on your Tinder profile, uh, Bumble, all the good ones. And uh, <laughs> and just you know, show me how you pimp the show. I'll pick a winner. You'll get one of these dolls. And I brought it up because like, I can give away these movement watches to fans, perhaps. Um, I've got. We haven't advertised for them yet, but Dollar Shave Club has cologne that they sent me. I can shoot that. I, I got a lot of cool stuff here that we can use to to do our thing. So anyway, yeah. And uh, if we if we run low of Woody stuff, I I I can't wear all the watches that I've been sent. So I've got some cool watches as well. I've got like maybe I should grab them. And let me let me. When it's my turn, I'm gonna send you guys useless shit. <laughs> you can get this all the way used false scented candle. You can get. <laughs> This half-eaten bag of Wisps cheese snacks. You can mm. get this partially drank Diet Verner's soda. You can get my friend's Adderall that he left here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> that sells for a lot in college. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, it's something I, I thought would be a neat way to promote the show. You guys uh, put it on your social media, win some prizes, it'll be a win. Last time, there were only like 50 posts on the whole subreddit thread. And a lot of them were responses to people who did it. So, you know, I, I chose from like twelve or something. Your odds aren't that bad, so give it a go. Yeah, this is. Um, I was, I was like, did they send me a cock ring? <laughs> is that what you thought it was? I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? I, it, I think it's supposed to be a bracelet, but like, there's no way this fits on my wrist, is there? Like, it's. I'm trying to get the plastic wrap off of you it. You have right to get now. like an extender. It's. <laughs> oh, I think oh. it is. On the back, it says Bray. I don't know if you guys... Man, it's it's really wrapped well in this, like, stretchy plastic. It won't. Do you guys know, do you guys know Lacey Green? No. I know the she, name, yeah. She's, like, a YouTuber. Uh-huh. Or she's, like, on MTV a lot. She sent oh. me a fucking cock ring in the mail. Cool. Well, who no, amongst just has like, done that? Like, a copy of her book as well. But she's like, hey, well, along with the book, here's a vibrating cock ring. 
Like, what a weird fucking thing to get, right? Was it silicone? It is a weird thing to get. It's a, it's a disposable one, too. I didn't know we were at the point that you can make disposable vibrating cock rings. Yep. Pretty great. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. But why I'm, would you want to dispose it? Nothing more shameful than washing up your well, cock like, ring in the sink. You know, because imagine you're, like, screwing somebody you don't entirely trust, but you still want to use a cock ring on them. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine that, right? You still want to vibrate your clit, except <laughs> you're afraid they have there, right? a, a terrible disease <laughs> you're, that you're will kill you, right? Skin. I don't know. It's what I call Saturday. So I haven't <laughs> found a girl that I want to vibrate her clitoris like, with a cock ring yet, but... Like, I, 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 you know, this would fit a girl well, I think, but, like, honestly, like... Well, that's what it's, it's for, then, right? No... Um, is it a nose ring? Really try. It almost looks like you're not trying yeah. to put it around your wrist. I, I promise I'm yeah. trying. Like, if I tried any harder, I'd bleed. All right. Like, I, I have one, too. I, can, I haven't yeah, unwrapped mine because I was going to keep it in. Maybe it's designed to make your arm look pierced. I don't know. Like, like look at this angle. <laughs> like, like, it's, like, try bending it. Like, like try, like, pulling it a little bit on either side. Open it up a bit. I was going to be like, maybe I have more effeminate wrists, but given that I can't even unwrap it. It, if I, if I open it up, if I open it up big enough to go on my wrist, it just falls off. Well, like, open it up and then put it on and then reclose it, so that it never comes off again. Well, you just I, have to reopen it every uh, when you want to take. Yours I think opens. It's closer. I, if I bend the shit out of it with my oh. bare hands, um, All right, as I'm powerful as they are. Trying to. Oh yeah, you're. This feels a little dangerous when you have it in the midway <laughs> point. <laughs> like I. I'm not trying to commit suicide. What if this is like some like a watch stand and you guys are trying to shove it up your it, arm? It totally <laughs> could be a watch stand. I'm pretty guy. sure it's a bracelet because the it says bracelet cut one like on the thing. I know it's so hard to read. That's got to be a woman's bracelet then. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, for sure. Like this is no like this is like monkeys trying to figure out like rocks and shit. Like trying to it's like watching you guys brute force this shit. Yeah, like the. It, Hell yeah. it opens this wide, but, but my bones liars. are more yeah. than that wide, and I ha I'm trying to. Thank you, move it, watch for like one different do those rings. I love my movement watch. It makes the time waiting between not drinking water and not eating food so much easier to pass. <laughs> it glitters like the sun. <laughs> it glitters like the sun in the African heat that steals all of our nourishment. That's well, a good look for you, dude. I want to take back that. what I said nice. about you not really trying. <laughs> I, I'm really trying. Let's show them the, 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 the watch male fit? watches that we all like. Uh, the watch would fit, I, I the think. The watch is all fit. Probably. And the watch comes with like all of the um, links, like the extra links. I'll, I'll show the whole like display case here on the second watch. But if you see in the bottom, there's like extra links there in case it doesn't fit at first. And you can, uh, I've done it myself on some watches, but I usually send mine to a jeweler to like get them done correctly so they don't scratch anything. Oh. And they can take links out, put links in. Uh, you send your watch to a jeweler? That's fancy as fuck. Well, I gotta, if it's, if it's a, I, you know, I, if it's a couple thousand dollar watch, you know, I don't want to scratch it oh, by like taking sense. some sharp thing. I, I gotta say, to be honest with you, like for the longest time there, I was pretty anti watch because I'm like, man, I've got a phone, like I have a timepiece. But now that my wrists are actually small enough, and I see like the styles of movement every once in a while. I'm just like, man, that's a nice fucking watch. That would just look good on me, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like it's not about like it's about fashion now. And they make some pretty cool fucking looking. Hey, awesome. And hey, uh, don't sneeze that's... at the nose ring. No, exactly. Free <laughs> nose like ring with every purchase. I like to know what time it is without taking my phone out of my pocket and turning it on. Like it. it if you start wearing a watch, I think you'll find that other process to be a pain in the ass. Uh, 
I wear a watch every day. I, actually, I have a couple of movement watches for those rare occasions I do something formal. But um, I have an odd requirement and that I need to know my altitude all the time. So movement watches don't do that. Yep, three feet. You'll say. <laughs> no, I... I, so, <laughs> I know, you fly. Yeah, I do acrobatic flying. and I want to like know my height before I get You want to make sure if you do a loop-de-loop that you're not going to do a loop-de-dead. I have... Um, <laughs> make this about paramotors because that's my thing but um i have like a vibe on how long it takes me to descend so it's like yeah i won't start until this says three thousand feet and then my internal clock is ticking and i just know what's up so anyway but sure. yeah the watches look nice and like yeah. how sit they have little links this you can add and subtract if it's not the right for size. sure not very hard uh this episode of pk is also brought to you by a company we have a lot of personal experience with and that's postmates you know what's great about eating your favorite thing it's your favorite thing and you're eating it you know what's not great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that, that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track your driver. And if you forget to uh, get milk or eggs, no problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. Big fan. Big fan of Postmates. I don't have... uh, I don't have any props to show you. I'm not going to give you any free food because it <laughs> probably perish along the way. But uh, but seriously, if uh, you know you don't want to go out and get get food, maybe you just don't want to get dressed. Maybe you just not feeling up to it. Maybe Kyle is the second biggest Postmates customer on the planet behind that rapper that spent like fifty grand. <laughs> yeah, me and Post Malone. Me and Post Malone. You, you and Post Malone love Postmates. Yeah, absolutely. What's you great what? about Postmates, by the way? Yeah. I always like to help you guys with the ads. I don't know if you've noticed that. I oh, love, we appreciate it. I love we helping love you guys out. What's really great about Postmates, by the way, because there's other like competing services out there that do food delivery, right? These guys will go to a grocery store for you guys. These guys will go to a convenience store. These guys will go to a liquor store. They will bring drinks. You're at a party, okay? And you guys are drunk, and no, it's no one's safe to drive. You don't have a designated driver, or you just don't want to leave because you got a bunch of drunk people in your house. They will bring you drinks to your front door, dude. Like that is a really good service. I'm yeah. not sure that it's in my area, but I, I I'm I'm re-downloading the app right now because I desperately want them to be in my area. It's dangerous, Boogie. Don't do it. Well, no, it's it's a matter of it's a matter of convenience at this point. Like I can't even eat all that much, but it, it's just nice to be able to have like somebody stop you need some. You're out with you got a girl over at your place. For sure. You you need something. You don't want to leave the girl. You don't want to fucking you know. You need condoms. You need something. Oh, they will hook you up. They're amazing, dude. Yeah, you yeah, can often yeah. uh, do that. That's like 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 restaurants have these sort of secret menus where if you know the code word, you know what to ask for, they'll just put anything together for you. Postmates kind of has a thing like that where you can just contact your driver and be like, hey, I know I ordered a burger and fries, but could you stop by X, Y, and Z and pick up this other thing that I need? And then they'll often do it for you. And you know, you know, stop. you just I'm be like, yeah, I'll give you an extra three dollars. I've been with people who. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to make them look bad or anything. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't care for me saying so, but, but they'll, they'll, they'll stop at other places. They're, it's very convenient for a number of reasons. And I want to say that I have actually seen AutoZone on Postmates before. Like AutoZone, the, um, the car like repair that. place. Really? That's, and, and that's actually first, very handy. At first, I was like, 
this is ridiculous. Why would I ever do this? And then I was like, well, if my car won't start because the starter's busted and I can get on my phone and be like, bring me a starter for a 67 Delta and they'll just run that thing over to my house for a $5 delivery fee, then this is the best thing ever. I don't have to call somebody, get him to drive me. I don't have to take an Uber or something like that. I can literally have a starter delivered to my house, go into my garage, get the old Delta running again and, and get back out on the road. The other side, a lot of times when I'm working on my car and I recognize I need a part, I have my wife's car, but I'm filthy. So I either have to clean up just to sit in her car and drive it, or uh, I'd make her car filthy. <laughs> Those are my choices. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. Big fan of Postmates. Have you guys ever had something where when you were younger you hated it and for the longest time you convinced yourself you hated it and then you tried it as an adult and you realized it was actually pretty good? It can be a food, a sport, anything. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's definitely going to be a food. I'm trying to think. Getting pegged. No, okay. <laughs> Getting pegged while dressed up as a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Notice, by the way, out of all the things I did not deny... All the things I did deny, I did not deny getting pegged. Um, it's true. So I can tell you're honest. Yeah. So yeah. with a full-on strap-on? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I had, okay, I'll be honest. It's never happened, but I'm open to it. I've never tried it, <laughs> so I don't know that it's good. But if some girl has a strap-on and she's like, I want to be in that ass, I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to try it once. Yeah. Because yeah. Right. That, that's where the male G-spot is supposed to be, you know? So the I don't process. know. Maybe I'm missing out on something amazing. Right, like maybe there's something amazing I'm missing out on. It might be great. I'll give it a try. Like a you know, there are babies on fours, and you're like, I'm getting my ass fucked right now. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> or maybe you'd be like, this is pretty great. You know, could you start off with a little finger in the bum, see if you know it's a good fit? But right, I mean, I've had that. That was okay. I mean, my doctor did it. I didn't like it when he did. <laughs> Definitely did not like that. He's like, he all checking. right, I'm all done. Are you sure? Yeah, he was checking for a vagina the last time I had a finger in there. So keep, keep looking. <laughs> he's checking for a secret hidden vagina. That's a true story. I think you guys have heard that one. Yeah, you told us. It's yeah. Uh, you, you you say some things sometimes, and I'm like, ah, Boogie likes to share. Yeah, I don't. I'm an open. Look, here's the thing. If you can learn from the stupid shit I've done and do better than me, then do it. But what is something that you that you tried? What brought up the topic, Taylor? Oh no, I mine wasn't anything sexual. I was. I bought a. I, I was looking online for like healthy fats to like supplement my diet because I like something I don't like, and I went back and tried it, and I still don't like it. It are avocados. They just don't taste like enough. They're not that good. I don't know what everybody's freaking out about. They're not that great. So I was looking up other like healthy fats, and it's like dark chocolate. In my head, I was like, ugh, that nasty cacao, cocoa, you know, eighty percent shit. That's disgusting. And I bought a bar at the grocery store thinking like, all right, here's a bar of this for like six bucks. Cause that shit turns out it's expensive. And I was like, this will last me a month. Cause I don't even like it. I'll force myself to eat a square or two. I ate the whole thing. Turns out dark chocolate's pretty fucking good. I, I prefer dark now that's chocolate. That's the thing I have to avoid now. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's interesting you say that. I really like dark chocolate. Like mm. I, I, and I discovered that young, like my mom had like the milk chocolate chips and like, like she baked. So there'd be milk chocolate chips in the, in the, in the cupboard. And there'd also be bittersweet. And I always liked the bittersweet more. And, and she'd be like, ah, don't eat those. Those aren't even for eating. Those are for cooking. And I'm like, well, they're fucking tasty. And so, like, as an adult, occasionally, like, if I do get a candy bar, I'll often get, like, I'll go to, like, Trader Joe's and get, like, the most gourmet, fancy fucking Fruit Loop bar that there is that was probably made by slave labor or something like that. But it's so good. It's, like, like, like 75, 80% dark chocolate content. 
It's good. It's it's fucking tasty. It's not my cup of tea. It's an acquired taste, I think. I think it's like beer. You know, like your first beer. I haven't had dark chocolate in fifteen years. I think you have. I I I think you like you like beer though, right, Taylor? Do you like dark beer? No, no, I don't like the dark kind. Have you ever had a um a hot cup of hot cocoa that was super dark, almost to the point of bitter? No, I've never had that. Oh so. my god! So, so what you do is you Unless basically that's you what, what Swiss Miss is, then no. Yeah, <laughs> you, you basically you basically get one of those like really dark, dark, dark uh, cocoa mixes, right? And then the goal is you get like the syrup, the chocolate syrup, the sweet, not like Hershey's. You want to get like a good one, like Ghirardelli or whatever. Bosco. Um, and then like do that Bosco. dark, dark shit. Put some whipped cream on it, and then do that Ghirardelli on top of it, man. You want to talk about? Oh my god, like the the sweet chocolate versus the oh such a contrast. It's really good. It's really funny because a lot a lot of new foods um entered my whole like food uh lexicon, my diet with the post surgery, like in the last year. I've rediscovered a lot of foods that I didn't really like. Like I will eat carrots and broccoli and all kinds of shit I normally never enjoy. Um I love a good wedge salad. Oh my god, I'll go to a wet yeah. place or restaurant and just get nothing but a wedge salad now and just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what's the biggest probably food item that you've gone back to that you're surprised you like now? Vegetables, just now. just across the board. I despised vegetables of all types, but just like now, just like some carrots that have been lightly microwaved are fucking amazing. It's just insane. Warm carrots, just enough to soften them. You know, yeah. boil them enough to soften. Do you ever them. get steamables, like those packs you can get at the yeah, store? Yeah, are not you just, bad. Like, Zap uh, some broccoli for thirty yeah. seconds, and it's yeah, good. It's still broccoli, so it's not great. But uh, it's I fine. know what it is. It, like like the, the it's tomatoes for me, because as a kid, like I despise tomatoes. I, I wouldn't touch them, and my dad always liked them. Like like he would sometimes just make a tomato sandwich. I, I think Woody oh, is. All, yeah. I think Woody likes the tomato sandwich too. You know, just just bread, s- tomato slices, salt, pepper, maybe some mayo. I like mayo a lot on everything, and. I've been having a, that a lot for breakfast, man. That's really good. Yeah, but now, so good. like, like sometimes I'll eat tomato slices. Like if I'm at the grocery store and I see a really nice tomato, and I'm like, ooh, you're you ever do, me, buddy. You ever do just a, like a BMT, like a bacon mayo tomato um, sandwich? Have you ever do that? I've been having yeah, that a lot for breakfast. BLT. I, I, I have pictures in my phone of the BLTs that I make because they're so beautiful. I, 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 I love ba- BLT sandwiches. I like cooking. I, I can't do the lettuce, but two slices of ripe maple bacon and one big, thick slice of tomato with a little bit of mayo and put that on King's Hawaiian bread. Holy fuck. Oh, Hawaiian and I, bread. I still can't finish a full sandwich like that, but I'll try. <laughs> and so I've, I've been having that a couple times. You can put anything on those there. Hawaiian rolls, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're well, so good. I had one tonight. But they do, make, they do make sliced bread now. They do make sliced bread. I've heard that. Yeah, it's really a lot of good, good things since then. Nothing matches it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. People say this is the best things. Oh yeah, that actually totally is what you. Thank you for laughing. But see, like to- tomatoes are a food where it's like unlike other foods, there's a chasm of difference between a shit tomato and a really good one. Like if you get a garden tomato and a big thick slice, and you take mm-hmm. a bite of that on a burger, you're like, oh my god, how. How have I not always loved these? It's so juicy mm-hmm. and crisp and good. And then you'll go get a Whopper and be like, ah, I remember why mm-hmm. I don't like these, <laughs> these terrible fucking tomatoes. 
Get like like the heirloom tomatoes are fucking incredible. If you have a co-op in your area, Whole Foods has decent tomatoes occasionally too. But if you have like a co-op in the area and somebody's selling heirloom tomatoes there, it's like kissing an angel's vagina. It's so fucking good. Yeah, those are so Kyle, good. your camera is frozen to me. Is that true for everybody? Um, Maybe he just died. I, I have no idea why. Can you still hear me? Definitely. He's still here. hear you just fine. I'm, I'm sure yeah. the camera will jump back in a sec. Yeah. What do your camera's been frozen for me all show? Skype's a bitch. I'm going to try like minimizing the window and like, okay. you know, hey, I'll for, I'll, I'll for those yeah, for those of you, I just started the podcast. Chiz has been uh, volunteering to help me out a little bit too, but um, I'm just do, like doing a gaming one. It's like 80% gaming, 20% bullshitting, just me and a couple of friends That's and I'm doing started. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it as a uh, uh, just an excuse to give my friends uh, like a leg up because they're doing like Twitch and stuff. They're like big underscore breakfast. You want to check them out on Twitch. My podcast is going up on my main channel for those of you who care and want to listen to me talk for a long time. And I won't talk about any of the stupid depressing shit I talk about here. We're just going to talk about video games mostly. Um, and it's it's kind of fun. We haven't like named it or anything yet, though. I'm thinking I'm leaning towards the entitled gamer podcast or something like that. But I don't want to pigeonhole myself into a gaming podcast necessarily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, That's a good thing uh, to consider. Yeah, because um, you but, clearly like discussing way more than gaming, right? So we got like one, we got like one episode up. We're filming another one next Monday for the, those who want to hear it. Um, that said, fuck, I love this show, man. I love being on PK. Thanks well, for you guys on. talk about shit. I will never talk about anything else. I'm not leaving yet or anything. Just oh. yet, too. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking hang out. But I fucking love you guys. Talk about shit. I will never talk about. Like, there last are so time many I was on, times after we finish recording this show, we're all like yeah. sit down, <laughs> like get on my computer, like turn something on, and I'll remember something I said, and I'll be like, oh no, oh like, yeah, right. I shouldn't have had that hot take. That's what I'm saying. You like know, the people blowing who like, pedophiles to save yeah. children. <laughs> the people who want to get me just go through all the PKAs. I've said some stupid shit on the show. The last time I was all talking about like banging a redheaded stripper or whatever. And then, like, that redhead stripper made, like, a hit piece video on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the same one? It's the same one, dude. Yeah. I was like, because I was alluding to, like, what if I was banging some hot 20-year-old stripper, right? Um, well, I was. That's why I was alluding to it. And then, like, later on, she, she fucking comes out with, like, a video that's clearly all bullshit, if you ever saw it. It's, like, clearly all bullshit. But... I don't even know. She's like, he's emotionally abusive, and he would call me a piece of shit, and he would like, he wouldn't let me leave his house. I wouldn't let you leave my house. I was asking you to leave. I was pissed when you'd show up sometimes. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But like, clearly, she mentions money like thirty times in the ten minute video. So it's clearly, she was mad about money. You know? Yeah, trying to bilk you out of something. Right. So, you know, long story short, I'm not here to shit talk her or anything, you know, but like the last time I was like getting myself in all kinds of trouble. I wonder what kind of trouble I got into today. Probably talking about that, that grave girl girl or probably talking about fucking blowing pedophiles to save a child or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that is a, that's a real thing. Hashtag hashtag on your knees for the kids. (laughs) Yeah. But it is it is interesting, like, what gets you in trouble anymore. Like the other day I was like talking about our forefathers creating a country Creating a country where we could coexist and people are like, those white motherfuckers own slaves. They only were doing it to try to create a country where white men could get ahead. They, no, people of color have never had a fair share in this country. And I'm like, you're right, but like, still, if you look at the documents, like, we do have a structured government where we could build it to where we could coexist in it. And that's my point. They're like, no, nah, you're just a s- slave owner. I'm like, I don't know what you guys you're are talking about. Like, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Like, 
Like, oh, you're brainwashed, you white motherfucker. This is this is your privilege showing. And I'm like, it probably is. I get that because, you know, I was educated wrong. I was educated to believe this country was a great melting pot. And the whole point of it was to be one giant experiment about coexisting. But well, I don't know, fucking know. You know, but it's amazing. Like, what gets you in trouble anymore? On like, and that's the thing. Yeah. People, people ask me all the time, like, why are you always so much more trouble than everybody else? It's because I give a shit. Like, David Duke doesn't give a fuck, right? Like, you can you can call David Duke out on his shit all day. David Duke don't give a fuck. That's why nobody calls yeah. David Duke out on his try, shit. Try tweeting right? at uh, Farrakhan, right? being like, "Hey, you're being a little offensive." He doesn't care. He doesn't right, give a you, shit. Like those right. people don't mind at all. But like a trans person messages me and they're like, Boogie, you made me feel really uncomfortable there. And I'm already having hard enough time. I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. I don't want to hurt this one person. I don't want to hurt anybody. Replying to it is almost always a mistake, right? So it's I've always been, a mistake. I've been yeah, in the barrel plenty of times, right? And you want to be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. If these just guys just hear my perspective or maybe they have facts wrong, right? Yeah, they're giving you a hard time and they don't know the deal. You're... Um, Maybe gay marriage should have held on so these people don't get beat up and hurt anymore, right? It's right. like, oh, I just need to explain myself again so that this time they understand how I'm coming nope. from the heart on their side. Nope. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. They've nope. already chosen to fuss at you. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, their mind is made up. I've and changed most of them the will internet's never mind right. zero times. Right. And the, the And the worst part about it is like, some of them are being purposely obtuse. You know, people, oh, some of them are more than some, right. dude. Like I've seen know. some of your takes where you are clearly trying to be even handed on things and then you'll get assaulted verbally by people on Twitter. And it's like, well, so many of them, they, it's not even some like no. so many are deliberately misunderstanding because they see a little, a little hook that they can grab onto and be offended and mad. And ah, I don't, I don't care if what he was really meaning is a, a, a you know, kind spirited thing. No, I'm already mad and I'm going to stay mad. I don't care what he says. Like that's right. the, the danger yeah. of it. It's yeah. like, but the, and the, yeah, but the, the, like, and the more you engage, the more like they straw man you. Right. Like, like somebody said something to me, a, a PR guy said to me the other day, he's like, I'm like, I'm going to make a video about this. It's like, why? What the fuck would you make a video about this for? And I'm like, so my audience knows. He's like, your audience has never heard about this shit. There's like a handful of people on your Twitter that have heard about this shit. And there's a bunch of people who don't watch you who've heard about this shit. Why are you now going to inform the people who do watch you about some bullshit they don't give a fuck about? Make a gaming video. Let me put yeah. a sponsor in it. Let's make some money. Just shut the fuck up. He's Just shut the fuck up. Right. He's and I'm right. like, he's right, yeah. And there's another side of it, too. That th This is what helped me here. And I, this is a retold story, but I've watched Bill Clinton talk about being governor and then president, right? So the way that he tells it is when he was governor, he felt kind of engaged with his people, right? Like he, the governor kind of worked directly. He went to neighborhoods. He did things that impacted people. That was that. Then he said when he became president, and it's not about Republican or Democrat, when he became president... Suddenly, they didn't see him as what he called a three-dimensional person anymore. He was just like a, I don't know, a blue wall to attack, to sling mud at, to like go mm -hmm. at. They didn't see him as like a living, breathing human who was trying to do this job the best he could. And Trying to get a blowjob any way, anyhow, he could. <laughs> you know, I, I, my theory is Look, if you were he wasn't getting blowjobs otherwise, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you. So, Look, have I'm a, a little... Bill Clinton defender. <laughs> Well, the worst part about it is if you dig deep enough, but it was clear they were in an open marriage. Let me it was clear that they weren't in love with each other. They were a power couple. They were with each other for the power. They weren't fucking each other. Let me, let me and you had thought. a license to fuck whatever or the fuck. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
like recently we, we did this <laughs> fitness thing, which we'll talk about shortly, and there were going to be punishments for losing. When I saw the punishments that some of the, the viewers came up with, they were like scarring things, uh, things that would like completely kill any employment you might have from here going forward. Tattoos were an idea, embarrassing tattoos that you wouldn't want seen. And that to me was just symptomatic of not seeing the hosts as like real three-dimensional people. Like I'm somebody's dad. And uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, so the, like when, when I view it through that lens, it's like, oh yeah, well he just, he just doesn't see me. He sees me as a person on his computer monitor, not like a real guy. Yep. Right. And then like, this is where I'm going to get really insulting. This will get me in a lot of trouble, but like, I'm not a particularly intelligent person. I think I'm slightly above average, but barely if that maybe just average. Right. That said, sometimes we're dealing with people who are dumber than me, and that's pretty fucking scary because I am not that bright. So sometimes we're dealing with people who genuinely believe anything they read on the Internet or genuinely cannot understand context or genuinely cannot understand the world around them. Those are some of those dangerous people. Those are also some of the people who might show up at your front fucking door one day with a gun. Uh, you know, so I, I, you know, I don't know those I, like sometimes you're dealing with some like when you put yourself out there, you're dealing with some really crazy, scary people. And unfortunately, I have an anxiety disorder. And so that when you talked about mental health earlier, that's my biggest issue is like I, 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 I'm so terrified that one of these like crazy pieces of shit are going to fucking show up my front door. And I've had somebody show up my front door. I've had a couple people now show up my front door. So do they have bad intent? Like I've had a lot of people show up at my front door, but usually they like me. I had one guy who had like really scary intent. He wanted to be my best friend. And he said he Googled me. He was like, I don't even remember driving here. He was like super creepy. I had another guy show up at my front door. And he's like, I don't like what you have to say on the internet. And I was like, okay. And I just closed the door and that was it. And he left. Wait, like, I'm not going to engage with that, that guy. That initial first guy, I want to know a little more. Like he showed up and he said, up. I don't even remember driving here. I want to be your best friend. So, so I open my front door and I'm like expecting a delivery and it's some just dude in a delivery van, like a flower delivery truck. And I open the door and I'm like, Hey man, what's up? You got a delivery? And he's like, no man, I'm here for you. And I'm like, Oh, what? And he's like, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be friends. And I'm like, we're going to what now? And so I didn't have a gun at the time. I do now, but I had a baseball bat that I kept next to the door. So I reached over and grabbed my baseball bat where he couldn't <laughs> see me doing it. And I'm like, so tell me your story, buddy. And he goes, well, I really relate to you. And I really like what you're doing. And I really like, uh, I like your videos and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is all good stuff so far. <laughs> I'm not like baseball bat ready, you know. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah? Right. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. I'm just like, it's over here in the corner. And my friend Chad, my roommate Chad, he's the one who put it there. And he's like, in case, you know, just in case. I'm like, all right. Well, this was the in case. This was the case, right? So I lean over. I'm grabbing the fucking thing. I'm like, all right, tell me more. I've got it here behind the door, you know. And he's like, I know watching your videos and like listening to all this stuff. And I just knew, like, I knew we had so much in common with the video games and the abuse and growing up abused. And I'm like, I just knew all I had to do was meet you one day. If I met you, we'd be best friends. And so I'm watching one of your videos and you mentioned that you lived in Northwest Arkansas. And I I don't even remember doing it, but I remember flopping over to Internet Explorer and I searched for your name and your address was there. I just gotten doxxed one of the first times. And he goes, and there was your address. So I got into my car and I started driving and now I'm here here and i don't even remember driving here i just know that we're gonna be best friends and oh, i'm like gee this is scary as fuck dude yeah, the red flag like, for me was internet explorer this guy's fucked <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay dude so this is not how this is done like any chances of us becoming friends was shot to shit the moment you rang my doorbell okay 
And he goes, no, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. And I'm like, dude, who do you work for? Like, is that your <laughs> boss's van? Because your boss probably wouldn't like you driving your van here to do something like that, don't you think? And he's like, you're right, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't have done this. I should have thought. I'm like, yeah, you definitely should have thought. Go home and write me a letter the way anybody else would, and we'll see. I'm not saying there's a 0% chance. I'm saying you screwed it up pretty bad. But maybe if your letter is, like, cool, like, maybe we'll talk in email, and then we'll see what happens from there. But, dude, I've got plenty. (laughs) Yeah, i got plenty of friends, but you can't show up at someone's door like this, okay? Like, it's not cool. It's scary. There's dangerous people out there, and I don't know if you're dangerous. No, dude, I'm not dangerous. I'm not dangerous. I'm here to be your friend. I just want to be your best friend. I want to be close. I, I need a friend. I'm like, and I get that. And I get uh, that. So go home you know and write I me a letter. I go now this is making Hansen. me sad. You got to go Chris Hansen at that point. Let me ask you a question, Bill. Did, <laughs> did you bring anything with you? <laughs> well, what do you mean? It, is there a plastic bag in your car full of items? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I brought some things. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, that doesn't mean I'm intending on doing it. Well, what did you bring? Well, there's a, there's a stun gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what else? Uh, there, there's, a, there's a club. Yeah, yeah, what else? Uh, uh, a couple rolls of... Duct tape, some plastic sheeting. Heard you down for Peggy. Well, I heard you mention how you like peanut butter cups. So uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. that I've placed leading out to the back of the, the, the two van. Things <laughs> I know about you is you like peanut butter cups and you're open to pegging. I so, bought magic right. cards. <laughs> I bought magic cards. I figured. Figured, you know, uh, I bind you, tie you up a little bit, feed you some peanut peanut butter cups. We play a few games of magic. <laughs> I stun you a few times. We have a good old time. Come on. His his letter was very much a manifesto. It had no paragraphs, no periods. It was all just words vomited into an email. Oh god! And it was just like like fucking three pages of like you know. I'm like I'm done. I can't. I don't even know what any of this crazy shit is or what it means. But <laughs> what was like if if it wouldn't right. divulge too much about him, that's private. Like what was kind of the the vibe of the manifesto? I skimmed it because it was unreadable the way it was written, and so I was just like, I don't want to even get engaged at this point because like I've got too much shit going on. My marriage is finally starting to fall apart. It was like we're the first beginning of that, and I'm dealing with that, and we were looking at buying a house, which is why we bought the house, by the way. I didn't wanted to get the fuck out of that apartment. Once I got doxxed and people started showing up, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. Uh, yeah. I, I had I a, a similar kind of story that went the other way, right? So um, I'm at home. We're doing whatever home stuff. And the doorbell rings, and I come there, and, and it's a stranger who's like uh, in my demographic. I'll say a young guy, like 18 years old or something. And he goes and he's got his Irish accent or something. And he's like, you know, Woody, I came here all the way from Ireland to see you. That's my Irish accent. And, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this is so amazing. Like, what a super fan. You know, like, it, he came here from Ireland to see me. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm visiting University of North Carolina like 30 minutes down the road. But, you know, those two reasons. And I'm like, right, right. Yeah, he came from Ireland to see me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he turned out to be really cool. Yeah, I, I, it always went the same way, roughly. Like, you know, they'd, they'd be really nice. I'd do my best to, like, ask them about themselves. We'd do a selfie and, you know, that was it. That's when it's helpful to have a very young demographic, I would imagine. Like, like, like the people that would show up to your doorstep, Woody, versus the people who would show up at like some other people's doorsteps. The, the, the demographic, e- even if you get a crazy mm-hmm. fucking 18-year-old or 16-year-old who's brought there by a guardian or something like that, what's the worst could happen? But when you've got like, I don't know, thir- some 40-year-old dude who's become obsessed with you or whatever, that's when it's really scary, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about like I. 
I hope mentioning his name doesn't cause any issues. Like Hickok Forty Five is really into sure. gun issues, and he's uh, he's. If people don't know Hickok Forty Five is an encyclopedia of gun knowledge. It seems, and uh, he he was a teacher, so he just sort of lays out and teaches you about these weapons. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine that he has guys who are also I don't know how old he is. I'm going to call him fifty. Who are also fifty? Who like I want to be your friend, and you know maybe just a little off center. Yeah. I mean, I've watched Hickok 45 videos where I've thought, I want to be this guy's friend. Yeah. Like, he seems, he See? seems awesome. Like, Proving the little my things point. he'll know, like, he'll shoot his gun and be like, now, the thing to know about this, a little bit of history is actually in 45, they did another version uh, post-war that had XYZ in preparation for Korea, or what would be Korea. They didn't know. And like, he'll have just, like, a litany of details, and I'm sitting there, like, learning something about a gun that I don't even care about. I'm like, <laughs> really? That's fascinating. Uh, like, he's <laughs> a nice guy. I've met him... Uh, four or five different times like at various gun shows and meetups and stuff like that always been uh, he's got a he's got a good sense of humor um he, he's he's very self-deprecating like uh and uh and and he's got he's definitely got a sillier side that i think he feels like he's not able to explore uh in his videos hmm. and uh and and whenever we kind of palled around a little bit like like that's kind of what we discussed like he's got videos where um he's in like his smart car or whatever like that ridiculous tiny little super lame <laughs> car like doing drive-bys on targets in the forest and stuff like that, and like like that, you know, but that's not really what people want from my guess. So he, you know, he does those long-format educational videos, but he's definitely got a sillier side where I'm sure he'd like to be out there just smashing pumpkin men or something like that. You know, what's neat I, about him, so his channel he covers all kinds of guns from modern things you'd find in a you know Danish army or something to old school stuff, and it's the like cowboy era that always captures my imagination i want some cowboy revolvers i need more lever action guns like yeah in it's like i feel like i saved a lot of money by not going down the wrong roads for me because i on his channel i just see what i like it's cool well, i, I like want a big table him. with leather on it i'm sorry go ahead. oh he'll, he'll take <laughs> wait where did that come he'll, from he has well, it he has a big table with leather he just you know he reloads and, and, and stuff and he lays yeah. the guns down i'm like i need that got his nice loading table that's probably like six feet high because he's a giant person yeah. he's a giant person but like, like what's is. so impressive with him is he'll take like a ruger lcr which is a hammerless small like self-defense revolver and it's got there's no hammer so it's a full trigger pull every time and he'll be like let's see if we can hit the gong over there 200 <laughs> yards away on my first shot with a ruger lcr and then he'll like pop it twice and be like ah Hey, someone's getting lucky today. You know, I couldn't do this on a normal day. And it's like, you son of a bitch. Like, that's like Wayne Gretzky being like, you know, I put up 200 points this season and dominate everyone, but we all have luck sometimes. It's like, yeah, Wayne, but you did this last season too. Like, <laughs> he could edit, his but shooting it doesn't is seem so like incredible. it. I have, a, I have a hockey question for you, Taylor. Did oh. the Blues lose their coach like yesterday? Yes. Yo is out. Mike Yo who, despite his last name, has zero Asian in him. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. But Mike Yo is fired. He's gone, thank God, because uh, we were going down the exact same path. That but there were still the a couple teams worse than you guys. Like no, there two? aren't. They, they are, they, they, I, they I literally heard them. teams worse than us. We're third worst in the whole league. In the whole league. I'm talking about your division, though. Oh, you yeah, were referred to as the cellar dwellers <laughs> of, of the central division. Well, right. Uh, I think only Chicago is below us right now. But Chicago and St. Louis both suck dick this year. And there's... Hopefully pedophile dick to help the children. <laughs> to help, yeah, 
you know, if you're going to suck dick, at least prevent a child rape, you know? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> we, do, we are fucking terrible this year. I still watch most games. But there oh. there have been, like, le- actual games this year where I'm, like, halfway through the third period or halfway through the second. I'm like, this isn't fun. Fuck this. Like, why would I watch these guys not care? So I'm hoping that the coaching switch kicks them into gear a bit. And hopefully in the offseason we could hire Joel Quinville back, who uh, the Blues actually have uh, fired the four most successful head coaches of all time in the NHL, all of whom have gone on to win multiple Stanley Cups with others. Uh, Joel Quinville. Now I think the third winningest most you know, coach of all time. Why don't you hire Quinville now? Why does it have to be offseason? I, I think that he is... Like a clip came out of him on like the R Hockey Reddit is probably the Reddit I use the most because mm-hmm. they always have the highlights and everything pretty quick after it happens. And a, one of the big posts there this week was like Coach Q, Coach Quinville, ex coach of the Blackhawks, having fun post firing. And it was him in like uh, Chicago Bears attire, like taking shots with fans who were like, Is that Coach Q? Coach! Coach, you gotta do a shot with me. Where they line a bunch of shots on a hockey stick up and then everybody takes them together. And so he's having a good time. He's not going to want to come back to coaching this year, I wouldn't think. I think he's taking the year off. So hopefully we can nab him in the mm. offseason if he's willing to come back here. His wife and for is his legacy. Like, like, if, like, like I'm putting myself in his shoes. It sounds like he has quite the legacy. Sort of. legacy. Yeah. So coming in midseason to like this losing team, while it does give you a bit of a, an opportunity to maybe turn the ship around, I, it's probably not something he's it's not, it's, not, it's not worth the risk right of of having such a just having a shit season if he wants to i mean i really think it just comes down to uh time him wanting to take some time off because he's already established his legacy like he he just had a dynasty with chicago blackhawks what 2010 other coaches 13, would you like 20, uh right now there's no one i would like the oilers just fire, fired a uh, todd mcclellan mcclellan i don't remember how you how his name is spelled but I don't want him because he has done nothing. Fuck the Oilers. Are Pete, I know is Peter Laviolette working right now, or is he free? Uh, uh, no, Laviolette's not working, I don't think. But I, I don't follow the coach stuff nearly as closely as like the player stuff. But uh, the Oilers are a team who have never wronged the Blues in any way. But I still find a way to dislike them because somehow they suck all the time. And they have Connor McDavid, a generational player, who is the best player in the NHL. Better than Crosby now, for sure. I think that's pretty much agreed upon. Obviously, and, Yeah, obviously, because Crosby sucks. Like, totally not good. Uh, <laughs> but they have this guy, and they still manage to suck. And so it's like, I don't know, it's aggravating to watch a team get generated. Because they had Gretzky during his best years, too. Like, they have that to look back on. So basically, any team that has any history at all to look back on and bitches at all now, I don't like. You've got some President's Cups. You had um, Al McGinnis. You had Brett Hull. Hull? We had Al McGinnis, Brett Hull, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> I forgot Chris about Stronger, that. Uh, Pavel Dimitra. All of these people at the same time. President's Cup, 99. President's Trophy, 99. First round knockout to the last place San Jose Sharks. So fun. I think Connor anyway, went to the Stanley Cup with the Flyers. Uh, he actually won a Stanley Cup, I think, in 07 with the Anaheim Ducks. Here's what I'm currently pissed off about. When you guys, So normally when you guys get to the guns and the sports, I'm fucking done. Right? <laughs> Here's Sorry. the fucking thing. You guys started talking about guns, and I don't know if you know this, I finally started getting into guns. Okay. So I started shooting recently. I went to a, like, you go check out my channel if you want to. Do you have a gun it, yet? There's, I, we own a gun. It's What'd my roommate's pick? gun. I haven't purchased it. It's, it was a hand-me-down from his dad. I think it's a Ruger. 
or, or Luger or whatever what the fuck. It is. Oh, okay. is it a revolver? I don't know what it is, it, right? Is, but I went and shot a 22 and a 9mm handgun, a couple of different ones. Right. Um, and it's like the video's up on my channel. YouTube suppressed the shit out of it, of course. Uh, but uh, I fucking loved it. Holy fuck, did I love it. It was so much fun. Hmm. Um, I like it wasn't very safe. So if you watch the video, like I got a lot of negative feedback. But now I'm like, fuck, I'm no longer scared of guns. Now I'm fucking into this shit. Now they're talking about guns. I'm like, oh yeah, tell me more about these guns. They're like, no, let's talk about some fucking coach or some fucking team that does some bullshit in <laughs> some sport. I don't All know right. what the fuck you're talking right, well, about. Well, let's rewind a little bit. Let's let's go back to the gun. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Crazy gun shit. Like, yeah. You need a gun. First of all, you need a gun. Let, so let's talk about what your your first gun should be. And, and like like like, what would you say your price range okay, so is? For- I I was very comfortable shooting the twenty two. It was like shooting a fucking pea shooter. Perfect. So so am I? If I buy a gun for home security and I get a twenty two, that's got enough stopping power. No. To where some shithead shows up, I can put him down, right? No. No. Um. It, it depends on the scenario. It seems like your uh hypothetical assailant is going to be crazed. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. So so when you added crazed with perhaps like like drug induced psychosis, like twenty two is probably not the best thing for home defense. You might want the nine millimeter, right? Okay. But because I was but, a little more uncomfortable shooting that for fun. Um, yeah, and that and that makes sense. Um, but but for plinking and for fun, you want a Ruger twenty two caliber semi automatic pistol. Okay. Now they make these things. It's like a Honda Civic. A lot of guns are like Honda Civics in this way, in that you can get a plain Jane one for. I don't know, $350 to $450 or something like that. That'll be very, very nice, and it'll be like a like a hammer. It, it does every job well, and it's fun to plink with, and it's cheap to shoot. The Ruger uh, Mark, Mark IV is probably yeah. what they're up to now. It's, it's a semi-automatic thing. Um, I, I like them in stainless steel because they, 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 look, they look nice. But you can also buy them customized so that they're all tricked out, and they're various colors, and the barrel's... Are, uh, are fluted, which means there's like parts of the barrel cut out so that it's lighter and they've got special uh, magazines, they've got special triggers, special uh, uh, cocking mechanisms in the back, special grips, all of that stuff. Right, um, right. But that is the pistol and the gun in general that I would recommend to just about anyone as their first purchase if they're not going to use it for anything other than targets and plinking and fun. Now, if you ever wanted to go into hunting, I really like the pump shotguns, like the Remington 870 pump shotgun is $300 or something like that. It will literally last a lifetime. I mean, 30 of years of heavy use, no problem. That you, can, you can disassemble and reassemble it incredibly simply, and it, it just works. It just works, as Todd Howard would say. And, uh, and, but it's a 12-gauge shotgun, right? So it's, it's, it's got a wallop to it, but the, the, the bonus is you can hunt birds with it. You can hunt deer with it. It's excellent for home defense. You can shoot beer cans with it and watermelons with it when you're being silly. It, does, it really covers every one of the bases for a, a, a firearm. But, but like I said, if I were recommending one for just fun, and right. it sounded like you enjoyed the 22, the 22 is also so cheap to shoot. Uh, and you can order these bullets from a company called, I think it's Piney Creek or Piney Mountain, that you can order tracers. And then it's literally like a Star Wars blaster. You turn your twenty-two pistol into a Star Wars blaster, and you see every bullet as soon as it comes That's out of cool. the barrel. And green oh shit, or that red. sounds fun as shit. Yeah, yeah, they're very fucking cool. Can you shoot um, those at gun ranges? Like, if, you know. no, no, uh, you no. You'd need to go out onto like some like public land or something like that, or some sort of like 
friendly shooting range. It's like a buddy's field or something like that. So perhaps right. that's not a good recommendation for everyone. But if you have access to your own place to shoot, uh, gun ranges in general frown on things like armor-piercing ammo, incendiary ammo, steel core ammo, Dragon tracing threat. ammo, anything that's going to mess with their liability and their expensive uh, backstops, targets, and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, so, so you, uh, if I'm summing this up, you put them in two guns, right? A, a 22 Ruger of some sort and a Remington 870. I, that's exactly what I would do. It really depends on how you feel about shooting a 12 gauge shotgun. Now I was shooting a 12 gauge shotgun when I was seven years old. I just put the, 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 the stock on, in my armpit and kind of lean down and use it that way. And I could handle the recoil then. But for some people, it's big and loud and scary, and it hurts. Yeah, see, the the what gave me my anxiety for guns, I mean, obviously the fact that I always had suicidal uh, tendencies and suicidal thoughts, so I didn't want to have a gun around. I'm pretty far past believing I'd ever act on it, so, so I don't feel com- uncomfortable anymore. But originally, um, when Boy Scouts, they gave me a little twenty two to shoot, a little twenty two rifle, I'm like, oh, this is great, this is fun. And then it gave me like a, I guess a 9mm or like a slightly larger one to shoot. And I'm like, oh, this is great, a little bit of kickback, but nothing bad. And then they thought it would be funny to give me a shotgun but not warn me that I need to shoot it different than I would a rifle and that I was going to get a shitload of kickback from it. And so it floored me, and I dropped the fucking thing, and it scared the shit out of me. And then they panicked because I dropped it. So the rest of my life, I'm like, I'm done with guns. I'll never hold a gun again. Fuck guns. And then I was hanging out with that girl for a while, and she's like, let's go to a shooting range. Let's make a content. Let's face one of your biggest fears. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm no longer scared. But I don't think I'll ever be comfortable with a shotgun again. You'd be surprised. It, it really depends on the ammunition that you're putting into the shotgun because it runs the gambit. There are right. very light loads, very light ammunition you can put in there. Um, I, I don't think I'm all that unique, but I can hold the, sh- a, the full size shotgun with one hand and, mm-hmm. and, and, and shoot it just fine. And the recoil is like this. What you do know, you look for? How do you know which box is a light load asking for listeners? It is pretty complex. It's stuff that I have memorized, but like, so there, there's a few variables that make up a, 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 a 12 gauge shotgun round. If we're just talking about 12 gauge, there's the length of the cartridge. There's two and three quarters. There's three inch and there's three and a half inch. Most like most of the time, it's two and three quarters inch. That's the standard. Three inch used to be magnum, and but now three and a half inch is 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 sort of considered uh, super magnum. It's usually used for like uh, geese and and really heavy and, and deer and and even turkey and stuff like that. Two and three quarters in length. Then there's the amount of shot, a projectile that's actually inside of the shell, and that ranges from seven eighths of an ounce all the way up. If you're talking about the magnum loads, to like two ounces or something like that. Generally speaking, an ounce is a is a is just fine for a target load for a fucking around bullshit kind mm-hmm. of shotgun load, uh, or an ounce and one eighth, or an ounce and one quarter. And as you step up, you notice that extra. You totally notice an eighth of an ounce difference in the projectile that's coming out of the shotgun. And then there's the velocity. Velocity is very important as well. Velocity times mass equals force, right? So that and, and that's true on the force that's being delivered as much as it's true on the force that's being uh, delivered to you in recoil. So the velocity is important. Now, there are some shotgun shells that are made for like target shooting, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. and, and they go like 1,000 feet per second, which is very slow in my opinion. But there's some of them that are up to 1,300 feet per second. And that's very fast. It's a, it's a big difference to step up from the two. You can, it's a noticeable difference in both felt recoil and in performance. So, If you were picking a light load, like what would that combo be? 
between the like three an, aspects you just talked about. It'd be like an ounce going to, uh, 11 or 1150, 1200 feet per second in a two and three quarter ounce shell. It'd okay. be the cheap ones, basically. Is light, light, shot light. typically just a light load? Or it could be no. Light. Well, it could be it could be anything, right? Okay, because okay. it depends on the particular bird you're shooting. Um, you know, if you're shooting doves, I've I've definitely seen uh, Dale Earnhardt had these. Uh, Junior had these special shells. They had an eight on them, which is his race car numbers, and it was seven eighths of an ounce going really fast. You know that uh, that that was kind of the the the, the oh, selling point. Dale like, Earnhardt, they, I get it. The race car drivers like, yeah, it's seven eighths of an ounce, small package, but it's going fast, and it was like. 1350 feet per second we're like ah this this almost this is good for ski this is cool but um so like bird bird shells it depends on the bird right Mm -hmm. so like doves and uh doves are are kind of heavier and then crows and then ducks and stuff like that like some of the duck loads are scary powerful and the turkey loads are good enough to be self-defense loads in my opinion sometimes like they're out they're outrageous when you started i thought you were going to point boogie towards a full-sized nine millimeter yeah, he, he didn't sound. He sounded like he really enjoyed the twenty-two. And yeah, the the nine millimeter was enough kickback to where I was pretty nervous. So about let me it. ask you: Do you know what you were shooting? Mm-hmm. No. So we, we, we try. We try to couple it. If you go, if you go bring up that video right now, you'll be able to see what we shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um. But here's yeah, what I wanted to say. Yeah, if you have a smaller nine millimeter, something that someone might carry for like self defense in their purse or their you know on, in a holster, it kicks a lot. Because that, that gun is light and it's meant to be carried all the time and not shot a bunch. Right. If you yeah. have a full size nine millimeter, something you might keep next to your bed, the gun mm-hmm. is so heavy that the bullet doesn't kick it back into your hand a lot. Right. So right. It's the kinda... Sig P226 full size handgun that I have that shoots nine, like it really doesn't kick much at all because of exactly what you said. Like it's just too heavy. It, it beats most of the kick. Whereas you get a little, you know, I know it's not a nine, but like a little Derringer. Or something like yeah, that's gonna kick your. What about what about mm-hmm. a rifle? I mean, I wouldn't have a problem getting like a decent gun cabinet and keeping a rifle and a shotgun in it. Do you recommend a rifle for home defense? First of all, the twenty two that you shot is the one I recommended. That's a that's the cheapest Ruger version. Ruger ten twenty two. Uh, no, no, it's uh, a pistol. Oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. He's shooting the Ruger uh, twenty two caliber pistol. Uh, that's one of the cheaper ones. There are others that would feel nicer in your hand and look nicer as well. Because that one felt really nice. Yeah, it felt really good. But when by the time we got to the nine millimeter, he's like, "The way you're holding it, you're gonna blow your fucking thumbs off." And I'm like, "What?" Because that then, then I'm nervous again, right? Yeah, and he should so, say that. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's not like, What was he saying? Like, keep your thumb out from behind he the said, slide. Right. Yeah. And I, and I was like, "Well, clearly," but like then I was so nervous about how to actually hold it. And I'm like, I'm doing this because now I want I want your thumb, one thumb here and one thumb in the back. And I'm like, all right, but now I'm not fucking nervous about holding the fucking thing. Why, you know? But of course, obviously, he's there to teach me. You know, no, we don't really bad. show him. He's, but he, yeah, he, he didn't. Could have been a better tour guide into the world of guns. He he yeah, was that's pre- a very aggressive I mean, way to start. <laughs> he you know he was pretty pretty civil. I mean, I walked in there with no gun knowledge, and he uh-huh. handed me a couple guns. So he was yeah. he was pretty cool about it. Honestly, I had the it's, same but experience, he, but the guy was it, great. It's hard for me to tell what kind of nine millimeter pistol it is from from the angle or anything, but yeah, you can tell you're you know you're you're worried about it and and what you know you're you're leaning all the way back and mm-hmm. sort of let and standing in a position where it's sort of controlling you and if if you really lean into it and get more aggressive about it, like like the recoil is lesser and you're able to control it more, like you could probably feel that recoil going through your whole body and sort of pushing you back on your heels a little bit. If mm-hmm. you if you're more leaning forward and more weight on your front foot and all that stuff, like like it's unnoticeable almost like like and 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 what he was saying like like it's not gonna blow your thumb off but like right here on the top of your the back of your thumb it'll scrape it it'll cut it it'll draw a little blood 
but right. you know, like you're, you know I, I've seen it happen to dudes, and and usually they're embarrassed because they're gun guys, and it's like this ain't supposed to happen to me. I got bit by my Glock, and they'll just fucking rub some dirt on it. It's not a serious injury or anything, but yeah, you know, the nine millimeter can be scary if if you're if you're just getting into it, and if it's something that bothers you, then you shouldn't own it. You know, you right, should right. maybe practice with it a little bit more, like maybe step up to it eventually. But initially, that Ruger 22 pistol is the mainstay. It's the first thing I started shooting as a pistol as a five-year-old. Um, it's, it's the way to go. As far as a rifle, there, uh, the, 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 the possibilities are endless, right? There are bolt-action rifles and semi-automatic rifles. There are pump rifles and lever-action rifles. But what I would probably recommend is the one that everybody says is the monster of them all, the, the man-killer, the AR-15, right? Because you can get a cheap AR-15 for... Four or five hundred dollars, or something like that, and you. It, again, it's like a Honda Civic. You, you could you could it get definitely that looks the part for sure. I mean, that would scare the fuck out of somebody coming in your house. Oh, for sure, for sure. The problem with that is for home defense is those bullets go through stuff. They, like they could potentially go. You you might not hit the guy. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. it, it'll go through your wall. Could kill your roommate. Could go. Could mit, Could get lucky, and you could miss the guy. Go through your roommate's wall, miss him, go through his exterior wall and hit your neighbor, because they because because AR-15s are kind of like laser guns in a, a little bit. They'll go through three or four drywall walls unless they hit brick or, or a couple of two by fours. They're not just going to stop in their tracks. Well, you so, just talked me out of an AR right there. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Shoot up my neighbors for fuck's it, sake. You, you absolutely could, and then you get in that that horrible liability scenario of like, well, yeah, that guy did break into Boogie's house, but. Boogie killed his neighbor who was asleep in bed. The shotgun, on the other hand, yeah. that it's got much, it's got all the force, but not the velocity and not the uh, the penetration. So it'll hit a drywall wall and it'll pitter out and like scatter on the right. other so side. So if of- I'm using spread, um, would you recommend loading a, a shotgun kept at home for self defense? Would you recommend like um, like some buckshot for that? I mean, because that's still going to have stopping power, right? I mean, obviously slugs are going to put them down, but. Uh, the, sl- the slugs are just going to make it harder to hit him, and it's it's actually going to penetrate through. Everybody says buckshot almost all the that close range. Birdshot's going to fuck you up. That's what I was about to say. Everybody recommends buckshot, but okay. like I I don't know. I, look, I've never been to war with a gun. I've never been in a self defense scenario where I had to shoot someone or anything like that. It's like like, but I have hunted a lot, and I've shot deer at every range that you can imagine. I've shot coyotes with shotguns using buckshot, birdshot. Um, uh, turkey shot, all everything in between, and I found that bird shot at close range drops a deer to the ground, and the deer dies in about two and a half seconds flat. Um, and I would imagine that the the gun battle is going to happen in your in your bedroom. So to me, it just feels like a powerful bird shot is good enough. Certainly a turkey shell, but like like if you want to appease anyone who's going to be looking over your shoulder and be like, so what kind of man killer bullets you got? Because I got the ones that'll kill him. Set him on fire and then irradiate the court. <laughs> His family won't even be able to bury him in a proper cemetery. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. They, they, they really want to soup this thing up. But, but, but practically speaking, I've killed a lot of fucking animals with shotguns. And all of the bullets. that I've never shot yeah. anything with a shotgun and be like, ah, it wasn't powerful enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they I mean, Kyle, I to be honest with you, I, if there were non-lethal options that would keep me safe, those are yeah. options I would look at. But the reality, because I don't want to fucking kill any, even somebody who's made the mistake, some lunatic is like, fuck Boogie and fuck his politics and fuck him. I'm gonna murder him. 
I don't even want to kill that guy. I don't want to kill nobody. There so. are not non-lethal options that are re reliable enough to risk your life on in the hopes of, of, of preserving theirs. Right. That's mm -hmm. what I would say. If, now, there's a reason that cops carry a taser and a sidearm. It's, it's because that taser can be deployed in very specific scenarios. But if you watch cop videos, they fail continuously. If you watch cops, he's rubber bullets out of shotguns. If that guy's jacked up, if he if his wife, I've seen scenarios where like the, guy, the guy's wife will it's on leave PCP him. or some shit. Well, or, or he's just upset. He's just very upset. He, he just his wife has left him. Determination is what it is. The guy will be in the street holding a blade, no shirt. His wife has left him. He's ready to die. He's and they start pegging him <laughs> with these rubber <laughs> shotgun shell rounds, and he's just you can tell they hurt. He's not unresponsive, but he's not undeterred it's not either. Broken. He, yeah. he's still ready to slash with that knife so i i i feel like for home defense you just go lethal so while you know educating everyone uh, boogie mentioned he'd get a gun cabinet which raised alarms with me now i have a special needs kid in the house so my stuff goes in gun safes so everything i have is locked locked is a cabinet the right solution for him i might be too biased towards safe what do you keep a gun in and he has parties He's an adult. Um, like, like, like what I would recommend is if there are going to be people in the house that, that you don't trust, that you wouldn't trust to leave in your house alone with your gun, mm, if that's mm -hmm. ever going to be a scenario, then there should be some way to lock the weapon away. Now, there are trigger guards. That's the cheapest option. That basically make, renders the weapon inoperable unless you have the key, the code, the combination, etc. Um, and, and that would do the trick as far as safety, but it doesn't prevent them from stealing your weapon. If they, and right, if they steal right. your weapon, go home with a hammer, knock the thing off, and then do harm with it, perhaps you're liable to some degree. Mm -hmm. Probably not, because they've, they've gone through two or three steps of your uh, deterrent to, to achieve that, that, that set effect. But still, um, you can get a locking safe that's not like some crazy like spin the big dial and punch in a digital lock thing for a few hundred dollars. Um, you can go to a tractor supply store, like a big sporting goods store. I went to Dick's the other day, and they had big safes that 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 are locking with steel walls, and they're like twelve hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars, something like that. That may be overkill for you. I feel like if you're in a in a in an adult household where you're there most of the time, you can stick the thing in the closet. Although we're saying all this publicly right now, so to come full circle, that since we're saying it publicly, and and we may be uh, alluding that. Boogie's got a shotgun under his bed. <laughs> right, right, right. But then if you're home, if you're home, and this is for home defense, I will say this. If you're in bed at night and you hear a window break or you hear or you're all alone and you hear the door being forced open, the last thing you want to be doing is fumbling with a code, a mm -hmm. key, one of those high school locker style spinny bullshit things. You Having want to, to be load it at the last second because you kept it unloaded. Yeah. You, you want to be able to lay hands on that thing and be armed in, in, in seconds because that might be all you have. And, I, and, and again, that's sort of the mindset that a lot of guys who are like, yep, and now he's irradiated. Mm -hmm. Like they have, but, but just because someone, just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that when they go outside and they say it's raining, doesn't mean it's not raining. You know, sometimes, right, right. sometimes stupid people are right about things. Sometimes ignorant people are right about things. And I think this is one of them, that, it, that if you're in a scenario where you don't have children in the home, you don't have irresponsible adults in the home, and you generally are at that home keeping things secure with your person, then I want the gun loaded and close to me. 
I mean, that's how my roommate sleeps with his. It's, it's, I know exactly where it is. I know exactly how he keeps it. It's loaded, ready to go. It's not in a gun safe. It's, it's tucked away. It's not obvious where it is, but it's, he can easily, if he's asleep, he can have it in his hand in, in 30 seconds, 20 sure. seconds. So just, and I, there I want to provide the like, counter um, argument, you know, just so mm-hmm. Boogie can make his own decision and, and the listeners, you know, like I picture you doing these magic, the gathering parties. I picture you, you know, like, do you ever have like, Hey, everyone throw your coats on the guest room bed or, or something like, you know, it, it, it if there's people in your house who you wouldn't trust alone in your house, you know, guys who go to the bathroom and might go exploring, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do, mm-hmm. do the people that you hang out with sometimes bring their kids? If that's the case, locking the gun is essential, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Or as far least... as like the home defense itself, like I think Bill Burr even had like a bit about this a few yeah, specials yeah. ago where like a lot of people who aren't familiar with guns want to go with the handgun because it's the littlest. It seems the least intimidating. You know, it, it's just, it feels more manageable. If you're in a high-stress situation, it's much, much easier as a gun amateur to wield a shotgun than it is a handgun. Like, that is the most disservice firearm-related thing that Hollywood has done is people think shooting handguns is easy. It is not. Go nope. to your range if you haven't shot a handgun. Send that thing out only like seven yards and see how you do on that static paper target. I guarantee you're not going to be nearly as good as your cod avatar. Like it's not that easy. (laughs) Whereas with a shotgun you're keeping the barrel away from you, you've got both hands to stabilize it. Like it's just a smarter decision for defending your home. You know, I'm I'm sure Kyle has lots of opinions, but I think like there's a reason the shotgun does so well. And the reason the shotgun is the chosen weapon. Shotgun shotgun for home defense. And almost any scenario, even if you're a fucking expert with a pistol, like, like, like at seven yards, I could put every single bullet in a quarter, but that doesn't mean that if someone's running down a hallway at me with a butcher's knife, already co- covered in someone's blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even his first stop of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm going to have those same skills. You know, I'd like to, you'd like to think so, but maybe not. Whereas you just kind of point the shotgun at a bad guy. And, and that's, that's kind of enough because at 10 yards, it's, it's, it's shooting a pattern of death that's as big as a basketball, essentially. Imagine you're shooting basketballs at someone rather than shooting not even a dime, because bullets are smaller than dimes. You know, bullets are... It, Plus, the, the length of the barrel makes it really easy to point, you know? Like yeah, it, absolutely. I can hit and things two with, hands, a, with an AR-15 or F-2000 at 25 yards pretty reliably, you know, but if I have a pistol in my hand with a four-inch barrel as opposed to whatever it is, 18, it's not as reliable. And then then the last thing, this is experience I wish everyone who had who thinks they're good at shooting, do it under a clock, right? Because I can hit paper target. I'm not special. Like I mean to act like I'm some great shot, but I'm pretty good at paper targets, you know, when I take all my time and I fire once every five seconds and stuff like that. I've competed in shooting a couple of times, and I was the worst there. <laughs> you know, when you put a clock on you and add some stress and, and a timeline and, and, you know, all of a sudden, like, I'm not as good as I was before. Yeah. And yeah. take that, make it combat, and I assume it's times 10. Sure. Absolutely. And, and, and like, 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 I've never been one to, like, have a big head about that and be like, well, I can... Those watermelons didn't stand a chance today. <laughs> Who's to say a Cambodian hit squad would do it better than, <laughs> than 85 pounds of melon? I, I, I would say that they will and that I'll be terrified and that I'll be missing a lot. And that the more I miss, you know, in a video game, you ever start missing a guy in COD and it just makes you want to spray more and more and more because mm, you just yeah. want that you want the engagement over with. I feel like that's that I feel like that's not just a video game response. That's a human being response. So shotgun all the way. Although um, and, 
Accidentally there, going prone behind a barrel is probably just a video game thing. I drop shot when I defend my home. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prone the whole time. Every time. And, actually, and, like when they come when they break in, I actually jump crouch through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so I come right through, blow their head off. And Boogie, a lot of Boogie, there are other shotguns in the twelve gauge. That's something that not a ton of people know because Hollywood has popularized the twelve gauge. And you know, in general, it's the most popular one. There are ladies' shotguns, as I yeah, think of them. The 20-gauge well, would be just fine. 20-gauge is a big step down in recoil and, and in cost and in size of the weapon, and it's just as effective when you put the buckshot in there. It's, or, it's what size? 20-gauge. 20-gauge, right. And I could go into a whole complicated thing explaining what the gauges actually mean, but it's irrelevant. But It's basically the size of the bullet, right? And those, mm -hmm. So the... I'm gonna have to do it now. <laughs> no, shit. No, okay, okay, but here, here's this, here, you're gonna hear a really dark story. I've never sure. told anywhere. This yeah. is so fucking dark. So right about the time of the divorce, I was having like a lot of suicidal ideology, and I have not told the story anywhere else. I should not tell it. I, I'm not gonna tell it. I'm fuck it. I went to Walmart, and I'm like, hey, ma'am, can I see one of those junior shotguns? And he's like, yeah. And my goal was just to see if I took the shotgun home with me, just in case I decided I wanted to end it, which I had considered. Yeah. Whether or not I could hold this and get it in my mouth, pull the trigger. Yeah, I'm going to stop giving you gun yeah. advice at this point. Okay. So, no, I'm just I kidding. I picture Boogie no, at Dick's Sporting obviously, Goods obviously with the I'm barrel well in his mouth. This. Like, obviously yeah, this I'm will well do. This. Right. And so, and so I'm like, I look at the gun and I'm like, okay. This is I. This is not a good decision I'm making right now. I need to give this man back yeah. this gun. But that is the day I became aware that there were multiple shotguns because my roommate, who was with me, um, who was obviously trying to just help me survive the divorce and survive everything, he looks over and he's like, that was like a 20-gauge. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, look, if you buy one, you really want the 12-gauge. <laughs> and I don't know if he meant to like... You don't, don't want to just be injured. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to injure talk. yourself with a 20 gauge. Oh, I did it. I gave him the advice. Damn it. <laughs> no, trust me. Not only will the 20 gauge blow the top of your head off, but you'll find right, the smaller trigger much more manageable. <laughs> 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 I think my roommate was literally just more like, man, you're not going to kill yourself with a 12 with a 20 gauge. You need the 12 gauge, man. You need the 12 <laughs> Get the 12 gauge. There's still a junior shotgun with the 12 gauge, okay? Like, that's what I think he was saying. Nah, man. The, the 20 gauge would work fine for home defense and all that, and, and really everything. Um, and and, and I, I think I can do this quickly, but the gauges are complicated and, and overcomplicated. It's an old-school gauging system of measuring these things. Essentially, what they do is they, is they say one, a, a ball of pure lead, the diameter of the barrel how many of those would it take to equal a pound? And in the case of a 12-gauge, 12 lead balls, the diameter of the barrel, equals a pound. So the, the higher the number goes, the smaller the barrel is. So a 28-gauge is rather small. It's, it's, it's less than half the size of a 12-gauge. Of a and you might say, oh, yeah, he's got the 28-gauge, much more powerful than the 12, but that's not the case at all. It's a very, very light shotgun. But there's a, there's a 410 Shotgun. There's a 28 gauge. There's a there's is that a 20 called a 410 gauge. Like it's, it's just called a 410 because in in the case of the 410, it has nothing to do with gauge anymore. Now it's the diameter of the barrel. It's it's a 41 caliber barrel. 
Um, so, so do they it, have those in long guns, or are those just like the judge handguns? Like, yeah, those? they have them in long guns too. Like, like uh-huh. that—that's the one that they often give to children. If the children, if the child's a bitch. Yeah. Now, how's the four ten <laughs> for suicide, Kyle? Is that a good suicide gun? I, I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> and then on the other the side of the, and then on the other side of the scale, uh, there's guns above the twelve gauge. There is a ten gauge. Mm-hmm. I've shot the ten gauge. It's very scary. And there, there used to be eight gauge and a six gauge that were used for things like elephant and other big game and things like that. But, um, but yeah, you could do a twelve gauge and a and a or a twenty gauge and an eight seventy. You'd be shocked at just how manageable it is. You know, you throw some ear protection on. Um, you, you know, uh, prepare yourself, and and I promise you, it's it's nothing you can't handle. It's, Last it's, it's gun talk question: Which caliber ear? Which round is more deadly? The 50 cal or the Remington 700? I think that's what it might be called. The 700? Nitro 700. You're not familiar with the Nitro uh, 700? Maybe? No, I, I am. Well, I would... You're that's probably, the elephant gun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, mm. it, it would be like, which, which is more deadly? Getting hit with a cement truck or a bus, you know? Fair enough. All right. Probably... Prob- the, the nitro I was trying probably, to measure my penis here, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, the 700 Nitro is probably delivering more like foot-pounds of... Oh, we lost Kyle right there. Measure, like what's being oh, done it, with, with, a, with a measurement like that, I would imagine. But the 50 BMG is like, whatever, like 700 grains, you know, going over 3,000 feet per second. They use it to take out Jeeps and radar... Uh, dishes and stuff like that. So, take you know, pick your poison. Cement trucker bus. I just found this video of a four gauge shotgun that's only twenty seconds long. That the guy <laughs> shoots. Yeah, let's watch it. But I can't imagine what the purpose for this weapon could be. <laughs> All right, I think I'm... the purpose is to knock you on your ass. Let's uh, see if this guy's a bitch or not. Hold on, I need to resize it. All right, are we ready? Yep. Ready, set, play. He shouldered it. He's got his stance done. Well. Whoa, Good geez. God. He handled it very well. He handled it very well. That's very well? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how like, he was God. leaning forward a ton? Yeah, he I, handled it well. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Now, he's, a smaller, he's a smaller guy. That guy's probably like 5'9", and he's an older fella. He handled that pretty well for, for, for his size, especially. Uh, Way better than all those uh, Middle Eastern guys that were shooting the Nitro 700 video. I know you're <laughs> referencing, Woody, where, like, the gun, they'll shoot it, and before, like, their body even registers the strength of it, the whole gun has flipped. <laughs> like, like, it just, it just t- entirely oscillated twice in the time it takes the body to register the strength of that weapon. Taylor, did Let you me, have... Uh, oh, I'm, Kyle, you did an Yeah, I was going to do an ad here. Tell everybody about GOAT. Hell yeah. Chiz, uh, Chiz showed me Goat last week, and I have been very interested in it. I showed a few of my friends who are sneakerheads, and uh, if, if, if you are, then this will interest you a lot. If you're buying sneakers online, there's a good chance that the shoe you're looking at is fake. How can you be sure it's real, though? Well, Goat.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They are the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 sneaker listings. They've made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. Uh, They do this by only accepting sellers with the best reputation and by verifying all sneakers to ensure their authenticity for the buyers. Every detail is inspected, from the stitching and the color to the size and weight. 
Goat certifies that every single pair of sneakers on their site matches exact factory specifications. With over half a million sneakers on the platform and 10 million users, you won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. Find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at goat.com slash PKA. That's G-O-A-T, goat.com slash PKA. Plus, you'll also be supporting our show, but you've got to, you've got to go right now before the sneakers you want are gone. When you go to goat.com slash PKA, spelled G-O-A-T, goat. Meh. I added that last part. They didn't want me to do it. They told me not to, frankly, but I didn't care. <laughs> I love it. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. great. Check goat out. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, I, I, I haven't checked yet, but I've been told that my account on Goat has been credited. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on there later tonight. I'm going to see. I don't know how much credit they gave me. Uh, if, if, if you guys are into sneakers, you know, then they, they can run the gambit in price from 25 bucks to $50,000 uh, for a pair of sneakers. And so we'll see where in that price range they have, uh, they have allotted me. And uh, I'm going to pick up a nice little pair of sneakers tonight. Very cool. Nice. Did you mention in the ad read that it was a frictionless transaction? I mentioned the lack of friction in the transaction. <laughs> Almost, it, it, it's like Teflon. Okay, just, just just as smooth and and slick as you can imagine when you're purchasing things. Over very little friction. I didn't None want our viewers to think there was friction. It's like it's like they coated that website in wet platinum, and then left it out in the hot sun to get supple, and then you started surfing it. Okay. No issues. No friction. This episode of PK is also brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. And they make it so easy with their simple and intuitive, easy-to-digest app design. Now with more, now with more other brokerages you could, uh, you could sign up with, they're going to charge you up to 10 bucks for every single trade. But the thing, that, uh, the thing about using Robinhood is that they don't charge any commission fees, and you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Whether you're a seasoned day trader or you haven't begun investing at all, you'll want to take advantage of this great offer right now. Because Robinhood is giving away, uh, to our listeners, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. To That's inopportune. Robinhood.com. Hey, Kyle. That's, yeah. Uh, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. Can you take it from there? Because you froze. Ah, um, yeah, they're giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you begin building your portfolio. So go sign up at painkiller.robinhood.com. That's painkiller.robinhood.com. I personally use Robinhood as one of my brokerages, and they're great because you can buy and sell crypto uh, on there as well as other stocks. Very good service, very good service. One of the things Robinhood is known for is having like current IT, which I think is kind of cool. Like, like if you... I don't even know this for a fact, but if you grab one of the old school ones that, that you know, you can all name, they have some big building on, on, in New York City. A lot of times their mobile app on the phone sucks, you know, whereas Robinhood's all been done more recently and it, uh, they keep up with the times. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Well, if we're, uh, if we're done with, uh, with gun talk, I think I had something ridiculous. I have a Florida man uh, who had sex with a mini pony. Hey, guys. Uh, before you do that, I'm going to go ahead and head out. If I'm going to make any hope <laughs> in my stream tonight before you get into the really weird shit, I should probably yeah, man. go. Oh. Hey, he was those getting guys... a, a little turned on. He was afraid he was not going to think this topic's going like, to get me into trouble if I tell people about my pony story. Where I start <laughs> masturbating straight up on PKA. Cause man, I'm I'm you know like I said, I'm I'm single now. I'm fucking horny as shit. I can't barely. Hey, so look those guys out, ponies. Stole, 
Any of those guys who still care that I exist, you can find me at youtube.com slash boogie298. You can find me on Twitch. I stream five nights a week. And if you want to check out another podcast, you want to hear me and my friends over at Big Breakfast talk about video games with the occasional guest, um, you can listen to my podcast. It's up on the channel now. I'd really appreciate it if you guys did. Thanks for having me on, guys. Boogie, yeah, before you go, yeah, sure. thanks yeah. so much for coming on. I, you, you always do a good job. You. you make the show good. We'll see you again in Thank a hot you. second. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a hot second, fools. <laughs> All right. Bye. There, Boogie. All right. uh, so what were you saying, Kyle? I have a man who had sex with a miniature pony, and I also have a Moroccan woman who killed her lover and cooked him. How did he have sex with the pony? Um, was well, he the giver or the receiver? He was the giver. And, you know, a little uh, more respect. And, you know, they, they, they came at him and they were like, how could you do this? How could you do this to this miniature pony? And he's like, well, I did it many times. Um, but <laughs> so he let off with that. Well, first of all, this isn't the first time this happened. This is the first time he called me. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what happened. And but but he reassured them by saying it was always safe sex. He always wore a condom when he penetrated the miniature pony. And I I found this website hilarious. <laughs> you wearing a condom when you fuck animals. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the funniest part to me is I love like that. I don't. Is that not that? how you do it, Taylor? I mean, I don't. I just it never crossed my mind that someone with the mentality of like I'm gonna go fuck that animal be like wait. You gotta be safe. <laughs> you make me feel like I've been doing it wrong man, all this time. Pony hybrids. <laughs> we don't Taylor? want any Bojacks running around. This <laughs> is the over. second time you kink shamed. I fuck my ponies with a condom. Raw. A raw dog at pony all day long. So yeah, the, the funniest part to me about this article, if you if you look at this, is when you go into the photo spread, there's a picture of his mugshot, and then there's a picture of the pony. And I felt like it was disrespectful to post the <laughs> pony's photo uh, without blurring its face out. The pony, <laughs> like, they would never do this to any other sex assault victim, okay? I, th they just, just smeared this pony's good name on the internet right here. Just just look at this. And the pony he looks sad. He has the face of someone who just got caught fucking a pony. <laughs> the pony has the face of someone who just got fucked by a guy wearing a rubber. I, I, I just don't know what to think about this poor... This poor, poor pony. I feel bad for the pony. <laughs> Nicholas so, Sardo, so you, when Taylor you said pony he, <laughs> he had the face of a guy who just got caught fucking a pony, I was doing the layout and stuff. It got of busy. I look over and I'm like, yeah, dude, this guy is a pony fucker. If I was on him, I could be on an elevator in the mall with that dude and I would know that he was a pony fucker. And what if the, he was like this? Look at Yeah. <laughs> check out the pony's face. That is someone who hasn't gotten over the the, 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 the like the PTSD associated with sexual assault yet. That poor pony is is struggling. Nah, he always Doesn't looks like that. this treatment. No, I don't know. He's like <laughs> his this tail's pony all could be straggly. fucked on his own terms. Wait, is it a boy or a girl pony? Is he a gay bestiality guy <laughs> or a straight bestiality it, guy? It doesn't say, and and frankly. I guess it does matter. I don't know if it matters. <laughs> I don't know of course, it, it doesn't matter. Wait, you're still fucking an animal, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, actually, both of you guys have you know country roots. Is a miniature horse different than a pony? Yeah, I think because so. this is not a. Oh, it's a miniature pony. Yeah, and it says miniature pony. horse in the body, so I. I really feel you like think we he started off fucking like real horses, and he was just so emasculated. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fuck something smaller." He's, he's like, "You like that? Do you?" And the horse is like, "Huh? <laughs> what? 
Oh, shit, while it. I'm fucking, oh, you're making me feel bad. You Nothing know? worse than a dead fish horse in the stall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we don't know if it's a boy or girl pony, and its name is Jackie, so it really could be either. <laughs> <laughs> shit, is it an I, E, or a Y? It doesn't help you. poor pony. Man, like, like, I always wonder with these people, like, what percentage of them are genuinely attracted to animals? And what percentage are like tired of not being able to get laid and they rationalize fucking animals? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. There's got to be a, a line there. Because some of these guys legit just, if a woman came up to them and was like, hey, you want to fuck? They'd be like, eh, no, not really. Yeah. I have a horse at home. But then other ones are probably just tired of not getting Do laid. Do you have so an anal plug with a tail? Because it's, it's, I need that. I think there's a third category, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that for some people it's a kink, right? And so the act of having sex with an animal is the turn on, okay? Like, like perhaps it's a humiliation thing. How dirty thing. and forbidden it is. How dirty and forbidden it is. That's what's driving them to it. Then there is perhaps a group who is genuinely physically attracted to the animal. They're like, it's a beautiful horse. It's sexy. Look at the, the lines, the, the curve of its nape. Or whatever. Look at how fast it can carry goods from place to place. <laughs> you know, they're genuinely attracted. And you know, they they used to use these for moving things across the nation, <laughs> not just fucking. Put, <laughs> put the plow back on, honey. It gets me hot. Oh. And then I guess there's the guys who are just like, it's this or nothing. Yeah, there's definitely people I, like I that. The auto they're... blow burnt out last week, and <laughs> Bessie's out there uh, calling. Uh, we're here in the desert, and there's no ladies around, but there are sheep. So, I, I think it's camels <laughs> are goats and goat. Would, oh, Mr. Cultural appropriated appropriation, <laughs> whatever the thing is. Get it right. My they bad. fuck goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I have no words for the shame that I'm feeling. You're bringing shame on other people's families. Have you ever seen the the Apache gunship footage of them catching the Arabic guy <laughs> fucking the goat? They're yeah. up, they're in the air. The the U.S. like whatever Air Force Marines or whatever. I don't know who flies the Apaches, mm. but they're in the fucking looking with the the infrared, looking for bad guys. And they're like, eh, yep, we got a Coach Seventeen, got a Haji fucking a goat. Yep, yep, he's giving it to him good. Well, he looks to be military age. Yes, he has an RPG. All right, in, engage it, engage it. But I, I'm pretty sure they killed the goat fucker in the video. I don't remember. I was laughing so hard at the goat fucker. Oh, that I, I remember we watched that on the show like years ago. It's hilarious. I but you know, found the true it. victim is in that is the poor goat. That goat didn't deserve to die as it's being oh, raped. That's a good point. I, at first, I was like, how do you know the goat wasn't down? So I need to watch this without audio. It's playing, the one I found is playing music. But terrible, I, terrible music. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Wish to get seed. Yeah. <laughs> ready, yeah, I am. set, play. And if the music changes, you know, I would like to hear the guy's conversation. If that changes, then let me know. Yeah, I, I'm just letting it play without audio. We could probably talk over it quite a bit since there is yeah. no audio. And the vid, it seems like this is going to take them a moment to catch up to this. They're still looking for the goat fucker now. They're, they're, just, <laughs> they're, they're scouring the area. Oh, there's this one guy moving around. Go. There he oh, is. And, oh, and, oh and he's giving it to him. Oh, there he is. We're, I'm looking at the wrong guy. No, no. There's a guy already romantically involved with the goat. I got next. <laughs> I oh, like my. Her. Jesus Christ. Like, his friend catches him fucking a goat, and he's like, oh, you have found me. Like, like, 
he is not slowing down a bit now that his friend is there. He's like, ah, oh, Ahmed's giving it to the little Gary again. Oh, man, he's really going at it. He's like hunched over the goat. It, like, like, and the goat's trying to get away. Look at that. The other, oh, guy's, he, helping the other guy's helping him restrain the goat, goat a little. Not, Wait, are they switching up on the goat? Did I just see they switched? Is it a not different yet. guy? Nah, same one's delivering oh, I the, got a little the, off the, the goat fuck. At first, I thought, how do we know it's not a woman on all fours? <sighs> Look, this because is Because not... the silhouette of a goat and yeah. the silhouette of a woman are slightly different. You're right. You're right. Well, at first, the, the goat was like in front of the guy, and you didn't get a good view. This yeah. is clearly a goat. Oh, yeah. It's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goat. It's, you know, I've seen enough of it now that I know it's not a sheep. It's not a donkey. It, it's a goat. It's not a ram. Oh, poor goat. You can tell it was a goat. When it tried to quadrupedally walk away. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Usually women quickly hop on two legs <laughs> as their motive of motivation. Look at this. Now, there are, now two of his friends are there. He is showing no shame. <laughs> now, now, now just to, just to like get into the mindset of this goat fucker, if he has this little shame about his goat fucking, it must be such a common thing there that it's as if his two buddies just walked up and he was playing with a fidget spinner or something like that. It's mm. like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah I know. that's surprising to me how little response the guy gave. Oh, he just passed the goat off, I think. I'm all... Because now the guy left is, is dealing with the goat, holding it down. Oh, the goat made a run for it. Well, this doesn't seem like consensual, consensual bestiality. Definitely not. No. That goat does not want any part of this. All right, so now assailant number two likes a little privacy with his goat fuck. You could tell because he picked the goat up and carried it off behind a wall. Whew. I think that's this that. This is being respectful. Oh, the video's almost over. I yeah, so they don't... They I thought they killed the goat guy, but I guess not. No, they, I guess that's not a... They were like, can I engage? They're like, no, he's just fucking a goat. That's, that's what they do here. All right. Well, let's get that the, the Geneva Convention. If we catch you <laughs> mid-animal fuck, we get to shoot you. And that goes yeah. for our guys, too. If you see one of uh, a U.S. Marine abusing the cloaca of a chicken or something, any kind of animal, you, you, you got you to gotta stop they that. better. Chicken. We all know chickens don't have sex. They wouldn't even know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so confused. You know what? You're right. They might actually like it. It'll be a whole new experience. <laughs> because the people don't get... do not fuck. Taylor, <laughs> lay out the reference for the cow just made. The callback to a year ago. <laughs> it's like a, in arguably the dumbest thing I've ever said. And that's a feat because I've said some really retarded stuff on here. I said like, chickens don't fuck. And then as like the... Was coming out of my mouth. I was like, no. It went right over my head. I didn't <laughs> think anything of it. Together, retard. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately, Kyle's like, hat, hat, hat. we're not moving past this yet. Chickens <laughs> do it. Fact, fucking is. Um, I'm a retard. Yeah. Bad headed idiot. <laughs> Some people say that chickens just spring <laughs> out of the ground, <laughs> which of course is ridiculous. Some people say. There are no female chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what we should do? The wrap-up of the fitness talk. Yes. Oh, good. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, oh, I, I have a chart I can show that, uh, that kind of lays out how it went, I think. I'm going to give you guys the same link. 
so we're on the same page. Um, I think this shows it kind of well. Maybe I can make it bigger. This is the No Rest November Daily Effort Graph. And uh, uh, Kyle, you can see him in the red. He led everything except the last update. Um, I'm the blue guy uh, in second place through pretty much all of it except the last update. And uh, Taylor is orange where he just passes Chiz at the very end. And uh, I'm kind of proud of me. Like, I, I don't know. I've had some a little... Worked your fucking ass. all of us worked our asses off doing yes. this. I can't oh. believe like the totals that you and Kyle put up over the course of like 12, 13, however many days Two it weeks. was. Yeah, is it's bananas, it's insane. Like, it you, you guys cruel. have got to be like some of the top 10 all time on the month. I, I don't just see how we couldn't be. Like, There's like, no like, because, not. I don't, I, I would love to find out. Like, what he showed us some woman who got some of the same amount of Mets, but I'm not sure that's even real because she had so much red, it just seemed insane. She was the outrageous. 18th, yeah. I'm looking at the graph. The 18th is when I hurt my foot the first time, and it just got progressively worse. If you didn't watch PKN, essentially, I spent most of the contest running, and it got rainy one night, and I was doing sort of sprints back and forth and trying to stay out of the rain because I was cold, and so, something happened to my Achilles tendon. I, I don't know the difference between a sprain and a strain. I've sprained my ankle before. I've broken my ankle before. This is... Oh, no, he froze. Maybe he'll come right back. And so I started go using an elliptical then. I couldn't, I couldn't run anymore. And I had to land just so that like, it wouldn't engage my Achilles at all. And then that strained something like on the top of my foot. So by the end of this thing, I was like laying in bed, and it was just hurting continuously. And it's just a sharp pain, too, which mm -hmm. worried me. Not a uh, soreness, like an injury incoming pain. A sharp pain implies stop doing that. Yeah. I, I got up a little while ago. I don't know if you guys heard it, but like when I got up to go get the watches, I don't know. Go back and listen to that moment and see if you hear it. I got two steps to the door, and it hurt. And then my left knee locked up because I was trying to compensate, and it like hyperextended, and I all but collapsed in the floor. I hit the door, and the door flung against the wall. Like I, uh, I, I feel terrible that we couldn't continue doing this thing. But once I was essentially out because like I couldn't. What, make no mistake, Woody was putting up so many MEPs that there's no way I could like keep up with my arms and upper body. It's just an, an impossibility. Like like running, I felt like I could keep up. Jogging, um, the elliptical, it was like shit. This is really hard to get all these MEPs that that Woody's getting on an elliptical. But like once, like I I literally couldn't. I I, I limp when I walk at this point. I've been you know I. I Tell people about how you had to drive all day yesterday. Something as not strenuous as driving. Um, it's about what do you mean? The, the, the cruise control stuff. Oh, yeah. So when I change the pitch on my foot at all, it's very, very painful. So I just put the car on cruise control, and I, I drive with cruise control. For hours. <laughs> for, for hours yesterday in Atlanta traffic. And it was it keeps you, it keeps you focused. It keeps you focused <laughs> when you're doing that. And then I was also saying that like my legal situation is finally coming to an end, and it's like I I, I just I, I hated to spend like my what what could be my last month of like complete freedom like doing this thing as well and in gruesome pain. I wasn't I haven't been able to see my parents in in like uh, since we've started this thing, which is kind of a big deal for me. I know like people think that like I, I hate my mom or something like that, but we've sort of 
gotten like a better gotten along much better over the past year and i was like well shit i won't be able to spend thanksgiving with my parents this year and uh holidays j- traditionally have been a big deal for me but like the last two years i've cooked thanksgiving and it's been a really cool experience for me to cook thanksgiving for my whole family and have them all under one roof again because my dad and mom have have split up so it's it's something i really look forward to and like i've got these photos from last year of me like pulling the turkey out of the fryer and like the skin is all black and we thought I'd pulled a Christmas vacation and like ruined it, but it, it you know, it turned out fine. So like I was, I'm kind of glad that, that I'm going to get to go home, uh, I think tomorrow and, uh, and, and oh, right. get, get all my shopping done and fry up a turkey and get mom and dad under the same roof. It'll be fun. So, uh, Kyle put in so much effort that he got injured. And Chiz was in the same spot. Chiz, he came out of the gate super hard. And about a weekend, he got like double. I don't know exactly what his injury is, but I know he also got sick. Was the romaine lettuce thing a joke, or is that actually a possible cause? Oh, no. It was when I said sky. that in our chat, I was like joking about the oh, romaine okay. thing. But like, he, he probably got it from just a normal meal. But like, to people like giving Chiz shit about do him that. not working as hard, that's, that's really, it's really not fair. Like, he, he is in terrible shape uh physically and cardiovascularly like cardiovascularly i guess that works like he's, he's in like yeah the kind of shape where a little bit of exertion get like him walking a mile is like any of the three of us running it at pretty high intensity as far as the strain on his body like just because his total wasn't as high and i ended up passing him like chiz was busting ass he was doing his best the whole time like it so all of the the chiz didn't try or oh like yeah. it, it's nonsense. He did uh, yeah. try. He busted his ass, and he was not only that. Like like when the injuries like happened to him, it was not a thank God I'm injured. I'm done. He was actively frustrated. Where he's like fuck. Like I feel like I'm making positive improvements in my life, not just for this competition. Like I'm starting to lose some weight. I'm feeling better. Like I wish I could keep going. Like it wasn't at any like Kyle yeah. same boat. At no point is like the injury like oh hell yeah. Check this box off. I'm done. It was like, uh, I wish I could keep Dude, going. I'm super proud of Chiz. I, I think Chiz yeah. did great. Chiz worked himself to injury, right? A, like a repetitive injury. He went so hard that he couldn't go any harder. His body needed a break. Uh, he didn't work smart, right? We're all on the same page there. You know, they, they came out yeah, too hard. Yeah, this was not about none of us worked smart necessarily. Like, like I, don't I was getting stronger. That, like, I, I tell I, you, I would have. I, I don't think. I don't think that, well, but, but but I don't think the amount of exertion that you were putting through is healthy for a human being. You know I, what I mean? I'm telling like, you, like, the next two weeks would have been better than the first two. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that this amount of cardio, like like coming from like not much at all to, to this much, it is like safe for human beings. Like like necessary. I don't think a doctor would be like, oh yeah, that's fine. You just went hell from, no. You went yeah. from an active lifestyle to biking a hundred miles a, a weekend. Yeah, that's normal. That's you're you're good. You're good there. It, it can't be great for us. Um, and and definitely like the way it was affecting my sleep schedule had to be unhealthy because like there I, were a couple things you did that didn't do yourself any favors. Like, like you know, you know we we were giving you a hard time on the first night. Like it, so, the competition started at midnight, and Kyle worked from midnight to something. I don't know, six a.m. Uh, exercising. And uh, Taylor was like, you know, I think sleep's going to be an essential part of this. I think that like getting to bed on time and having full restful sleeps will be essential to doing well the next day. And that burned into my head. I'm like, he's 100% right. You know, like I think back to the me of a long, long yeah. time ago. And, uh, uh, and Kyle, would he went so hard he got hurt. That's what happened. Yeah. The, I think it had more to do with form than effort, to be mm-hmm. honest, though. Like, like I think that, that, that just doing those... 
like sprinting back and forth like I was doing, like like I was running, I'd stop and try to, because I remembered in high school we'd do those. Like we'd had this competition where they put like a line, like two lines on the floor, yeah. and you ran back and forth. Yeah, the shuttle run. Yeah. The yeah, shuttle run. I was it. doing the fucking shuttle run. And like when I turned and pushed off my one time, it just twinged so bad, <laughs> and it never healed, and it still hasn't. And like because we just kept going every day, all day, mm-hmm. like it just wasn't getting a chance to What's heal. What's your upper body? feel like right now because you really blew yourself out hard on the on the rowing machine initially like is that soreness gone where you feel like if you needed to you could well aside from like your foot obviously that's needed for a rowing most of the most of the soreness is gone in my upper body except for like um the backs of my shoulders like whatever Mm -hmm. these are called my lats or whatever yeah Yeah, okay traps um and uh when i got that massage a couple days ago she was like "Ooh, ooh, there's a lot of a lot of tightness here and i'm like yeah yeah, because she's like putting a ton of pressure and like rolling the muscle backwards or something. I can't explain exactly the maneuver she's doing, but it's it, it's real painful. Like like at no point do I cry out in pain usually during the massage. I usually just take it because I don't want her to think, oh, I better go easy on him. I want her to like do her job like to whatever she thinks is the correct level. But it, I, I'm at like a from a one to ten on the pain scale. I'm probably at like a a good solid five when she's doing that to that muscle. So those are still sore. Um, my, like I, like I was thinking my arms and chest heal really fast. It seems like those muscle groups like recover really well. Mm -hmm. So like at first, especially Especially on the, on the elliptical, like I would do like two or three miles at a time on the elliptical and then Mm -hmm. I would do a cool down and then go back and do two or three more. And the first couple days of that had like the, not my pec muscles, but like where my armpit is that part of my like chest muscle, Mm -hmm. it had that part and like the outside of my arms pretty sore but then i would you know get in that goddamn ice bath and that that really did help a lot like the the real pain is in my foot the real and it still is like i went in last night with a scalpel and i i carved all of the uh super glue out of my toe hole can um, you show your toe right now yeah I, I i just kept carving until i cut most of the callus off and oh it's not gonna show well is it no, maybe my face is in the way uh, it just doesn't look like anything does yeah, it? yeah it's, it's hard to see i can't see a, like a black dot in the center oh, oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Look. do it like that you can see the the divot like the actual hole yeah. I, don't know. I i carved the surrounding tissue down quite a bit um you need maggots i i tell you what i've been doing <laughs> instead is i took uh i took uh neos I, neosporin and i filled the hole up with neosporin and then i have these blister bandages that I, w- I was using on like my Ach- the back of my Achilles because those had kind of gotten rubbed up like bloody, and uh, and I just put those blister bandages on there, and I I'm hoping that that's gonna like heal the fucking hole because I can't put any pressure on my big toe right now, which y- you might not think it if you if you've never hurt your big toe, but that's where your balance comes from when you fucking walk. It's so, a very important toe. So uh, I think we agreed to do rid of punishment punishments a little while ago, which I'm totally fine with. And the I feel first like week. as the first yeah, week. like in the first week, we were like, this punishment thing is just causing more frustration than joy. Uh, you know, let's do that. And I'm in first, and I totally support that idea. So I feel like yeah. it's easy for me yeah. to do so there. But Absolutely. there's another thing. Chiz is writing online. There's no belt. I don't know what that horseshit is, but that needs to stay. <laughs> the belt is essential. It has been driving and motivating for me. If I don't get a belt out of my efforts, then that's just morally wrong. 
There needs, I need the belt. <laughs> there needs to be a belt that happens out of this. And the winner got another prize. He got to choose the vacation, right? So we will not be going to Colorado if I choose the vacation. But I do have two good ideas. One, if Puerto Rico's back open for business, we should totally go scuba diving there. It'd been a long time ago, and it was wicked cool. Or two, maybe we'll go up to Rikers and visit Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a hilarious trip. But yeah, Chiz is writing on Reddit that there are no prizes for winning. And I don't know where that idea came from. I know I wasn't in that vote. I, uh, well, I mean, if it, you know, I, I didn't know if there would be or not. You know, it's it's up to you. If you want a belt, get you, get yourself a belt. You know, it, it's um, we, we 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 called it off earlier, whatever. And uh, but but if you want a belt, get a belt. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't make me run up this score till the end of the month. <laughs> I mean, maybe that should be required. <laughs> <laughs> what he has to compete against himself by himself. His average. <laughs> he has to maintain. Take his twelve day average. You know, <laughs> just hold that. Just just hold that. That seems fair. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe I, uh, I I I did a cool thing. There's a belt involved. I've been um. As I'm on the bike, just getting in the flow state, I think about that wall there. And I'm like, do you just hang the belt on the wall or do you buy a display case? I think <laughs> it, I, these are the kind of thoughts I had. To hear no belt, that's ridiculous. I don't think you'd want a display case. You'd want to wear it around everywhere all the time. <laughs> A belt you like should, this. Every, every it should be the, the centerpiece store. of every conversation of everyone who comes into your home. It should be like that crucifix in Patty's pub. It should be. It should demand every conversation. <laughs> when you go to Home Depot, they it should be screaming loud and clear that you defeated the three of you uh, guys, the three of us, yes, in a twelve-day bike riding competition. I mean, that was grueling. You're <laughs> describing my 2019 vlog ideas. <laughs> That's such an undercutting way to say it, Kyle. (laughs) In a 12-day biking competition. 12-day biking competition is two-thirds of a Tour de France. (laughs) Oh, there were days where you, like, put up entire Tour de France's. It was a big deal. In in the morning, yeah. Yeah. A yellow jacket is in order as well. (laughs) A yellow jersey, yeah. Kyle, now you're making sense. Now you're making sure sense. Funnier to me this is a, why we're visiting you for the PKA adventure. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm down to go to Puerto Rico. That'd be fun as soon as I'm allowed to leave the state and or country. <laughs> we may have to. Is there any scuba diving? In? I need to find fun things to do in uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, there's, there, there is fun we stuff do, to do here. Uh, in the woods. We could do East St. Louis camping. Well, that's well, a different state. That might not be okay, but Georgia, there's a I'm not six flags state or whatever. in Georgia. But like in Georgia, just off the top of my head, there is, of course, a coast of Georgia. So there's like various water activities, mm. like whatever you can do in the ocean. We could any all of that go stuff surfing. I don't think there's much surfing in Georgia. There's got to be. Well, I, 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 I don't know. know of I, much, it's but yeah. I, it, like, like I've been to um, um, Myrtles in fucking South Carolina, but I've been to Jekyll Island. Mm-hmm. Skip that. Skip that. You, you don't want to go there. That's the muckiest, murkiest beach I've ever been to. It was nothing but like waist deep water. That was pretty still and like not a lot of waves, and we we spent the weekend getting our feet cut on conch shells. It was it was no fun. Yeah, it doesn't um, sound fun. fun. Other than that, there's obviously the mountains, like where we did that whitewater rafting thing before, and uh, the zip lining, and um, there's a whole bunch of caves and stuff. 
which I, I, I don't know if it sounds lame or not, but I, and I'm not suggesting it for any kind of a trip, but like, I always enjoy going in those fucking like crazy caves that we have up in the mountains. Like, it's not like, don't it's imagine. It's not like spelunking, right? No, it, but it's also not like, like walking into like a movie style cave where there's like a giant whole art arcway like hole and you're like, oh yeah, this is a cave. It's like you go down in this elevator to the blackest black you've ever seen. And then a tour guide takes you around and like occasionally they turn lights on and it's, it's usually a shock when the light turns on, you see that you're in a gargantuan cavern with stalactites and whatever. That would be cool. If I did something ocean related, I wouldn't want to do scuba. Something I've always wanted to do would be like legit deep sea fishing, like going for sharks or something huge. Like, I, I don't even know what the, the big, targets went, are um Eric, yeah um, well i'll be choosing Iraq- the vacation it'll be no seasick activities on this one but i have done it for marlin before which i think is what wait you it, it, want. but if it's a if it's a bigger boat like a bigger fishing boat that won't make you sick right or wait is it bigger or smaller boats that make people sicker? uh smaller would be sicker but it's i don't like it man i've done it a couple of times uh makes me seasick and it's boring yeah did you they, um, see anything huge oh yeah yeah like, i even um so when when I went, the the, per, the people working on the boat who knew what they mm-hmm. were doing would hook the marlin and then hand the rod over you to reel it in. Oh, uh, that's it's I the treatment I that. needed. Look, I'm not a fisherman, right? I, I, that's that's what we do to kids, though, right? Like like in the catfish perfect. pond. Like yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. We'll edit that part out. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody yeah. hooked another one. <laughs> well, look, I mean, on my boat, the people were drunk. People were not fishermen. People, yeah, they were tourists. So they would they would hook them. You might not want that, and they would let you not do that too. But um, but yeah, so we've got all these trolling lines out. The boat's driving around where the marlin are, presumably. Every so often, there'd be a hit. The pro would hook him, hand it to you, and then you'd reel it in. And uh, you know, you like kind of pull, 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 because you can't reel and pull at the same time. It's too difficult. And then as you're giving them, you zzz, pull, zzz, and you just do that repeatedly. And uh, the marlin like jumped out of the water and you could see it was an average size marlin, but that's a really big fish at yeah, five feet, huge. you know, like it was big, heavy, multi hundred pound fish. I think I don't really know my fish. And, uh, and I got him up to like the back of the boat, you know, in the wake, probably like 30 feet away. And, uh, I fucked up something at the end and he came off the line. So, but I also caught some mahi mahi also called dolphin. We ate those. That oh. seems like it would be fun. Like I, I, I get you know, being seasick probably ruins entire days like that. Something else that would be fun, skiing or snowboarding. Like, I like skiing more, but that's something I haven't done in a while. But I've never gone skiing and not had a fucking blast. I also like skiing, but as vacation lord emperor, uh, Kyle doesn't like it. So. No, no, no. I would be down. I'll find myself a nice inner tube to sit in and, and, and slide down so that my ankles don't hurt so bad I cry. And, uh, and I would have... I would honestly love to go. Like I see, I've seen people sit on those inner tubes and ride down the big mountains. Mm-hmm. That looks like fun to me, but I've never had an experience. I would I love to tie you in an inner tube to the back of me as I'm going down the mountain <laughs> in skis and pulling you like a like a jet ski. Why are that you so sure you're spot? even faster? Why, why wouldn't the tube catch up to you and take your feet out? No, it, it, there's no way a tube's going to be Every faster. now and then, I just yank the rope. <laughs> he has a rope. He could be faster. No, we'll see. Like I, I'm going into this knowing it's going to eventually end up bad for me because <laughs> the only possible winning scenario for me is I get all the way down the mountain and 
coax Kyle into a slower stop. What's going to end up happening is I'll have to stop at the beginning of one run, but mm-hmm. there's still a run below it, and Kyle's going to zoot past <laughs> me and, and pull me down. <laughs> That'd be pretty uh, funny. Yeah. It'd be like I a jazz Snowmobiling would be fun, too, yeah. And if we somehow Oops. wind up in the same <laughs> skiing facility, I feel like we should throw on some hockey gear and goof off. For sure. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, see, seeing Kyle and Chiz... Wearing hockey gear. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to suit up too. <laughs> I we didn't all think need of to that. suit up. Yeah. I can barely skate, and I mean barely. That's why when I say barely. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, I would happily do that. Everybody acts like, oh, I wouldn't want to get puck shot. I mean, how bad could they fucking hurt? It's gonna make a little, leave a little bruise. I'm a grown up. I would totally play goalie. Would you say I've I've played goalie, but I don't know. It it I, I, if you face the puck, it never hurts. True, false. If uh. I mean, there's always areas where it's going to hurt no matter what, uh, just because of, like, gaps in your... Like your belly? Yeah, like, uh, underarms, that can hurt really bad. This little, you know, crevice here, underarm, Mm -hmm. that's bad. If it hits uh, on your neck area, that could could fucking kill you. Um, So you don't want that. (laughs) But you do want to be squared to the puck. You're right. Like, the way you get hurt as a goalie is, like, being turned to the side, and some guy takes a shot, and it... You know, hits you in the neck or it breaks your ankle or something like that. But none of us are going to be shooting hard enough for that to happen, so it won't matter. Hey. You sent me that clip the other day, Taylor, of someone shooting the puck and it hit a guy in the shin, and the <laughs> guy was in so much pain that he sort of somersaulted. But as he did, he hit the guy who had hit him with the puck with his stick in the neck, and they both tumble to the pummel to the ground in excruciating pain and lie there next to each other. Let's watch this clip. This is great. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it can't be overst- overstated how much it fucking hurts to get caught in the, the ankle with a puck. Especially shot by a professional NHL player. Yeah, so, I'm at zero, and he's in this, like, wind-up, about to hit this thing as hard as I can position. I'm sorry, I mind it, it just, it's playing. I can pause it, I can't rewind it, so it's nah, just it's looping. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't process it on the first time around. You see the first time going through that Scandella, the guy that gets hit in the foot tries to stand up at the end and he immediately just collapses again as his feet aren't working. <laughs> God damn. Which one would you rather be? Oh, I would definitely rather be Malkin, the guy who gets hit in the back of the head with a stick. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to be black guy. Yeah, I do not want to take... Because that's... Like, he's... That guy, you can't tell from this, but Malkin is like 6'4". He's a big, strong Russian, and he he's not holding anything back from that slap shot. No. <laughs> no. Like, How was your he, slap he, shot, Taylor? Oh, not good at all. Like, yeah. I, I never worked on my slap shot that much. Like, I, I have a pretty good snap shot, and my wrist shot's solid, but because I switched to goalie so early, like, I never, never practiced slap shot much. I can shoot ambidextrously, though as a consequence of going goalie. Because you have to, like, mm. as a right-handed yeah. goalie, you have to shoot left-handed. So I can shoot both. I'm still better right, but I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty good with my left, too. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely better shooting from, with my right uh, out there on the ice. <laughs> out there on the ice. Um, my, uh, my hockey team, the, the Georgia good old boys, we, we didn't have a lot of competition. You know, it was just us, but we, <laughs> we'd, scrim- we'd scrimmage against one another, you know, um, when we could. Uh, you know, play a couple couple scrims a week, yeah. something like that. South will ice again. Yeah. B league. <laughs> it, it was it was B league. That's what we call ourselves. Um, you know, it was just us in the league. But I got a lot of ice time. You know, uh, <laughs> three four hours a game. 
that's like three, that. four hours a game. So you were yeah. playing back to back to back games. Like, no, 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 that's not, no. In the south, we play longer games. See, we're not like you. <laughs> you guys up north, you've got. See, it's see, like we cricket. Finally, it goes all we weekend. Play five thirty-minute periods. <laughs> you've got ice. Uh, ice is a, a commodity that doesn't mean much to you guys. But when we finally have some ice to skate on, we take advantage of it. We play a six-hour game. All right, <laughs> and it, it, it's a little different. There's two goalies. It, it, it's 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 a lot of fun. The Flyers no do a charity thing no, where they no play pads. a 24 hour game every year. It's funny. The Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, every year that I guess the Flyers' wives have an event that they're very proud of. It raises money for a charity. I forget which. And uh, there's like a festival, not a, uh, I don't know, at the rink, some sort of like meet and greet with the players and these little things you, can, you know, regular people can shoot the puck. And, but they also do a 24 hour game. And uh, it'll be some guy who like, I don't know. He's had 19 games with the Flyers and 80 games. I'm, I'm exaggerating with the Phantoms, their their minor league team. And he's like, yeah, he was kind of on fire. He didn't hold back. He got 187 goals that day. And uh, yeah, they'll literally get like hundreds of goals in a 24 hour game against people who aren't also pros. And it's Seems exhausting. Even what do you, how hard is that challenge that I often see? So like in basketball, they have like a half court shot for mm-hmm. a million bucks and shit like that. How hard is that challenge where you have to, I, I think they do it from, from like half ice or whatever ice, the fuck, yeah. center ice, like where they try to get the puck in that little, uh, you know, hole. I, I, I want to say I heard a news story where like they, they did that the other day and like all the competitors hit it. Like everybody won wow. or something. That's, really? and you, I was going to say it's compared for a hockey player. It's comparable it. in difficulty to a half court shot, right? Like, so if you gave me seven or eight shots, I think I'd get one in that little hole. Um, in yeah, basketball, four. I wow. Okay, so in basketball, I think if you gave a basketball player, how many tries would it take you to hit a half court shot? Like, if someone out there regularly plays basketball, seven or eight, you'd probably get one in, right? Mm, yeah. I don't. Think so. An well, NBA player, maybe. I, 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 an average person, like like or or a, a basket, I don't know, like a high school basketball star. Yeah. Shit. I mean, the, the reason 20, this is a thirty. Oh, I the thought it was this right lower. here with the the hockey thing is a story, is because that that never happens. Yeah, like it's it's hard. Like if you but invited there's more ten NHLers up there, like they probably wouldn't get it. The thing about the hockey half court shot is a lot of people doing it have never done anything like that before. You know, it, it, to them it's just a broom. They don't even have their hands on the stick in the right way. They don't know if they're right handed or left handed like when they're here. taking that <laughs> shot, right? Like, like if I gave someone who never played basketball the goal of throwing a half court shot, then. You know, they've been thrown a baseball. They've done an inbound pass in soccer. You know, like they've done ball things before. Yeah. But in hockey, sometimes they come in just so unskilled that they don't even get the puck down to the net. And you want to watch this video of clear. four fans hitting it in a row? Yeah. yeah at sure. the same game. Is there music? Uh, let me. Instantly, there's music. Yes, there's fucking music. That's yes, okay. There we'll is. Just, we'll just, I want to see it, though. <laughs> I, I, I was playing it muted, and, I, and like when you asked, I turned it on, and it's like, bump, ba dump, ba dump, bump, bump. <laughs> I can't believe now, this grandma's about to make on the, it. But... On this like freeze frame, she couldn't be holding the stick more incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she doesn't know what's going on. All right, ready, ready, set, play. Oh, shit, be in the music. I can't believe she made that. <laughs> no, it does help they have three holes. I didn't... Look at these people! They're terrible. She was not <laughs> aiming for the side pocket. There's no, no way. Now, that guy's... At least he's held a stick before. 
right down the middle. Looks like he at least aimed. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She was not aiming. No, no. <laughs> I, I, two out of the four hit the wrong pocket. <laughs> I guess they got grandma back and she did it again. <laughs> Are these just different angles, maybe? No! no! That lady hit the side before. They, they had a, like a shoot-off between, between them, I guess. I, I don't know. How are they making these? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Taylor, the Blues seem to be having a little trouble. Maybe Granny. Right? Screw the Blues. Step one, signing a geriatric woman. (laughs) Step two. (laughs) She'll be our new bruiser. Blues, I hope you're listening. Taylor's got a plan, and you have a head coaching spot available. Oh, that would be hilarious to like be the head coach just to suddenly like be the guy who didn't know what to do. Or I'd be like, all right. Well, I've been talking a lot of shit about what the guy should have been doing. <laughs> but now that I'm here in the moment, do you guys have ideas? I'd just be like, all right, so what drills do you normally run in practice? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Copy the Mighty Ducks. Just just completely copy the mighty, <laughs> that whole scene in the beginning where, where, where Emilio's teaching the Mighty Ducks to like play hockey. And he's doing all that silly stuff with eggs and shit. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I just bring up no pucks today, boys. A lot of eggs, a lot of milk saucers. Get them out. Let's go. <laughs> tomorrow's practice, meet me on that frozen lake. I'll meet you there in a limousine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll drive out onto the ice because that's how little I respect you bunch of losers. I'll drive onto the ice and threaten your life because you're not a bunch of hockey players. You're a bunch of St. Louis lose is what I say. Then they just then, dog stomp you there in the, in the locker room. They give you a little on. bit of – give you Moscow's best – I was bullied by my own team. <laughs> Taylor was coach of the St. Louis Blues for 43 minutes before a mutiny occurred, where Vladimir Tarasenko broke his orbital bone, stating, you do not understand what you ask us to do. Like, <laughs> accent. <coughs> hey, so I'm so impressed by the accents because, one, there's the accent itself, which is kind of tricky. But whenever I find myself needing to do an accent... I don't quite know what the person would say. <laughs> you know, like he'll switch up the words like Yoda or something if it needs to be done in Russian. And uh, yeah, I, at one time I was like, I don't know how to say it. And I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, those are the two most important things while doing an impression. <laughs> yeah, what do I need to do when I'm doing an impression? Well, make myself sound like him and then have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the only two areas where I mess up. Outside of that, it's all cool, which I guess is just all enthusiasm. Oh, I wanted to talk about that that Coen Brothers movie. Taylor, okay. did you ever did you ever watch it, the Buster Scruggs movie? Is oh, that the I, na- is that the title of it, Buster Scruggs? Yeah, the Ballad I'll, of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, I watched probably three quarters of it, and it could be that like I was biking at the time, and so it wasn't getting full one hundred percent attention. But I was watching it closely enough that I was like, this just I, I'm not getting sucked in by this one bit. Like, I, I there were, and I'm you know. I'm not the one when we complain about movies where I'm like, oh, this is going too slow. You know, I didn't think it was developing fast enough. I'm usually okay with more slow burn movies, but like there were entire vignettes during that film because basically what it is, it's like an anthology movie where it'll have like, uh, you know, a vignette that's 20 minutes with some characters and then totally different characters for 20 more minutes and then like 30 minutes of something totally different. And there were entire storylines in there that I was sitting there biking like, holy shit, this is fucking boring. Yeah, this is not fun. Like some of the stories were really good, then they were interesting. Or uh, there was only one that I really the, thought was very good. The gold miner I liked a lot. 
I like that's what I was thinking. I like the gold miner one a lot, but then the one with the the play armless rate, legless the, guy, the armless legless one that was that was beyond boring. Like yes. they burned out all the content that that had to offer in the first two minutes, and, and they completely and wasted really Liam Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they wasted Mr. Nielsen. Uh, but yeah, I, I was not impressed by that movie. I stopped about three quarters, four fifths of the way in. Like it's a two hour plus movie, and I think I watched a hundred minutes of it. And it, when I turned it off, I, there was zero percentage of me that was like, I wonder what happens. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I, I, I have been like, I talked to my dad about this movie weeks ago and like, I didn't know it was this anthology thing with all these vignettes. I thought it was the ballad of Buster Scruggs. I thought it was about Buster Scruggs. Who's like this badass, weird, eccentric song singing gunslinger. Who's played by a really familiar character from *A Brother Where Art Thou*? It, it, and I thought it was going to be a, a shoot 'em up comedy western, and I was into that. And, and like, and I knew my dad would be into that. Well, I, I watched it all in one sitting somehow. And I like you, I, I, I didn't like it that much. I love all the Coen Brothers movies. Didn't suck I, I, me. Didn't Almost suck me in. And my dad, my dad texted me yesterday at like 5 p.m. He's like, still watching this Buster Scruggs thing. I. I watch one piece of it every night. That's about all I can. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can put up with. He, he, he's. I was like, it's rough, right? It's sad. He's like, yeah. Almost every one of these stories ends terribly for like the the characters in them. And if you think about it, Taylor, only the gold miner had a good ending. The rest of the endings are sad. What's like, a, like, yeah, and, and this is the yet. part where like you like skip see. forward two minutes if you don't want any spoilers from this movie because I'm going to spoil a few things. The first story, Buster Scruggs is the this badass. I like the first story. I thought it was going to be a neat movie. Buster dies suddenly, and he's like, "Well, yes, I wasn't quick enough." And he literally flies to heaven singing a song, and it's like cut now to a new story. And it's what's that? What's that guy's name? The 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 the, the young guy who's in who's who's James Franco. James Franco. Now it's James Franco's story. He's a bank robber, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this would be fucking cool." They hang him and he's dead. You're like, oh, I expected him to like continuously escape the noose. This no, is no, the no, part where they shoot the, the noose with version. the bullet, right? Like, I th- what I thought it was initially, I was like, oh, th- okay. So we saw the first part, which is the end of Buster Scruggs' life. Now we're seeing the beginning of Buster yes. Scruggs, where apparently James Franco grows into this other adult, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Okay, so now <laughs> we're going to see this. And then, uh, then. The guy who played the banker is one of my favorite actors. I don't yeah, even yeah. know his name, but he's the guy who he does a ton of voice acting stuff. He does a bunch of bit parts, and he does uh, Bill Dotrieve's voice on King of the Hill. You know, right. it, it's really, really funny. And he's he's the most underrated actor ever, and he plays so, so good. And I was excited to see him in that movie. And that, But every time I get sucked in by a character, it was like, oh, okay, well, this story's done, and I guess we're not picking up. Like, I guess that's just it now. Yeah. Like, once I realized it was not a ballad of Buster Scruggs, it was a amalgamation of sad stories with one good one. Like, I was like, this 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 sucks. The final story is literally some I didn't characters. Get to the final story. You you want me to spoil it? No, spoil. I'm not going to go back and watch that. The piece final story. It, it's five characters in a stagecoach on a on a ride, and they each take turns pontificating, t- talking endlessly about what's interesting to them, and in. And none of it's very interesting, but they're just talking about it. Then you start slowly coming to the realization, this is not a regular stagecoach. Is all it the of, life? Yes. They're all fucking dead. And the two bounty hunters sitting across aren't bounty hunters. They're reapers. They're taking these people to, to, 
and, and the people start realizing that that's the case, but nobody wants to say it out loud. And then they get to their destination, this like dark town with like this mansion that, that they're going into, and, and nobody wants to step off the stagecoach. Nobody wants to open the door. And then they all just walk in and close the door, and that's the end of the movie. It yeah, was... They, uh, that's anticlimactic, it, it went, almost. Like, yeah. It's, well, it's well it wasn't lit. like that. Well, that story even wasn't meant to be like the climax of the movie because each story is completely on its own and a separate story from, from the others. Ever, so I find people who are on YouTube or on podcasts or something, they, they kind of have a beginning, middle, and end. They're better than average storytellers, right? But when I find myself at a Thanksgiving, I'm just Ugh. like, what are we doing here? You don't, you don't have any understanding of your listener. Like, where is this... Oh. This is kind of work. That movie seems like kind of work. Like it, <laughs> if I just tell a story and then be like, yeah, and then at the end of the journey, we that's the end. I just don't tell yeah. you. It's the, like uh, listening to a story with no punchline. There needs to be yeah, a the, payoff. There needs to be an end. With the mm-hmm. prospector, there was. It's basically this old that prospector, and he's looking for gold, and he has this, he, he's sort of, it's just him. And he's sort of speaking to himself as he digs for gold by this river. And he's got this process of, like, he goes downriver. He, he digs until he finds a little gold, like specks. And then he digs to the left until he finds none. And then to the right until he finds none. Now he knows the sweet spot. And then he starts going toward the mountain in the middle of that sweet spot, looking for the source of this gold that's been running off with rainwater okay. toward that creek. And, to, and, and he's just talking to himself. And he's like, seems like a nice guy. Like, he climbs a tree to get some eggs. And he notices the mama bird's looking at him, and he starts putting the eggs back. And then he goes, "How high can birds count anyway?" And he just takes <laughs> one. He just takes one of the eggs, and uh, and well, you he know, was he was taking he was leaving those eggs for the owl to eat. Those were like the owl's he saw, eggs. I didn't think those were the owl's eggs. Those were, that was way too small of a nest for an owl. I thought that he like saw a fellow. <laughs> I love this saw, owl expertise. <laughs> <rolled> into this. <laughs> you don't understand. No! These are my people. <laughs> you're wrong about this. You're wrong about it. Why would he leave all the eggs for the... No. No, you're just wrong about this. Those are the owl's eggs. It does eggs. seem weird that he prioritized the owl's hunger over his own. Like the owl's yeah, children yeah, yeah. I can kind of get on board with. But... Yeah, those were owl babies. So, so like... And then finally, he hits it, right? He hits it big, as you would imagine. He's, he's got his gold... Then a stranger comes up behind him, shoots him in the back in the hole that he's been working for this entire segment toward. Like all we've seen this man do is work hard, and I mean hard for this goal. And he's an old guy, sixty-five or something, big beard. It's effort. You can hear him grunt and like just really try hard to get the gold every second that he digs. Young fella comes up, shoots him in the back. He's laying there fucking dead. Young guy's up there, rolls himself a cigarette slowly, and you just watch this young guy like slowly smoking his self-rolled cigarette or whatever, and finally the young guy hops in the hole to, like, get his gold. Old guy comes back to life. He wasn't dead. He was just injured. And, and, and gets the best of the young fella, kills him. He's like, you gonna steal my gold? You gonna steal my gold? Ha! You didn't, you didn't hit anything important. Went straight through. Ha! Ah! And then at the end, you see him like loading all of his fucking gold up and like driving away and like rolling the the bad guy in the hole. He goes, "That's your share," and he just rides away in his horse. And he's like, "Yeah, that's a feel good one. Work hard and get your payoff, and you know, kill the bad guy and like get your gold." And he and falls go off, off the horse peak from blood loss. I expected that. <laughs> but the most but important thing about that story is I just looked it up, and that nest is way too small to be an owl nest. <laughs> 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 I 
Take Who that knows Kyle. Owls better than me? Who knows Owls better than me? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, Do you have it a didn't picture of the me. owl's nest? Oh, I just looked up size of an owl nest, and oh. like you can see, they're they're pretty sizable. I'm pretty sorry. I, I feel like that. If anything, the Coen brothers just got the the owl. Yeah, nest don't you size think from... the prop department made a mistake, and and that he's not feeding the owls eggs? I love that. That's Taylor's takeaway. I, I am in this. I have made my decision. Did you Google did, did you about what was going on with those eggs? Did you think to search maybe do owls eat other birds' eggs? Oh yeah, they do. They eat other birds. That's not the question. Uh, they definitely eat other birds' eggs. Do owls eat other birds' eggs? They do. Yes, they do. I still say it's not what's happening there. Skunks. Jesus. Yeah, or I not, guess the great horned owl. That'll eat a skunk. That's not a fun meal. It was, in fact, a great horned owl depicted in the film. So there you go. It was. The great horned owl is the most serious predator threat to eat eggs. According to allaboutbirds.org. No way he was concerned about that. Yeah, that Kyle. Kyle. There's <laughs> no way he was feeding an owl. He looked at the bird. The bird How many eggs did him. he feed the owl, by the way? In, like four? He, he, he left. All, there were like four eggs total, and, and he had all four pocketed. And he looks up and sees the owl, and you can tell he feels guilty because the owl's like, whoa, bro, what's up? And he's like, all right. He puts all, He starts putting them back, and then with the last one, he's like, oh, I can birds count anyway. And he pockets the last I was, I was only to... asking because it seems like in Taylor's world, he left three eggs for a six pound bird and took one for his 200 pound self. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm not backing off of it. <laughs> I was literally sitting there on my bike and I, was, and I was climb up the tree and start to grab those eggs. And I was like, oh, he's going to take the owl's eggs. And then I, and I was like, or at the, the nest, I was like, no, he's, he's he's saving those eggs for the owl. That's that's way too small to be an owl nest. <laughs> that's, that's my thought process. So uh, I like that. Note to self: If Taylor's doing cardio, he's at half his normal intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> where where do, where do bird eggs come from anyway? Yeah, because they certainly don't fuck. New punishment: <laughs> Taylor has to take the SATs on his exercise bike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, big letdown. And uh, it looked like I went. If you had, if you had asked me before I watched the movie, spoilers over. If you'd asked me before the movie started, like what what I thought I was going to rate the movie a- after I did watch it, I I would have said like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten because I have that much like respect for the Coen brothers and and everything else they've done. And I saw the cast of this movie, and it's very impressive. I would, for my enjoyment, not as a piece of art because that it really is. It's beautiful can to I, look at, even. Yeah, legitimate rage. Would you put a timestamp for end of spoilers in the? Yeah, timestamps? yeah, that, that, that's kind of why I said that. But but yeah, thanks for reiterating for you know saying it. Um, but like having watched it, my enjoyment was at like a five or a four and a half or something like that. By contrast, the like yesterday, last night, I watched The Meg, which is the movie where Jason Statham fights a megalodon shark in the <laughs> open water. Right? It's basically Jaws on steroids. I liked it better. It was more fun and enjoyable to me. Not a better made movie, certainly, or anything like that. But it was a good movie. It was fine. It, it, it wasn't. It, it was this weird mix of like, it was like Sharknado, but good. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, like they made like a, a giant monster movie, but they tried. And it, it came out pretty fucking well. And seeing that enormous shark eat people is fun. I've like, been turning around on fun shows. I feel like I've been watching a little more like serious, artsy, epic type stuff. You know, trying to look for the next Lord of the Rings. And then Reddit went wild about uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I watched it. And it was like, you know what? This is good too. Like it doesn't have to expand me or grow me emotionally. I can just enjoy shows. And I'm now watching Designated Survivor. Are you familiar with this? Yes, with Kiefer Sutherland. The premise, for those of you that aren't familiar, is when they do the State of the Union, you've got the president there, you've got uh, the Congress, the Senate, everyone in the same spot, which makes America very vulnerable. So they take a guy who's going to rebuild government if things go wrong. If like a nuke or something hits the Capitol building, then there'll be a designated survivor in some undisclosed place who lives on. Who becomes president. Yes, I'm, yeah, to make it clear, he becomes president. So, uh, and he's like 12th in line of succession because everyone else is in the uh, State of the Union address watching that. And it happens. In the inside of like, I don't know, a couple minutes of the first episode, everyone in the United States government gets killed. The Supreme Court, the President, the Senate, the House. And uh, then it becomes his job to figure out who did it, to rebuild the government, to lead things, to present them, you know, let them know we're not ready to be pushed over by other militaries. And I'm only halfway through the first season, but I'm kind of enjoying it. And every so often, I'm like, that smoke looks really fake. This is not Lord of the Rings. They, like, an intern did that in less than 10 minutes. But it doesn't have to be Lord of the Rings to be good, and I'm liking it. Did you ever watch, um, oh, it's, it's that anthology series on FX that's scary. Um... Oh, uh, shit. American Horror Story? American Horror Story? American Horror Story. Yeah. Did you ever watch any of that, Woody? Yeah, I watched a couple seasons of it. There was a bad okay. season or two and it lost me. Sure, exactly. Season Same two thing. is the only one I thought was good, where it had the Insane Asylum one, where like uh, that tall, thin, gray-haired doctor is in it. it Walter Cromwell. Walter Cromwell. Good. Wow. Yeah. Kyle has a knack for that. Yeah. Did you see that season? Or no. did you just know he was I in did. it? Okay. No, you I didn't, didn't see, see it, and you still knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not too many that fit that, that, that are like known actors. The guy from Babe, and the guy from... Kyle, um, in my world, very few of the actors are known. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sick. I usually am like, ah, oh, that's a thin white guy from this movie? You're not like, uh, oh, that's Mr. Cromwell. He's actually a knight. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, he, 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 he might be a knight like Walter Cromwell if you're born a Walter Cromwell there's someone standing near your mom's vag just ready to knight you to yeah. come out he's, uh, I want to say he's Irish thanks um, for joining us sir <laughs> <laughs> he was very good as like police commissioner Dudley in um, um, the uh, that crime drama that, uh, that, that was really big um, uh, LA Confidential uh, uh, We've all seen L.A. Confidential, right? Because it's a masterpiece. I've never seen it. No. no. L.A. Com- let me. I'm let glad. Me just... Thank you, Taylor, for not making me alone. He's LA about Confid- to go in on me. I, 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 <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could do it off the top of my head, but first, LA Mandy, now L.A. Confidential, Woody. What the hell no, is wrong with you? No, like, like this, this is a very different. You would like this. All right, so he, get this. This is the cast of L.A. Confidential: Guy Pierce, Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito. Um, 
It's James Cromwell. See, I got the guy's name wrong. It's it's not Walter Cromwell. It's James Cromwell. Uh, That's what I'm gonna David go Statham. Um, and then I'm trying to say a lot. A lot of these guys I know, but like you wouldn't know their names. Yeah, yeah that that's about it. Even two it's, of those it, I missed. It's Three. a super cast, and it's really good. Essentially, it's like old Hollywood crime drama with uh, the mob, with mob stuff and police stuff. And uh, Guy Pierce plays this very straight laced by the book police officer, and um, uh, Kurt Russell, or excuse me, Russell Crowe. Uh, plays the dirty cop who will like do whatever it takes like he'll beat confessions out of people mm-hmm. or whatever and Cromwell plays like the police commissioner like like the the captain or something like that who's in charge of everything Kim Basinger plays a prostitute who uh, looks like a movie star and um, and she's sort of interwoven with all of these characters Danny DeVito pl- writes this like almost a smut magazine but not pornography more like Hollywood dirt mm-hmm. and so he'll like partner up with um, with um, having to look to because i forgot the kevin space poor kevin spacey always space on his name since since he's been defi- just run out of the business poor kevin spacey but he'll, he'll partner with he'll partner with kevin spacey and he'll be like he'll be like look this guy this guy in there he's a he's a big actor he's a dope thing though he's in there with a whore you go you bust him i'll take the pics and he's like all right good deal so like kevin spacey goes in and he'll like bust like the hollywood like actor Danny DeVito takes the photos and gets gets him some publicity, and he slips Danny DeVito some money. So both of their profiles keep rising up, and uh, it it's good. It's very violent. There are shootouts. How there old is are. It? I'm gonna say maybe like 2000, something like that. It it because it's years old. It's pretty old. But the fact that it's like a, a period piece means that it, it it'll it, it ages perfectly forever. Okay, like, okay. like it'll be good 200 years from now because there's no special effects it's all practical in camera stuff but there's gunfights there are beatings there's like people getting set up there's sh- uh, there's um the the interrogation scenes are masterful they, they, that that's that's literally like cromwell's like quote like guy pierce goes in and he's playing these two suspects against one another like questioning them he'll question one and then wait till the guy's like pissed off at his friend and then he'll like flip a switch so the guy in the other interview room can hear his buddy like ratting him out and then he'll flip it back off, and then he'll go to the other guy and be like, "He's ratting you out in there, Daryl, telling us everything there there is to know about you." And like when he comes out, Cromwell's like, "That was masterful, Edmund, masterful." But meanwhile, like um, Russell Crowe's character has this real issue with women beaters. As a child, he watched his father or stepfather, one or the other, like beat his mother to death while he was chained to a radiator. So that doesn't that shit doesn't fly with him, and so. He's out. He's outside, and he's hearing these guys basically admit to a crime, even though it's not the crime that everybody thinks they've done. In reality, they've kidnapped and raped a woman. And he's outside listening to the interrogation, and it's a by the books interrogation. It's misleading. There's lies, but there's no violence. And he's outside with his hands like this on the back of a chair, standing behind it, and the chair's just creaking a little because he's squeezing it so hard. And he's squeezing and he's squeezing as these guys are talking about, I don't think we killed her. I just wanted to lose my cherry. And then the chair explodes in his fucking hands and he just rushes into the interrogation room and like, like takes the, all the bullets, but one out of a revolver and stuffs it in the guy's mouth. Where's the girl? Click. What? Where's the girl? Click. And there's like a dozen cops watching this as he like makes it, plays Russian roulette with this guy to the guy's pissing his pants and giving him the location. And he doesn't waste any time. He's out the door to go rescue the girl. It's, it's a great movie. It's long. It's maybe two and a half hours long. Movie, okay. 
Oh. It looks good. It's got fantastic re- uh, reviews. I want to see it now. Kyle's got me curious. Probably on Netflix. I got a question. Yeah, you're you, good Kyle. at describing movies to, to yeah. make me want to see them. He does. Uh, why did you say The Sopranos aged poorly? Do you the, still uh, the, the fight choreography um, and, uh, and uh, the gunplay. Um, in particular, um, those like the, the special effects and some of the special effects that are th- there aren't many, but but when they do happen, you notice them. Um, what like like the fight really choreography because on the gunplay, I'm I'm especially annoyed. I, I am I have I was thinking about this. I think it was even before the show started. If I see a guy in a movie swimming, this came up because of what was it Meg or something? Um, yeah. I instantly evaluate that guy's stroke and can tell you whether he's a swimmer or not. Sometimes they have people playing lifeguards or rescue swimmers who can't swim for shit, and it ta- it ruins it for me. I'm like, I bet Kyle does that with guns. If he sees yeah. a guy reloading that's supposed to be a badass Navy SEAL, but he reloads like me, then it must ruin it. Yeah, and it's, not, it's nothing about how they perform with the weapons or how they operate the weapons, because they're gangsters, right? They're not supposed to be trained. It's mm. more about how the weapons fire, like how the weapons sound and look when fired, mm. um, that, that it looks fake, and it sounds fake. Like the gunshots don't sound right. Um, the guns never have recoil. Um, that sort of thing. Like, there's a scene where Tony and uh, and Pussy are executing the Bevilacqua kid in that uh, in that log house out in the park, and they're just emptying their nine millimeters into this guy's chest, and the pistols aren't recoiling, even though they're pretty much rapid firing them as fast mm-hmm. as they go. They're sco- they're- oh, Kyle froze. But what frustrates me about the Sopranos? They'll hold a gun, and when they shoot, they poke it at him. They're like, bang, bang, bang. And that's not how you aim, so it's pretty awful. <sighs> Taylor, did you have a funny topic? I don't know if Kyle's, you know, what to expect from Kyle. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he might just He's in a very like preacher kind of picture mode oh, right now. I see. I'm I've sure. got a gun in his hand. Oh, there he is. Kyle's back. There he's back. Yeah. Sorry about that. I I, I have no idea, but my internet yeah, like, twice a day I, does this. I made a list of overrated and underrated things. And seeing if you guys can talk me out of any of them. Um, so something that is yeah. some stuff very, and you might just agree because I'm very smart. Uh, <laughs> not when you're running. <laughs> not when I'm running. <laughs> and not when it comes to uh, to avian fucking. <laughs> but uh, Nutella is one of the most overrated things on the planet. Not only is it not delicious, it's not even good. Oh. Um, the thing about Nutella is it's quite good, but it's not good for the amount of calories that are in it. So, so, and I'd I rather think that have that's peanut important. butter. So it's 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 pretty much the same calories and stuff as peanut butter, which is quite good. It is more of a chocolatey kind of thing, but I'm not sure if you compare Nutella to actual chocolate frosting, if there's a huge calorie difference. It's so packed with fat and calories. Here's it also my has a lot thing. of palm oil in it, which I saw a tweet that says that's very bad. It is. I think Nutella is actually quite good. The thing is, it's measured on the wrong scale. They say Nutella is pretty good compared to peanut butter. Now, on a healthy scale of 1 to 10, peanut butter is like a 3 or a 4. Not that healthy. But people think Nutella is also a 3 or a 4, and it's not. You're just putting candy on bread. It's a 1 of of health. It's a 1, and that's the thing. You should be measuring it against really sinfully great things, not regular meal things like peanut butter. I, I I was correct. Nutella has more calories per serving than chocolate frosting. Damn. Yep, totally overrated. Yep, yeah, yeah. So it, it's good. Just don't go thinking it's regular food. 
Eat frosting. Overrated. What is Westworld? Westworld is overrated. It is. I feel like it's the show now that I'm supposed to like a lot, but it's just not as good as I feel like everybody else thinks. Like it's like by the end of season one, I wasn't that interested anymore. I've seen both seasons. Um, I like it. However, it is overrated. Mm. All right, they try and put the same conversation with Game of Thrones. Can't do that. It's not as good. Mm. It's an incredible idea, though. It's a very inventive, creative idea. I feel like season one maybe should like season one. You immediately have the part break. Right, it's basically Jurassic Park, but with robots. They're both written by Michael Crichton. It's Jurassic Park, but with robots. That's what. And Michael Crichton's not that creative, if you think about it. I think he wrote another book <laughs> that's like every one of his books. Jurassic is like, Park with aliens. Exactly. It's like it's like every one of his books is like, what if we had a theme park and uh, everything went crazy, and uh, the the attractions got loose and scared everybody? How about that? Well, didn't you already do that? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. But yeah, this I, time it's robots. Next movie I'm doing is the, the people get trapped in the small world ride at Disney World and they come to life. It's like, but it's essentially, now, I've been trapped so, in the small world ride. So I like it. <laughs> That's awful. I, I like it, but it doesn't belong with Game of Thrones. It's, it's pretty good. I felt like season one shouldn't, sh- the end of season one should have been the, the part breaking and, and then you leave off from there. But most of season one should have been the ins and outs of the park and, and stuff like that. Whereas what happens is season one is like a little bit of the park working, but you already see the park starting to break. And then by the end of season one, the park has gone bananas. And then season two is just bananas uh, the whole season. Yeah, you know? I haven't seen any of season two yet. But yeah, I'm glad we all agree that's that's overrated. Something I think you'll all be on board with, because this, is, this isn't even a debate. This is a fact. Uh, cigars are profoundly overrated and I have tried I'll try because my dad likes them I have family who like them and I'll go on like golf trips or something and we'll have a cigar and I I really I don't go into it with a bad attitude like I go into it like I'm going to really try and enjoy this like everybody else seems to enjoy these things I'm going to give it a go there's a reason people like these every fucking time I get like 10 minutes into it and I'm like this is not only is this not good tasting this is actively unpleasant yeah like i i, I tell, don't get it I they don't tell get me i do it wrong i'm like man this is awful they're like you're not supposed to inhale it you're just supposed to and i'm like i'm doing the fishy thing yeah they always <laughs> say that you're, you're not supposed to inhale it. it's like no no shit i'm not i'm doing the <laughs> yeah doing the little, little dick sucking mo- maneuver that you're supposed to do and it's not, it's not it doesn't only if you don't know how to suck dick <laughs> well i you wouldn't you wouldn't that's how girls like, Pedophiles, I've stopped mid-bloodlust, rape lust, just <laughs> by getting maneuver. on my knees and giving them a couple <laughs> cigar puffs. A couple, a couple cigar puffs. Yeah, that's so all yeah, it is. cigars are overrated as shit. Shower sex, overrated mm. as shit. Yes, water's not a yep. lubricant. We've, we've covered shower sex. My, I wanted to back up to the cigars and say this. Okay. Um, I got pretty into cigars for a while. I, I, had my, I had a humidor. I had my fancy cigar lighter. I still have it somewhere in a drawer. And uh, the, but this and every time I go to Vegas, I'd go into one of those big humidor rooms and I'd buy I don't know a couple hundred dollars worth of cigars or something like that. Or in Florida, there's there's a big Cuban presence down there yeah. and, and and you know there's lots of nice cigars there. But the cigars that I settled on that I enjoyed the most were flavored cigars. Now not always would they be flavored like a like a vape is flavored like pina colada. Like I wouldn't get that, but I would get like there was one of them that was like strawberry liqueur. Or something like that. I feel like I went. I was like, it's not a crazy like pina colada. It would be like strawberry, more <laughs> like, like a daiquiri. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, or, or it would be um, 
Maker's I'm Mark. Not no fruitcake. You know? <laughs> Think uh, of a gingerbread uh, uh, martini, and you're right there. Yeah, not that crazy. I'm trying to think of the place. like cinnamon. So it's called Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> like cinnamon or coat or chocolate or something like that. And I would get the. I don't think they're called cigarillos, but they're somewhere between cigar and cigarillo. I would say they're about as big around as. Everybody's hands are different. Maybe a little bigger than my pinky. I think like I've definitely much bigger than a cigarette, but smaller than what you would think of as, as a cigar. And I liked those a lot. Dude, like like I don't, they tasted I know, see, good. I hardly, I hardly lump those into the cigar category because the cigarillos, like they smoke super quick, and so it's not you're not putting in three hours or you know I don't know ninety minutes of time to smoke a cigar. Like you're kind of in and out with it. So I, I I don't mind those as much. I've done yeah. those. We had like sweet maraschino cherry cigars or something. And um, I do the little fishy face, and I still don't like it. Mm. Yeah, it, they're not good. I'm thankful uh, for uh, that. The next, the next 51 items on my list <laughs> going to be great uh, as far as overrated. Uh, the 2018 St. Louis Blues. The 2017 St. Louis Blues. <laughs> I see where this 2016 St. Louis Blues. <laughs> 2015 St. Louis Blues. Don't forget the 2014 St. Louis Blues, who had a lot of potential. The 2013 St. Louis Blues, definitely overrated. Go down to 2012 overrated now 2011 different story still overrated not as much okay okay i was gonna go back to 67 <laughs> yeah so those are good as far as underrated things mm-hmm. uh fast clean poops where you just have a nice clean poop it's like a one wiper you know you sit down fully evacuate feel good that does especially I if do it's like, like in the middle of the day and you don't have the time to shower afterward because you always want to shower after a poop because it's gross. If I have an unusually large poop, I feel pretty good about that. I'm like, like I am just lighter and my stomach is smaller and there's just a lot of volume that's not there anymore. Something else underrated: lamb meat. Yes, mm. it's delicious, and people have no idea how delicious lamb better is. Better than beef. Better than beef. I swear to God, lamb is better than beef in almost every conceivable way. Now, I don't like lamb burgers as much as I like beef burgers because the fat content is very important there. But lamb chops versus steak, I mean, you got to go to a really nice steak to beat really nice lamb chops. Like I fu- a rack of lamb, it's, the meat has a flavor that beef just does not. It's so tasty. Love lamb chops. People say it's like, oh, it's a little gamey, but it's like, that's not gamey. That's just like a different flavor. Yeah, like it's it's a good, delicious lamb flavor. It's amazing. Love it. Love lamb. Those are good. Uh, kombucha, underrated. I don't just know what that is. That recently, it's this shit I've been drinking right now. Oh, that's uh, uh, cough syrup. Kombucha, and it's like a very vinegary drink, and it's supposed to have a bunch of probiotics, but I don't really care about that. It's got a it's got like an effervescence to it. Like, you know, I love you carbonated. Are, you are losing me every step of the yeah, way. Ki- here. Uh, or, or Taylor. Imagine carbonated vinegar. <laughs> if you like <laughs> vinegary drinks, you. Taylor, let me tell you about pickle juice. This is some good shit. Don't I've, mix it I've with tur- chili. I've, I've turned around on pickles. I used to not like pickles on my burger. Then I got some uh, 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 Chick-fil-A. And I usually don't get the pickles on there, but I had the pickles on there and I ate them because I didn't want to pull them off. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice little vinegary kick. I can't so, believe well, I haven't been enjoying this. You got a burger Chick-fil-A? Or uh, the, the chicken burger, whatever it is. Next uh, time you go to Chick-fil-A, get the spicy deluxe. It's got the pepper jack cheese, bacon. Uh, it's got tomatoes, lettuce. Um, it's the spicy chicken and uh, and the pickles. It's delicious. It's wonderful. It's amazing. I've, I've turned the table on uh, 
or I've turned the bend rather on pickles on burgers. They're very I, good. I love pickles. kombucha stuff. It's very good. No, very good. It's I, supposed gonna... to be good for your stomach. I don't. I don't know if I believe that, but it's low calorie and it's got like you know the the bubbles you get in like champagne compared to beer. How it's like a lighter, smaller, more effervescent bubble in champagne. Yeah. I love that. There aren't enough drinks with that kind of effervescence, and this has it because it's fermented, and so I like that a lot. Yeah, no thanks on that one. That's the first one you've lost me on. Okay, that's a pretty good record. <laughs> uh, underrated uh, funerals. It you know it's a great place to pick up women and you know be thankful for that you're, that you're not. Dead. Hey, it's a nice walk in a field. It's a, ni- it's a nice <laughs> walk. Heartless in a fucks. Field. No, I I hate funerals. I usually. Uh... Try to figure out a way to bring them back. Doesn't work. Um, you know, whether it be a bargain or or what have you. And I just uh, wait, wait. You try to wait. What do you mean bring them back? Like, yeah, I don't know. In my, not I'm actually doing a seance or anything. Little, little, like you try to like liven, li- lighten the mood, like make it better for everyone no, else. More like little, just little between, prop comedy or <laughs> just between my own ears. <laughs> it's sort of a like, you know, like um, negotiating. Like, you know, how can we get this thing to be undone? And, uh, yeah, no, you lost me on that one. I don't like funerals. <laughs> I don't actually like funerals either. I just <laughs> wanted to put a ridiculous one in there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of overrated and underrated things. Gatekeeping is underrated. People oh. always bitch and moan about gatekeeping as a thing where they're like, hey, we need to make our hobby inclusive to everyone, even people who are antithetical to the goal of our hobby. It's like, what? No, like that's what happened with football. They let women get involved, and now they have to wear pink socks. Now they have to have you know, domestic violence night and all these things. <laughs> and so I say it would be much easier and better if you, know, you kept some gates up. I'm not in, with in you. Certain I'm not with you. I think gatekeepers are often throwing up arbitrary rules so that they can make their club special. And I don't respect people like that. If you say... Yeah, you know what? I bet you could do this thing too if you just went through the same steps that I did. Then you're inclusive and you stop blowing out that candle to make yours burn brighter. Oh, if that's what... I I agree with you there. If they just want to join the club. What I'm talking about are the people who don't actually have an interest in what they're doing. uh, They just want to be a part of it where they're like, all right, we need to get women more involved in football. And then women are like, yes, thank you for finally letting us get more involved. First thing we want to do is change everything. Here, like, well, I, I well, think I got we, this. We need a gate up. Gatekeepers <laughs> suck, but welcome mats also suck. You need to go through the same steps that everybody else did. You know what irritates me? Women in engineering, right? Now, maybe because I worked with tons of women software engineers. I hate engineers. when I see women outside of the home. They all suck. They suck, they suck, they suck. But some fucking, fucking jackass got the idea that we need to go grab some art history major and, and give them a job computer programming because they're girls. We're just going to lower our standards and make this easy. We've talked about it for firemen. We've talked about it for military people. We have not yet covered how there are unqualified female software engineers because they're just doing everything they can to get these people in the job except requiring that they're qualified. Yeah, that's the, the welcome mat uh, example you gave. I like that as a... No as welcome mats. No exceptions. Yeah. You want to be a Marine? Do as many pull-ups as the dudes. Yeah. Is that the end of the list? we covered a lot of really good ground today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have pages 
the 20, 2009 St. Louis Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones won the President's Cup? They're still overrated? 99. Was... Oh, yeah, totally overrated because they lost in the first round. <laughs> but what's better, President's Cup and a first-round exit or, like, I don't know, conference finals? There's nothing and... worse than a President's Trophy and a first-round exit. I'd rather suck. You'd rather not make the playoffs. I'd rather get a good draft pick and well, suck. Well, you maybe would like rooting for the Hurricanes with me. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on the Hurricane bandwagon. We, oh, we don't play them enough for me to dislike them. There's plenty of room. No one else is on <laughs> it. <laughs> Just, oh, I welcome Madden. Fuck. It's me, Woody, and nine people in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> All on there. Uh, well, I guess, are there any outros, Kyle? Oh, are we at four hours? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there is one outro, now that you mention it. Good Ever think vaping is too expensive? Ever wish you didn't need to buy batteries, coils, a tank, and a bottle just to get started vaping? Ever have your vape's battery die on you at 2 p.m. and you don't have access to a charger? Abay, the new vape system from the creators of Zamplebox, changes all of that. Abay's hardware blends simplicity with top-shelf quality. Abay features a super-compact battery, high-capacity pods that are more than twice the capacity of their jewel pods, and it features ceramic coils so that you won't ever get a burnt hit. It also has two charging modes, USB and uh, ABay PCC charging so that you don't have to worry about a dead vape at the end of the day. ABay features a perfectly curated lineup of five delicious flavors, so you're sure to find one that's perfect for you. For a limited time, get a free ABay kit and 10 bucks off each pack of pods on your first order when you sign up for monthly auto-ship delivery with three or more packs of pods. Plus, all ABay orders auto-ship, um, excuse me, plus all ABay auto-ship orders get free shipping. Just use the code PK at checkout when you visit abay.com. That's A-B-A-Y.com. Check them out. I haven't had Absolutely. any abay burnt hits. Um, what was the, oh, oh, and the la- I'll just outro my uh, thing. Pimp us on Facebook, Bumble, Tinder, Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, put it on the subreddit. You'll see the sticky thread, and you can win the Taylor doll. It's a great doll. You want... <laughs> that version of me in your home o- over just kind of watching you while you sleep. You know, it. you can hang it by the, the head here, so it would be wonderful over a child's crib. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, head is, the head is actual size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the eyebrows are. <laughs> yeah, it, it attaches to its mouth somehow in this. Yeah, there's a lot of goodness happening in here. So, um, yeah. Say something nice about PKA, a link, and et cetera. Um, I guess that's a wrap. The belt is going to happen. Uh, the vacation is sort of up in the air. We don't know uh, everyone's availability. But uh, PKA, episode 414.